abbreviated it to RPI and PRU. But I don't know what those mean. PRU is weird. RIP could be anything. PRU. Okay, the RPI is the retail price index, and that's definitely not what oh, I RPI. Meant. That's definitely not what I meant it to be. <laughs> RPI PRU Prudential? No, it's underneath You're trading stocks then, you trading stocks. I think I might be. It's, <laughs> it's under the tagline I have put retro gaming and it's ridiculous price hike because that's something I want to want to get into because you don't get nostalgia at all. No. You you're immune. I get it heavily. Give me give me the new shit. The new yeah, shit. You, you must... the new shit. I want old shit that I've now lost and want to play again. Well what we can do is we can just with the magic of editing, we can make the podcast appear as if from the start again. As if from the start. As if from the... <laughs> and then like that, the fairy godmother said, I'll just delete this. Fuck it. Right. I googled the acronym PRU and I got Prudential Pensions. Yeah, Prudential Pensions. <laughs> Apparently, at some point when writing these notes, I was heavily invested in, you know, stocks and bonds and planning for the future and my pension. Jesus Christ. By the way, did that pick this up is my the... epic tooth whistle there? I, I, I don't know. The, uh... <laughs> it's just going to spike. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are the Gibberfish Podcast, and as you can tell by the previous conversation, we are now old. Yep. With, with grey in the beards and the money in stocks and finances in the foreign Asian lands. Yep. <laughs> See, grey in the beard is something that's... I'm, I've always been grey in the head yeah. since, since about the age of 12, which has been an immense source of amusement to me. But I'm starting to get grey in the beard, and it's I don't know, I can't take it. The grey in the head was enough, but if I ever see grey beard, just that shit gets ripped right out. I'm okay with the grey in the beard. I'd, I've been I've been going grey for a little bit of time now, not as bad as you, because you're now, it's all messed You've gone in. so grey that you're bald now. Yeah, I, I shaved <laughs> the head. I've actually been shaving the head now for four years. There's now people who don't know what I look like without hair. I can't remember. Those people now include Dom, apparently, <laughs> and I also include several family members as well as co-workers who just haven't been there for that long or who just don't remember. It's great, the idea of me with hair doesn't exist in people's heads anymore. Yeah, it's been that long. And I think even in high is... school, you, you took it to a short degree, mm-hmm. yeah, or we're that's... getting into that phase where you're thinking about just completely removing the hair altogether. That's where it started, was it was just kind of like, my hair's crap, like it doesn't do anything, I'm just going to keep cutting down, 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 yeah. and then I just decided, I think it was my parents were on holiday, I was like, shaving this is going to be funny, or cool, or it'll look good. I'll just do it. I did yeah. it, and it's been years now, and now people just don't remember. Yeah, it's hilarious. But we're not here to talk about hairstyling, unfortunately. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. But the green the beard thing has like it started to appear now, and it's more on one side than the other. Like it's woven in underneath. Yeah. But there's just like a weird patch that just gets more grace, and people point out and they're like, "Why do you have green your beard?" And I'm like, "I'm angry all the time. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's stress. That's these, it." These aren't like, it's not like a majestic grey, it's like shock white in the middle of brown hair, so it's, it's rage, yeah, it's, it's rage hair. <laughs> it's like Miss Dracula type. Yeah. She just, get the, she just gets the grey stripe because of the electricity or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. Um, but hairstyling tips aside, because we are definitely people to talk to you about that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we are the Jibberfish Podcast. This is uh, the return episode. This is yep. a, a weird one because we finished up about two and a half years ago. Yeah, roughly. And since then, we ended at the start of 2016, which I'm going to say, hell of a year to stop podcasting. Yeah. 2016 was a shithole. Yeah, 2016 was, it was a good year for podcasting because you got quality content to talk about. 
but it was also the year of the low-hanging fruit for comedy because every fucking comedian who thinks they can make it on the stage and in stand-up thought, I'm just going to do Trump jokes. I'm just going to do all this bullshit jokes. Everybody's doing those jokes. Yeah. It's not fucking funny. It's lowest hanging fruit, lowest common denominator shit. I mean, we could have spent ages becoming a pseudo-political podcast. I mean, it's now interesting because 2016 ruined so much of everything. It made the world more political, so inevitably this will be more political than the original run. Now available on YouTube. Yep, the whole 29 episodes? 29 episodes, yeah. It's now available on YouTube. YouTube, And as soon as this episode goes live, I hit the make public button on all those episodes and make them public. Yep, you can Uh, listen to all of our fuck-ups and foibles back then. Yeah, we're not going to be any better now. No, probably not. Nah, I, d- I don't intend to have any kind of improvement or, you know, you series that? of... <laughs> Colin Graham 2019, no fucking improvement. There will be. <laughs> Just with the, I'll be, I am not a crook, I am not a... I, yeah. I am not an, a progressive person, <laughs> I am not a, I'm not an improver of anything. Yeah, Colin I, Graham 2019, fuck progress. <laughs> <laughs> fuck your shit, we go in caveman. Exactly. Uh, oh, you can, I, this year alone, I'd love to be able to go caveman. It just leave everything aside. I'll hopefully be able to pick it back up again at some point, but just drop everything, find a cave in the Highlands, just find a good club for beating animals so I could get some meat. And then that'd be it. You'd that'd be fine. That's all you'd have to worry about. It's yeah, just, be you just great. That'd be part of the package. You just pay for a holiday, because it will be a holiday service. Yeah. I do know of kind of similar ideas in like Norway and Scandinavia and stuff like that, all yeah. those like countries over there they have like this viking course where you just go and you go back to primitive life no cell phone no nothing you just fuck off for like yeah. three months you just go live as you know the forefathers did and it's like a training course it's the ideas that you were trained to go back to na- uh, nature somebody uh sent it to me and they just like it doesn't sound great and i'm like i mean yeah but also i don't have the like i don't have three grand to drop on this holiday which lasts for about two months or whatever. I'd save. I'd genuinely save. That <laughs> sounds save fantastic. That. Um, but I also just have shit to do. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I, I would love to go into work and be like, so I'm taking a, a sabbatical, like a long-term leave of absence. I, uh, I'll be back. I just need to go and do something. Uh, what are you going to do? What's, what's the plan? Uh, I'm going to go be a Viking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to live like the pits and the Celts did. I'm going to just kill anything that I want to eat. I shall and just have my fill of any woman that I can pick up and run away with. I shall live as my forefathers did, naked in the woods for three yep. weeks at a time. Oh, I actually did a bit of research in my sort of genealogy. All the Andersons were not present at the Battle of Culloden, which was one of the big battles in Scottish history, because yeah. we were selling shit. <laughs> gotta we, make your money. You gotta, you gotta we make were, your money. We were selling blankets and pelts and shit. We were making dough. I mean, think about it. You got a bunch of like half-dying people. What do you want? You want to feel warm? You want a blanket? Yeah. It's not. It's a hustle to sell them the blanket. Yeah. Smart thinking. Smart my, people. My ancestors, the ancient Andersons, they had their shit together. <laughs> the modern well, Andersons, not so much. I like the idea of you just be like, there, there was a great point in time where we knew what we were doing, then we forgot. Yeah. <laughs> we were just there, and we did things, but we didn't know why. Yeah. <laughs> it was almost as the sacred texts say we must sell these pelts, so we will sell these pelts. <laughs> Now, now in modernity, we're just kind of thinking, yeah, what do I do now? Figure it out. I don't fucking know. Yeah, do something and then yeah. keep doing more of that thing until you make enough money to do nothing, I guess. Yeah, that's, 
that's pretty much the meaning of life right there. Yeah, that's pretty much the meaning of life. Uh, but 2016, the thing that really like made 2016 interesting, everyone died. Yeah, we had the, we had the celebrity cull of 2016 with a lot of you know, a lot of famous people passing away, a lot of people that had checked out maybe a while before, yeah. finally letting death catch up to them. Yeah. You know the kind of people that you'd be watching on TV that are well past their sell-by date and they just have death following them? Like, death has to stay within I've, uh, stay within line of sight at all times. Just in case, you know. Just in ooh, case. If they're on set or something. just going to step to the set. Ooh, yeah. is that? No, no, no. If they're, on, if they're on stage where they're recording something, they have to, they're tripping over PAs, they're getting tangled up in cameras, just going, oh, sorry, I just need to stay in line of sight of Bruce Forsyth. He's on his way out. I'm not letting that fucker slip away again. That was, I forgot that he was gone. Yeah, I just assumed, and just at one point I was like, "Wait, when did that happen?" But I, I did get a list of people from twenty sixteen. Yeah, uh, from just from it was kind of just as a disclaimer. I actually thought Bruce Forsyth was a pretty cool dude. I was just using him as an example. But now I the worry. Man is a hundred and two. Yeah, I now worry that the fountain of youth that he was clearly taking from mm. has now got one less guardian. That's my big worry. Yeah, so uh, from the list I could find, David Bowie. That's yeah, a that, big was, that was a big one. That was a big one. Not even a like big fan of his music, but you've heard, you've all heard it. Yeah, everyone's heard the Bowie song. And then you know, it's just he's just a pop culture icon at this point. Yeah. Uh, Alan Rickman. Yeah, that that one fucking hurt. That one hurt. Prince. Prince was a weird dude, but his music was fucking fantastic. Yeah. He was one of those people that he just that spark was there and it was firing constantly. The guy had a vault full of shit. I think it was they worked it out. It was something about six terabytes worth of stuff that he recorded and just left in this vault there's something like six terabytes shit that's interesting over about 20 odd years I guarantee you there's a legal battle everywhere for that yeah for that vault it's there's gotta a... be in there somewhere somebody's like I should be able to produce this and somebody's yeah. going actually we're his family and we save this person and yeah. that's gonna be a shit show to my knowledge there's only been three people that have ever seen the inside of his vault two of them are family members and one of them is Kevin Smith the director because uh-huh. he, was, he was directing a film for Prince but then Prince seen the finished product and went oh cool thank you he wasn't going to put it out he spent something like 18 million dollars made a film with Kevin Smith and just put it in his vault for him that's how much fucking money Prince made during his day weird Prince has more than a king's ransom yeah yeah dude's got um, stacks I remember actually when he when he passed because that was um, I was on a really shit day at work and I was like I went through 10 hours of working and was like I need to take a lunch break it's like 6 at night but I need to take my lunch break at some point and I went upstairs and the uh, chemistry manager was there I was like oh hey how's it going how's it going and then our phone went off and uh, it just says ah, Prince has died and I'm like ah fuck <laughs> that just ruined my half hour lunch I'm yeah. just going to sit here thinking hmm I want to listen to Prince music all day now that's yeah. all I want to do I had a similar reaction last sun- no, last Friday, Saturday or Sunday, I can't remember, but I was sitting at work and I got a text from my brother saying, uh, do we have uh, Smoking the Bandit on Blu-ray? And I said, yeah, yeah of course, I know where this of course we fucking do. And I said, I bought Reynolds is dead. And I went, well, thank you. Well, that I don't want to finish my shift. I can't remember what I said. Because I, I, that's the thing that I did as well. I just, you just send someone a message being like, you know what, fuck today. Yeah. So I found that out and it was a Friday morning or something like that. Yeah. Turns out the IT manager at my work doesn't like Burt Reynolds. How can you not like Burt Reynolds? I don't know. He's some kind of horrific alien monster from another be. planet. So I, I just, we spent the entire day uh, pissing him off because he's only like Burt Reynolds. So he's therefore subhuman. 
And the idea was that we were just going to, you know, I think at one point I had someone waiting for the computer with like a like a trivia page because the trivia page on IMDb is really hard to find now. Hmm. I don't know if you've ever tried it. Like, it's now there for movies but not people. That makes sense. It, but it doesn't. Like, it, mm. <laughs> That's a heavy dose of sarcasm on that statement. But yeah. no, surely you'd want to see all the shit that the person's done, not all the trivia associated with the movie. I don't know what the idea was, but I assumed that there was always a trivia page for people that's now just disappeared. Hmm. Anyway, I had somebody sitting with, like, the trivia for Burt Reynolds open, and he would just, I would told them, you read it one Burt Reynolds fact every time you pick up the phone to ID. We will teach him the error of his ways. Yeah. It worked. He, well, I say it worked. It pissed him off. That was the, the objective. Don't think he likes Burt Reynolds any more than he did after I told him that he was yeah. part of a fraternity. And then proceeded to butcher the name of the fraternity because I don't speak Greek. Yeah. But uh, other than that, we had Muhammad Ali. Cassius Clay himself. Yep. Guy's a sporting icon. And just, that was, I mean, he was, he's on the way, you say people on the way out for ages. Yeah. Ali was one of them. Yeah. Uh, Anton Yelchin, the uh, young guy from the Star Wars. Yeah. Star Trek. Star Trek. Same difference. (laughs) The face. No, it's it's fine. It's fine. I'm not even bothered. But uh, no, The Last Jedi We'll talk a bit about The Last Jedi, because... No, we, we never spoke about that in the podcast. That only came out last year. Yeah, we... Uh, it came out on came out in the cinema sort of year before that. It came out on Blu-ray last year. Because you and I saw one of the Star Wars films in the same cinema at one point. We went that was the, the Force Awakens. Episode. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good film. the first of the trilogy, and we're like, oh, cool, awesome. And we just had... Well, we bumped into each other, like, oh, cool, there's done. It's ooh, waving at each other like yeah. idiots across the, the, the Hippodrome. Yeah, like absolute morons. But no. Right, Force Awakens, fantastic film. Really rate it quite highly. Last Jedi has kind of killed my love of Star Wars for a little bit. I've they're seen a lot to, of that. They're going to need to knock it out of the park for the next one to get me back in. Here's the thing: is, I've seen a lot of that criticism. I've not seen the movie, hmm. so I would like you to bring those ideas to the table. I will then go watch this movie somehow, and I'll come back and say, "Ah, you're right or you're wrong." Yeah. Um, next on the list of people who died in 2016: Gene Wilder. I didn't know Gene Wilder was dead. You just ruined my fucking really? night. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a bit take a bad turn. Uh, you knew that Alan Thicke died? Alan Thicke. Canadian TV personality. He was on How I Met Your Mother for a while. Oh, yeah, right. himself. I keep confusing him with the guy that did that creepy song, Bloodlines. Oh, uh, yeah, it's... Um, Isn't his name Robin Thicke? Robin Thicke, and I think they're related. Well... I think they are in some way. Like, it's like an uncle or like something. Yeah. It might be a, might be a father's own thing. I don't know. Could I can't be, remember. I hope not, because otherwise that tarnishes the memory of Alan Thicke. Um, and then Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds. Yeah, that was that At was the harsh. very end of the year, and you're like, man, that's going to be the worst death of the year. Right up until George Michael died. Yeah, George Michael. On Mike. Christmas Day. Yeah, that ruined a lot of people, because my mum is a huge sort of Wham and George Michael fan. One song that gets played every every Christmas in my house is George Michael's Christmas song I think it's Last Christmas I Gave You My yep. Heart she fucking loves that song she's kind of went oh uh, I'm, I'm going to go make dinner and it was just mum sit down we'll do it I don't, well, I don't want you near blades right <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you near heat just you go sit down have a glass of uh, what the fuck do women drink a lot of uh, Prosecco yeah, yeah so go and have a glass of Prosecco of <laughs> no I don't know what it is every woman I fucking know goes nuts over a glass of Prosecco the point where they're willing to trample other people to get to the Prosecco. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a weird, like, a pop culture drink that people are just like, oh, I'm just going just, to just have a little bubble in the weekend. You're like, it's cheap knockoff champagne. And it's also Tuesday. What are you talking about? Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, I remember the, uh, the the 
George Michael one because it was five minutes away from like leaving because yeah. it was like it was almost midnight when they announced it. It was like because I was like I've got to go home. I've got to like I've got work tomorrow, so I'm just gonna head off and uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow. And then up pops like Sky News alert: George Michael found dead at his home or something like that or whatever yeah. it was. And then it was like okay, that this this takes a turn. So it was then like two more hours of just drinking. <laughs> Not helped by the fact that the first thing out of my mouth was, I guess this was his last Christmas. Oh, that was a... Yeah, when that filter's not there. <laughs> a bottle of whiskey teaches the last Christmas. It was your last Christmas, Michael. Zingered, and you just pass out. It's great. Zing! <laughs> Zing, bada bing, bada boom, and you just fall asleep. But yeah, that was that proceeded to then become, because um, they now have like smart TVs and stuff, like they're, they're into it now. Hmm. They got, they're into tech almost as much yeah. as we are. And it was just like, okay, let's get YouTube up and let's just play through like a massive playlist of every George Michael song that we can find. And it was DS Last Christmas and all the classics and stuff. Yeah. Um, but Faith and stuff. And uh, you apparently cannot suggest to a grieving George Michael fan that Limp Biscuit did it better. <laughs> apparently that's not funny. Um, yeah, you On the day that he dies. But yeah, the, the 2016 death list was fucking terrifying. Yeah. It felt like it was. I felt like there was more on than there was on that website because that was. I say that's like the ten I thought were kind of relevant to us. There yeah. was a lot more there, but I'm like, I'm sure there was more. Yeah, I think it just felt that there was a lot more, and I think there were certain people in 2016 that we were keeping a keen eye on. And no, John Hurt, he passed away in 2016 as well, didn't he? Yeah, why is he not on my list? Why the fuck is he not on your list? That's a weird. Why is he not on that list? I'm disappointed in myself. I'm disappointed in you too. Are you my real dad now? I... <laughs> but no. the, uh... You're older than I am. How could that physically work? You jizz in a test tube. <laughs> Again. And you throw it through a portal. <laughs> and you throw... just hope that that's a time-travelling portal. Throw it through time itself and hope. Yeah. Well, hopefully it hits the right person. I... <laughs> I'm a time-travelling immaculate conception. Why do you think I'm so weird? <laughs> uh... <laughs> But yeah, it devolved like throughout the year. It just kind of got to the point where like, I'm just numb. I ain't give a fuck. Yeah. And then towards the end of the year, we had the the elections and stuff like we had Brexit. Yeah, uh, that was July. Yeah, around about July. Yeah, because I remember doing um, what was it? There was Team Four Stars um, challenge to do uh, like an abridged episode. Yeah, and. I decided as well as that to do like a mini vlog of just kind of like, yeah, this is where I'm at. Like every week I'd put out one episode of me being like, so I've done this, I've recorded this audio, I've got these scenes together, I've got a plan, I think I'm good to go. Most of it's me walking on the same fucking path again and again, just being like, oh, I'm on my way to working, but I've done this, you know, I've, I've been awake for four hours, it's <laughs> only 10 o'clock, and I'm just running around like editing scenes and stuff. But then there's one episode where I'm just like, I wake up and I'm immediately like, so we just left EU. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what bothers me the most about fucking Brexit is that no one can define what Brexit is. Every time someone asks Theresa May what Brexit is, she just kind of goes, ah, Brexit is, is, is fu- it's fucking Brexit. Get the fuck out of here. It's Brexit a, is Brexit. Fuck off. It's a red, white and blue Brexit. What does that mean, woman? <laughs> Definition. We were yeah. looking for a, bit of a, a more of a technical term than just, you know, vague colours. Yeah. I just, I, I, I just, it was weird. And then you watch the whole America thing with Trump and then you're like... Yeah. He has hey, to be getting impeached wait. soon. He I, has to be getting impeached soon. I, I just don't know anymore. There's there's yeah. no rules anymore. You just look at it and go, by this point, any normal human being would be impeached. Yeah. I can therefore only assume Trump is some horrific form of God. 
Yeah, he's, he's one of the bad gods. He's not one of the good gods. I think he he's might... not one of the good gods that gave us, you know, chicken wings, whiskey, yeah, dark-haired women with huge tits. He never. Trump was not one of those gods. He, he gave us black licorice. What's wrong with black licorice? It's disgusting. No. Look, you, you, would you? What would you rather have? Delicious tub of wine gums because I know you eat fucking wine gums. I can see the tub there. Yeah. Or licorice all sorts. Don't you fucking dare say licorice all sorts. I'm going off wine gums. I know there's that that tub there is from a couple of years ago and it's the metal tub that now just holds stationery around and crap. Yeah. So I'm like this. Is my I'm gonna clean things up by just shifting shit into a tub. That's how you clean. Um, yeah, that's how you keep it I, I, I genuinely would consider a tub of white liquors, but he I would say he's more along the lines of just one of those gods that's in charge of hurricanes. Yeah, he's the, he's the one that has to kill that one in every six child that doesn't doesn't survive childbirth. Yeah, that's that prick of a god. He's the god with kids with ass cancer. That's, yeah, he's that's his that's his role in the world. Yeah. Um, but or he, it's not his role. It's the hairpiece that is enslaving Donald Trump. That's his role. That's so weird. The, the, the clips and videos, because obviously with it being an election, he was under like surveillance almost all day yeah and the amount of weird clips they got of him like just having weird hair moments and stuff like dude what like just shave it like i'd it'd be cool if you shaved it off shaving heads cool kids do it right now do it do it do it um but you know just go for it (laughs) i'm genuinely convinced that if donald trump does get impeached you're going to see the hairpiece it's going to rise up and it's going to jump from Donald Trump's head and he's going to say the words I'm free then fault is death then it's going to land on Joe Pence's head and Joe Pence is going to become Donald Trump 2.0 you mean Mike Pence Mike Pence Mike Pence I'm thinking because I, I realised you thought Joe Biden didn't yeah you? I realised this year that I thought John McCain and Joe Biden were the same person <laughs> <laughs> did you realise that when they said I realised that when John McCain <laughs> if you didn't think it was fucking done before <laughs> You oh, that's know. amazing! I just the idea of you being like, he's not the vice president. Because <laughs> yeah, again, we're watching watching a show called Parks and Recreation, and uh, Joe Biden appears in an episode. And yeah. I said to my brother, "Isn't that guy dead?" And and my brother said to me, "It's John McCain, you fucking idiot." <laughs> <laughs> and I went, "Is that not John McCain?" And he went, "No, that's Joe Biden." <laughs> I just kind of thought, "Fuck." He was on TV like a decent amount. He was a pretty visible vice president. Yeah, Joe Biden was cool, man. Uh, with the exception of his comments on AR-15s where he was like if there's somebody trying to break into your house just take a double barreled shotgun put the first shot over their head to let them know you mean business I had friends from the south like if you come into my house and I got the kid in here and you start breaking down my door the first shot is in you there is no fucking around there's yeah. no warning shot if you're fucking with me and my family and my kids I'm putting the first round through you just in case you go out a buddy back there because I guarantee you, no one's coming in after they see the mess I'm making of you, buddy. Yeah. But yeah, I he that was like he was a very visible person. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I don't know why I find that so funny. <laughs> I mean, they don't even fucking look similar. Like John McCain looks kind of old and decrepit. Joe Biden, despite the fact that he's in his seventies, looks yeah. you know, he looks good for his age. John yeah. McCain can't lift his arms past here. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I quite like John McCain. I'll be honest. Yeah, he was, he, he was okay. Like he, he was, he was one of the last Republicans that was kind of in the middle. Even though he was, because he wasn't, you know, he wasn't that neoconservative type thing. Like he was definitely out there with some of his ideas, but yeah. at the same time, like he always seemed reasonable. And I think that's what we've grown to realize. And what we're gonna miss a lot in the next couple of years. It'll be interesting. But at the same time, 
Yeah, they could not look less alike. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, I think it was just names. They are the thing. two spectrum. Like they're the end points of the two spe- are the yeah. spectrum for old white men. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> maybe I, maybe I'm just that used to you know old white dudes running America that they just kind of blur together. I don't know. I don't fucking live in America. It doesn't. It's not going to matter to me. I can't help but watch that train wreck. I just I'm, I watch too much of it. I've, I've noticed that. It is all it, the stuff I yeah. consume. I consume too much American content, too much American politics, and I think about it way too much. I wasted a ton of energy last year on the America whole thing of like Trump being in president uh, or in the in the seat, and then all of a sudden it's like everything he does is a fucking like nightmare for democracy and stuff. I'm like, wait, yeah. it's not my democracy. Like it's not really my problem until the nukes start flying. But even yeah. by then, it's too late, and even then I can't do shit about it. So yeah, I'm trying to refocus over on our Brexit side of things. Like right now, Article 13 just passed today. Article 13? The uh, EU's um, idea of a kind of way of protecting copyright on the, the internet All right. to put a massive upload filter on. Oh. Yeah. Worth a read that it got through like its committee stage. It's now going to go to the floor. All right. Final approvals in January. Start reading. It's not good. Yeah, it doesn't sound good. Especially if you were, say, trying to start a podcast. Oh, shit. And maybe do stuff like YouTube. <laughs> ah, fuck. If you were interested in that sort of thing, you might want to read it. Uh, YouTube's another place that's going to shit very, very quickly. Yeah, that adpocalypse was not fucking around. No, and it's now, it's now getting to the point where people... It's going through not current, con- current posted content. Mm-hmm. It's going through old content. Uh, one of the... Uh, fighting game YouTubers that I watch quite quite frequently a guy called Maximilian Dude he's had all his content put uh, searched through from way back in say 2008 mm-hmm. anything that's got a copyrighted song anything that's got uh, unlicensed content or anything in it has been taken off anything that's got violent content has been taken off his page if you're a fighting game YouTuber that's that gotta a be a lot pretty hefty slice of all your content I, I was worried that was kind of our introduction to like 20 uh 2016 I guess in 2017 because after that 2017 just kind of seemed like more of the same yeah but I think if you want to move on to like a section of like what we want like since we've been gone this has happened in YouTube online stuff podcasting whatever yeah um, yeah YouTube seems to be going down the down the shit really 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 quickly uh, quite a lot of YouTubers have jumped from YouTube over to Twitch yeah a uh, prime example a guy named a uh, a channel called H3H3, Ethan Klein. Yeah. Fucking fantastic channel. Puts up a lot of really, really funny content. The guy's really not afraid to do shit that's maybe a bit, sorry, out there, but a bit weird. But because it's alternative or maybe seen as a bit aggressive or violent or whatever, all of his videos are flagged and he can't monetize them. Yeah. Which is a fucking dangerous precedent to set. Yeah. When people are making a living off of YouTube, making a fairly comfortable living off of YouTube, and you're then saying, "Oh, that brand that you've built, your brand, you need to change that if you want to keep if you want to stay on our website, mm-hmm. which is fucking dangerous." <laughs> and I'm in the weird position where I see where they're coming from as a platform, as a company. Yeah, I do see that they're trying to protect themselves, but at the same time, yeah. it's fucking with people's livelihoods. Yeah, and when you set yourself, I mean, you should be much more transparent about the fact that YouTube has changed as a company. We all know that, yeah. but we've never heard that from YouTube. I don't think so anyway. I've never heard anyone say that, you know, we're now going to be much more family friendly. I mean, they put out the kids that, but you would assume that would mean they were 
funneling content for kids. Yeah, they're moving all the kid friendly stuff to this version of the website and or restricting access within that app to the more grown up content. But the more grown up content, they're never really going to probably bar it because I mean, how many people when YouTube first came about just thought, "All right, I'm going to make I'm going to make myself a couple years older so I can get access to the good content that's age born." They're never going to be able to properly police that. Yeah, they just need to kind of work through it. It's uh, it's just a weird thing of we're watching the Wild West become this kind of gentrified area very quickly. Yeah, very, very quickly. But and people hate change. Yeah. But yeah, I people mean, hate change. Everyone fucking hates yeah. change. But everyone on YouTube is talking about how YouTube's changing. But yeah, I think you're right. I don't think YouTube have ever came out and just said, yeah, people get on board with the new changes. We are becoming more family friendly. Mm-hmm. We're trying to make it more friendly for advertisers. If this does not align with your current if your current sort of channel setup you can just fucking leave yeah YouTube have never came out and said that they've, uh, they've I think it's because they realise that they don't there's no really there's not really an alternative yeah YouTube have kind of got that market corner Twitch is a good sort of switch over but you can't really do as much but on Twitch as you can on YouTube but I think when it comes to YouTube versus Twitch it's because Twitch has branded itself as the live streaming platform for gamers yes you can do videos yes you can do community posts and stuff awesome however youtube is the world's biggest uh social media site because it does class itself with social media and it also is the second largest search engine because of the amount of content it's going to go through Hmm. but they have never really had challenging competition yes there's vimeo you can upload videos on vimeo is vimeo still a thing yep have fun they actually advertise on youtube that was i actually i I shilled out and paid for YouTube Premium. Ah, right. Actually quite enjoying the service. However, uh, one of the few like last adverts I saw was for Vimeo. I was like, okay, that's brave. Uh, good luck with that. I don't think... I mean, it's, it's apparently very good for very serious creators. People mm. who want to make documentaries, people who want to upload uh, really like heavily edited stuff that you would, you know, suffer a lot of production value. Like It's yeah. supposed to be like the premium side of YouTube because YouTube is just hit with everything that it is. There's even, it's at the point now where there are algorithms making content for kids. I don't know if you've looked into the whole like the YouTube kids thing. Yeah, unfortunately I have because again I have a, my niece is about five going on six years old. I have the only laptop in the house that she can work easily. My mum has a tablet that she can barely use and she's not getting a fucking shot on my dad's laptop. According to my dad there's government secrets on that tinfoil hat shit. Right. Um, so my niece is sitting on my laptop and she's sitting just browsing through this just mind-numbing wave of crap. If I hear the Baby Shark song one more time, I'm just destroying my laptop. Just over-the-knee Bane shit. Yeah. I'm just going to break it. But I, I've seen some kids' YouTube content and it is mind-numbing. Well, that's the thing. That's the stuff that's just been made to be kids' content. There's some fucked-up stuff in there. Yeah, there's like Spider-Man and Elsa have a baby and there's a little simulation of what their baby would look like I don't want to fucking see yeah. what the frozen bitch and spider boy what their baby would look like I don't, I don't care yeah, why Why are the webs in its hair frozen I don't I don't get that no. it's weird why, that's not part of it nope never mind don't no. care but the um, yeah the, like, the, the site is hit with so much crap they can't regulate it so yeah. they use algorithms that do it all for them and the algorithms suck which is part of the problem to article 13 and stuff like that where it's like oh we'll just control the algorithms Huh? <laughs> yeah, because that's worked well so far. Algorithms aren't working on YouTube, which is a fraction of the internet. 
how are you supposed to run an algorithm to protect the entire internet? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, HD, he makes a lot of spicy content. Yeah. I, uh, I'm a big fan of his, uh, his white face man. Ah, white face man. He covers like himself that. in what I hope is uh, just like pseudocreme. I uh, think it's just, you know, I think it's just uh, stage paint or something. And uh, yeah, he just goes all in on just like weird racial issues and stuff because yeah. he's white face man. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a weirdly good character, that, especially with the I just appropriated your culture, biatch. Yeah. That's uh, pretty good. I love that gif. I love that gif right there. <laughs> it's just reminding me of one video that I would like to talk about, but I don't really understand the whole concept of cultural appropriation. So we'll just we'll sidestep that and... We'll, we'll come back in a later episode and we'll just embarrass ourselves. After I've read up on what cultural appropriation really is, because it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, um, it's where you're not allowed to share things with other people. Um, so we're not allowed to enjoy certain things because we're white. Um, okay. Yeah. Does that mean that we as Scotsmen can reclaim kilts, whiskey, shortbread, iron brew? Because that's a big hit everywhere. Yeah. Uh, what else can we take? What else is ours? Uh, golf. Yeah. Penicillin. Penicillin. We'll take penicillin. We'll take penicillin. Penicillin back. Yeah. You're appropriating Scottish culture. Yeah. You're <laughs> <laughs> it's not sharing anymore. It's cultural appropriation. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I d- if I see any dumb bitch in America wearing a kilt, do I then have the right to say, my culture is not your fucking dress? I will take you to a place called the Tilted Kilt in America. I've heard of the Tilted Kilt. And you will have no problem with people appropriating Scottish culture apparently within five it's just, minutes. Apparently it's just a bunch of scantily clad, fairly busty good looking women walking about in kilts and it, white shirts. It's Hooters and Tartan. I like it. They it's, can appropriate the shit out of my culture. It's not a bad thing anymore, is it? Yeah. yeah. Um, I just don't get the idea of cultural appropriation because to me it just seems that we're sharing cultures, which is what we should be doing. Yeah. I, 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 mean, I've, I've won, I figured that was the goal long term for yeah. humanity anyway. The idea I, that we all yeah. had these weird cultures that grew up independently of each other, therefore we killed each other. So sharing them and spread, you know, sharing the love, sharing the, the yeah. common ground would be a good thing. Yeah. But apparently not. Now, I'm happy to share what I would consider my culture with other people. So it kilts with, you know, Pakistani people, as long as in turn I got to wear those ridiculously comfy robes. And oh, so, yeah. I want those. Oh, dude, I, a, friend of, a friend of mine has... He is the youngest of five, and the four older siblings are all sisters. Right. And they all got married kind of within two years of each other. Right. And he doesn't really have that many friends, like in his sort of family group. So he invited all of his friends, all his like his white friends essentially. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it was the same thing. He said, "You can. Uh, we need a couple of people to uh, you know carry some stuff for us, but they'll need to put these robes on." And I thought, oh, "I don't really want to do it. I prefer to wear a kilt." But then about five minutes afterwards, I was just gonna. You know, Ooh, silk. Ooh, everything <laughs> is silk. Ooh, it's a good idea. Then, after the wedding, said, "Oh, Dom, uh, can we can we get those back?" I went, "Can I, can I just keep them?" Yeah. And they went, "No, they're kind of we only bring them out for a wedding." And I realized, "Oh, this is ceremonial shit." Oh yeah, this, this is the granny's <laughs> fine china. Yeah, you... it's ridiculously comfortable. I'm happy to trade a kilt away to yeah. get some of those robes. I am. Um, I have you. Obviously, in the last couple of years, it's been interesting. Could be as far as on YouTube, Philip DeFranco. Yeah. He's I've been, uh, stepped away from his contract. I think it was National Geo, or there it was uh, part of the his, same company yeah. with National Geo was involved. Yeah. He he was working. I think it was a group called Discovery Three, which were basically with Discovery. Oh, it was. Or Discovery, maybe group. Yeah, he was working. It was Discovery Three was the kind of all yeah like, like all umbrella company. Then he was working for a company called Group Nine Media. Yeah. And they basically tried to 
limit what content he could put up under their banner and eventually he just pulled the plug on the whole thing yeah uh, source fed that dissolved i think we spoke about that in a, an episode that we did a couple of years ago source fed kind of ended but since then the people from source fed have went and launched a new channel called the valley folk which is essentially source fed 2.0 yeah well it's basically doing all the shit they weren't allowed to do under group nine now yeah with a patreon backing so i have no problem with that but yeah, Philip DeFranco just kind of went, yeah, I'm going independent. Yeah. Because um, it makes sense. He's, uh, he's was basically unhappy with the bias being forced on his channel and wasn't happy about things the way they were, so he shifted to doing independent and just says, I'll do my own thing. You guys can back up on Patreon. And if you're up for it, let's just go and build an entire news network. And it seems like it's getting there. And it's weird because people are complaining, oh, where's the network? Where's all this stuff? And you're like, it takes a while takes a long while to yeah. even get close to what he wants like what he's trying to build is basically an empire you can't just pop that thing up and say well we have the building yeah. now it, you know it could take two or three years to get several especially if he wants to do it like if you listen to his I don't watch much of his like uh, his, po- his not podcast vlogs yeah. when he's talking about the behind the scenes stuff but I do watch them when he's talking about the process or when he's doing podcast appearances and he talks mm-hmm. about wanting to ensure quality over just quantity because yeah. that's the problem is it's like he's basically going up against 24 hour news which is just throwing as much shit at you as you can take and then some more to try and keep your eyeballs on the screen whereas he wants to come in with this more idea of we go in we tell you everything we get everything right we're done and if we need to come back to it we'll come back to it yeah but uh, yeah he's had a weird year but it's, I'm glad that it's finally starting to pop up now like he seems to have it almost there, but yeah. it, again, I think he has changed offices twice, maybe three times. And I think he's probably going to change offices a couple more times mm-hmm. before he finally gets the right location where he's going to have, you know, not complete control, but almost complete control of the building. He's going to be able to just say, right, this is for the PDS. This is for the DeFranco Elite show. This is for the Philly D show. Yeah. This is for the DeFranco family so he can give his wife a fucking office. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I, I think those guys are they're getting there yeah other weird side of things I know you're not a big fan of him but Casey Neistat launched that 368 thing he's trying to do his own I just remember the conversation that we had about Casey Neistat yeah (laughs) old face stealer Neistat yeah and I was like I don't know where that's coming from but yeah it does yeah he's got a weird face but even he admits that so I don't know where we can go with that one nah I mean yeah he's trying stuff he does put out good stuff he does I think I watched a couple of his review episodes he was reviewing the most expensive hotel or something that he could yeah. find he does good content it's not my cup of tea but I'm not going to you know bash him just because he's not doing content that I like yeah because there's so much shit on YouTube that I avoid with a yeah his weird wipe, tech but... stuff is quite fun though although you've got to be ready to see him basically break something yeah and it's like oh here's his brand new because he's the, he's one of the top he's like top tier like 0.1% of like YouTubers mm-hmm. he can just get anything he needs really and anyone will send him stuff because they know it'll get good exposure especially the way he sets up his channel he's very good at uh, reviewing without clickbaiting um, whereas like there's a lot of YouTubers who would go like I'd say Unbox Therapy should take a fucking hit or two for the way it brands and titles its yeah. shit um, it bugs the shit like he's a fun entertaining channel but god damn those like clickbait titles yeah um, speaking of clickbait just to go on a kind of a little side tangent here you notice that for a while, and I'm talking, it's been maybe two years that this has been going, clickbait has just been the way that shit gets done on YouTube now. It's the way stuff gets done everywhere. Yeah, and it's fucking retarded. Oh, I know, it's so bad. One of my favourite 
uh, Facebook pages. I know you're off Facebook, which I do not fucking blame you for. <laughs> do not fucking blame you. If it wasn't for the fact that I use it for so many fucking things, I'd be off it as well. But there's a page that my brother turned me on to called stopclickbait.com. Right. And it's literally every little shitty link that you get put up from Unilad or from fucking I Love Science or I Fucking Love Science. All these things saying, you wouldn't believe the results of rubbing blueberries into your box. And the guy, yeah. this webpage we just come up, it does nothing. It's literally, yeah. it condenses the entire article down into one sentence. There's a fucking amazing. I'm a big fan of Reddit communities and saved you a click, r slash saved you a click. And it is the same thing. Yeah. It's the same idea of blah, 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 blah. You won't believe the blah, blah, blah. And it's, it, you know, it's the explanation. It's the power. It's, there'll be like a bit of an explanation. If it needs a bit of a paragraph underneath, it'll be the top comment or whatever. Yeah. But they can explain it in the title for you and it saves you about half your day. Yeah. Um, if you go browsing the, to the internet. The web, web pages and sort of news articles are the polar opposite of a podcast. Yeah. A podcast is something, prime example, you like Joe Rogan, I like Joe Rogan. There's not a single person who does podcasts that doesn't like the Joe Rogan experience. Yeah. It is the kind of bar for podcasts in my opinion. It's just a fucking fantastic podcast. I want to listen to him and the people that he's interviewing or the people that are on his show. I want to hear him talk at length Yeah. about a certain subject. If I then click an article, I want that article to give me a bit of information but I want it to get to the point. The worst offenders for clickbait are Vice and Vice Media. I don't even read their stuff. I, I don't have that much expo- exposure to them. I've seen a couple of videos that they've made. What it is, is all they have... The videos are good, because the, the way they edit them is like mini-documentaries. The videos oh, are I good. I know the last uh, Vice thing I read. Vice Gaming doesn't want Waluigi and Smash Bros. Fuck them. No, I don't fucking Fuck want em. Waluigi and Smash Bros. <laughs> Waluigi was made to give Wario a tennis partner. Waluigi is not an official proper Nintendo character. I cannot remember who did it. It might be Jim Sterling. I cannot remember. But he did a, a defense of Waluigi. And it explains like a lot of weird things. That If you wanted to really grasp at straws, you could explain and defend Waluigi as a character. I was fucking hysterical with the whole video. Not a fan of Jim Sterling. I can't blame you. I'm, I'm he really seems glad too whiny he's... and he seems too preachy. I just I can't get I can't get any stuff. It's just you may have missed his dramatic turn into a wrestling character. Then probably if we want to talk about weird YouTube shit, watching him start with a dumb joke of a I think he was copyright strike he got a copyright strike for um somebody I think it was like the Undertaker yeah um using him as part of like a a, a dumb bit in a video during the launch of an EA game which has happened this week because uh, EA is under shit for a new game that came out I think it was like an NBA game or something like that All right. um, and they were talking yeah. about the no actually today was talking about a lawsuit that would, had come up and because they used promotional materials for the game EA hit them with a copyright strike oh for fuck's sake there was like two seconds of uh, the clip in there of what is designed to be promotional material and they hit them with a copyright strike fucking insane yeah that makes no sense total abuse to the DMCA system but um, Jim Sterling uh, got hit with a corporate strike and then decided to come back with Stardust a parody of gold dust using purple and silver instead of gold and black yeah and uh, then actually went on to have a minor he's still got it going it's kind of like a weird character that he has in a local wrestling group or something Wrestling's making a comeback as well. I don't know if you've seen this. Yeah, no, wrestling is getting a major, major comeback, and not with 
It's designed. grassroots as well. Yeah, it's not with the sort of what I would say the designated demographic would be, sort of younger kids, maybe see the seven till like thirteen year olds, I'd say yeah. that's get a target demographic. It's people my age and older that are getting back into wrestling and they're getting back into wrestling hard. That's because it's anime for rednecks. Yeah, I mean, you've got there's someone who trains fucking constantly for rugby and despite the fact that I'm getting older and probably not any fitter, I can admire people that just put that much dedication in it but at the same time they're putting themselves through grueling athletic training for oh, yeah. what is essentially pantomime. Yeah. That's the only, that's, and the fact that I grew out of wrestling fucking years ago is the reason why I don't watch it. I mean, if it's, it's fun... And you're, hurt, you're not hurting, yeah, not hurting anyone, anybody. Or you're, or you're fake hurting someone with a chair. Yeah. I mean, you do. But at the, the same time, if, if you like it, fucking don't listen to this asshole. Yeah. Or that asshole. Yeah, listen to this asshole. Especially <laughs> anime for Rednecks, something blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> that the, needs to be a t shirt. Wrestling, it's anime for Rednecks. And you so, it's already great. been a long running joke. We can't really claim that one. I really wish we could. It's a really fucking funny yeah, joke. Um, so we're not that funny. We just copied that from someone else I browse reddit too much okay that's the problem you want to talk about the problem that's the problem I tried to get into reddit a while ago but I got I got great with the weirdest reddit story I've ever read about I think it was a 16 year old kid that was doing his end of year school exams and he was getting anxious and worried about it and his mother stepped in to give him some special help yeah, at that point you close the browser. At that point, I just push went, the I laptop have... away and you say, "I'm done with the internet yeah. for today. Goodbye." Turn off my computer. I'm gonna go and listen to music on my bed and play video games because I'm f- fucking done with the internet today. Yeah, I need to see Mario get his face kicked in by Link. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the YouTube remains a shit show. There's still yeah. great creators on there. They're still yeah. trying to do their thing. But I'd say if you're an up and coming creator right now, it might not be the place to yeah. be. I'd say Twitch might be better. Yeah, I say if you're looking to just get your content out there, Twitch is the way to go, but if... If you uh, want to put yourself out there, Twitch is better. Yeah. But I did just see um, last night, there was a story about one of the big guys on there, uh, Dr. Disrespect. I have not heard of him. Uh, he's a big Fortnite PUBG streamer. That'll um, be why I haven't heard of him. No, but he's, he's an older guy, and he's, he's actually really funny. He used to be like part of the like social media team or like a dev team for a video game company all right. and just used all his contacts from there to make himself big on Twitch he just did it part time hmm. actually streams in character which sure. is a weird one it's a nice twist on like just you know everyone the average person just sitting at home playing video games yeah. so the guy shows up as character to just kind of shit talk people and you know shoot people in the head um, he apparently there's been people driving past his house shooting guns at his house Fucking hell. Like randomly, this is the last two nights or something like that. Somebody has just driven by and shot at his house. It's nuts. I'm like, you, you know, it's yeah. risky. And uh, our, we actually have a friend who Twitch streams, Argic, on yeah. Twitch. Does really well. I love watching speedruns. Yeah. He is breaking games in a way that should yeah. not have been done. He's actually streaming now, I think. He needs to apologise to the developers, developers of Sonic Mania because he, has, he breaks that game. Yeah. He makes it look too fucking easy. And then you, you. I've played Sonic Mania and I struggle to get past the fourth level. That's how shit at Sonic I am. But you watch him and he's like, nah, this person's better than me. I'm like, but how? Are you, are <laughs> I'm scared sure? to click that stream now. I don't want to go to See, this next stream. Uh, that's the thing. Argic is quite humble in that respect. He knows he's not the best, but he's going to keep plugging away and he's mm. going to get fucking better at it. He, he's one of those people that's just every week he's trying, he's shaving a couple of seconds, maybe a minute or something. Or, but there are people out there. I think his current, be- his current personal best is 55 minutes. 64 seconds or something there's people out there that are finishing the entire game in 42 minutes I'm just thinking how are you shaving 13 minutes off of that 
to what I think because fifty five minutes is a kind of standard. You're you're watching, yeah. You're watching it and you're thinking that's as good as it can get. But yeah. then there's someone out there does like yeah. for fourteen minutes earlier or something. Like yeah, that. the people that are just um, reaching their hand in to manipulate the code of the game and they're just skipping yeah. entire levels. Yeah. People that are getting glitches and little exploits mm. within a frame is worth the timing, and they're getting it perfect each time. That's just fucking wizardry. Yeah, I and I'd say Twitch brings out a lot of like the personality. So if you want to yeah. put your personality there, that's a place to do it. Also, a great place for like communities. Yeah, like speedrunning is a perfect example. Yeah, summer games done quick. I watched some of it this year, and uh, watched somebody play through a Mario Maker level that was like a. It was somebody was like there was a percentage in the title, and that's the like percentage of fail rate. Yeah, that they were expecting, and it was like a ninety nine point nine nine percent. Dude, run it with a blindfold on he played a video game with no eyes what the fuck <laughs> he was playing off of his knowledge muscle memory and the sounds he could hear through the headphones yeah what see, that's the fuck that's the kind of runs I love to fucking see because show me someone that can complete uh, obviously Sonic I've got an interest in that a friend runs it I'll always if people particularly James or sorry particularly Argic is running Sonic I'll watch it but I've not really much an interest in watching many Sonic speedruns but show me someone that can play Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time with a fucking blindfold on and just through sheer muscle memory can navigate as a young Link Death Mountain and avoid each falling rock yeah. with a fucking blindfold on you've got me watching till the very end well, this run that I watched the, the ending for it like he keeps getting more and more intense like you're, you're flying around the place yeah um, you are then like being rattled around by like automatic like mover I don't know what it is like a piston type thing hmm. but then you get towards the end and there's like a running section um, where you're trying to do your like jumps between hazards like the entire screen is filled with things that will kill you and there is one path through that you must fit and you can only just fit through um, the last ending part of it or the, like the actual finale is the um, is like a bunch of like fire chains swinging around there is exactly enough space for your character to stand in. He did it. With no fucking, fucking eyes. Fucking blindfolded. And I just watched him like, this is fake. This is no. fake. This is, this is the only way this makes sense. This is fake. This is bullshit. But it's, it's something I love Twitch for is not only seeing people, especially with big events, where they've trained for it and they've you know, perfected it down to the point of being pixel right on yeah. speedruns, is the community reaction to it as well yeah there's a community behind twitch that i don't think you see on youtube anymore you do kind of see it because you'll see things like um nintendo use it quite a bit to to promote their directs and stuff uh but they'll get a sort of reaction on youtube and you can kind of predict what the reaction will be it's just be people going you know oh why am i watching this on youtube i could be watching it on twitch in better quality and it's just the same kind of People going, oh, I jumped into this channel to see what the hell it was. It's not really much, not mm-hmm. really my thing. Jump probably, but you go onto Twitch, and you get people that are glued onto the announcers every fucking word from this one Nintendo Direct about the next Smash Bros character. Yeah, and they're literally just glued on every single word, going, oh fuck yeah, I got this character. And then of course you've still got the random asshole going, yeah, well Luigi's going to be in Smash. He's already in Smash as an assist trophy. He's not, not going to be the a same. Play- it's not the same. He's not going to be a playable character. He's not going to be a fucking playable fighter. There's always somebody yelling Kappa in chat, and I, I missed that. What is Kappa? Thing. I don't know. Just people show up and go, Kappa, I don't know what it was. I, th- I assume it's like a, it's got to be a symbol in there somewhere. It's just yeah. part of that thing, though, is there's stuff on Twitch. That's, there's a community there. You know there's a community there, because there's shit that you don't understand. Yeah. as an outsider. That's hilarious. I think that's fucking great. 
it's uh, there's also I think there's also you feel better I think if you belong to the community of Twitch it's more because you've got more of a chance to talk with the person that's Twitch streaming yeah. you can comment all fucking day on a YouTube video they're never going to respond to you yeah. unless it's a live stream and then they might pick up one question yeah but more often than not people aren't really going to spend the time to look through comments and go oh well uh, Dom Anderson 25 said fuck you Phil DeFranco why'd you say that bro no one's ever going to pick up that one comment and talk to me yeah even I, though I would never say fuck you Phil DeFranco but. there's there's like people who say I'll be in the comments for the first sec- first hour after I post a video but there's actually people talking about more about YouTubers mental health these days about the idea that you would have to kind of grind and create and put out content yeah. and it's a weird combination of industry and art it's not working very well for some people Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of people who would say I only spend one hour looking at the, the comments on the video after it goes up but after that I'm done yeah. like I'm just not gonna like it's not good to look at YouTube comments at a certain point whereas yes yeah, with Twitch yeah. there's like that live feedback response and I've yeah. been in great Twitch communities around certain streamers where like there's a lot of good Dark Souls streamers yeah phenomenal Dark Souls streamers and there's a lot of them who have a lot of time for their chat it's, yeah. it's, it's fun it's a good laid back way like I'll normally Twitch stream or have like something on and I'll be doing something else it's a nice kind of ambient music, almost. Yeah. And then somebody just screams as they get impaled by a giant sword. Yeah, that's always the, that's always the case with a Dark Trolls run. Yeah. I'm it, still headbutting my way through Dark Trolls 1. Still have not finished it. Had that game for a fucking while now. Got Jeez. It, got it free on Xbox Live back in the 360 days. Recently ported it over to my Xbox One. Yeah. Because my PS4 packed in. Can't fucking play it without it sounding like it's about to take off. Just in time for Spider-Man. Just in fucking time for Spider-Man, but... Uh, obviously I got my superhero game I got Arkham Knight it runs perfectly on the PS4 uh, my brother's getting Spider-Man I'm quite happy for him to do that and play through that first so I'm not in a big rush to play Spider-Man yeah and I've got enough fucking games coming out over the next couple of weeks couple of months that I'm not really needing Spider-Man there's enough shit to keep me going outside of that well I think we could just talk about games then Sure. Because I, I don't have really much more to say about YouTube and stuff. I mean, the- no, it was, uh, to be honest, it's not something I actually prepared to talk about YouTube. No. But no, it, it is a platform that we're going to start using to put up uh, our, what we're calling Season Zero of yeah. the Jibberfish Podcast. All 29 episodes will be up as soon as this airs, really. Yeah. Colin's going to hit the Make Public button and you're going to be able to listen to us yeah, it was slightly younger. Thing. Yeah. yeah, it will be a thing. Um, but, actually, I think we'll start maybe putting up some... We'll just put up these as well. Same idea, just the yeah, sure. title card... And then what the audio, just to have it on in the background. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. The more ways we can get this shit out, the better. Because it's very important. Because it is important for our egos. Yes. Stroke my ego. Stroke. <laughs> <laughs> the hand went right to the male it. ego. And Dom now can't look at you. He's got to go past the massaging the dick motion to get to his nose. I need to move my notepad in front of my face. Yeah, there we go. But uh, obviously we just said E3 passes. Was it anything from E3 that kind of reached out and thought ah, I'm going to fucking get that that game looks outstanding I'm going to just say that um, Xbox's conference was on my birthday Xbox's conference was fucking outstanding this year yes and I, I watched have a, it hammered I was very very happy <laughs> I wasn't drunk I was sober as a fucking priest but uh, yeah I thought it was just fantastic they stepped it up this year they definitely did something that Sony didn't which, which was present actually, people games. Yeah, which was actually show people games and not fuck around with woodwind instruments. Yeah. And then have people moan that why is a white man playing that ancient Japanese instrument? 
then that white man that you're complaining about playing that Japanese instrument is recognized as a master of that instrument by Japanese people. Fucking rain it in. But yeah, the, uh, the E3 conferences this year were actually pretty good. I yeah. enjoyed the Microsoft one. Yeah, Microsoft uh, fantastic. My Gave brothers me- and I just sat and watched the Twitch stream and it was me and my brother Michael who were working your way through a liter of Jack Daniels and my brother who was hungover just watching the things come up and being like, ooh, ah. And it, was like, it got to the point where we like almost screamed the house down because Kingdom Hearts came out. And we're like, it was just weird. We just found it really funny that Microsoft is the one showing off Kingdom Hearts. It's yeah. always been a Sony thing because yeah. it's got the association with Square Enix who then have the tie-in with Sony. It's yeah. a very kind of like, it's two Japanese companies shaking each other hands for several yeah. years. It's kind, of, it's kind of weird, but again, from a money-making standpoint, it makes sense for Square Enix to go, why aren't we going on the Xbox? Yeah, why did we cut our audience in half? Because yeah. it is coming to the PS4. Yeah, it's on PS4 and it's on Xbox as well. But from what I've heard, a lot of people who have it on PlayStation or were considered buying it on PlayStation 4 have seen the Xbox One X and went, I'm getting it on that. That yeah. is a more powerful system. Yeah. Which annoys a few of my diehard Sony friends. But to be fair, I'm one of those filthy hybrids that has Nintendo, PlayStation and Microsoft, so I don't give a fuck. Yeah, there's, there's no... There's no need for loyalty with yeah. games consoles I don't it never really made sense yeah, that, in that's a way. actually that's you raise an interesting point and a point that I want to talk about is blind devotion to a single console market healthy anymore are you limiting yourself by just being a full Sony devotee or a full Microsoft devotee uh, as someone with an Xbox yes you are hurting yourself we are missing out on a lot yeah. of great exclusives like that God of War game which, which was fucking amazing. phenomenal. I really wanted to play that, and now I just yeah. I just don't have a PS4. I've not gotten around to it. Now it's at the point I'm never going to get around to it. Yeah, because I joined the PC gaming master race. Exactly. <laughs> that's a change that's not been. I mean, it's I changed into actually having a gaming PC since we got the, uh, the the podcast back. Like it's I just I had a shitty laptop. I've tried running Limbo on it. <laughs> Limbo at 12 frames a second is a very hard game. <laughs> yeah, I have a similar laptop. I think I might have the model down from yours. I didn't buy it brand new. I think I got it for £150 out of CEX. Yeah. And it struggled to play, not the remake Resident Evil, the one that came out in the GameCube, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4. I'm talking the original PlayStation 1 Resident like, Evil. Chris Redfield's head is a block. Yeah, like Resident blocky Evil. triangle hands and the guns Jesus. are just kind of stuck onto them. Yeah, it struggled to play that. It ran at about eight frames a second and I just thought, yeah, this laptop is for coursework and shit only. Yeah, this this will struggle with word processor. Yeah, when you it, open it up, fucking <laughs> does struggle with word processor. <laughs> I just imagine somebody going, right, I need to type of this document and all of a sudden a hurricane comes at the fans at the back of the laptop. Yeah. But um, no, the, being you know single console doesn't make that much sense there's console like I'm not a Nintendo fan yeah I just Nintendo fair. was never part of my childhood growing up and I see a lot of Nintendo fans who are like but I've always played Nintendo games yeah. Nintendo games are fun played Sega Mega Drive games yeah Sega's not a big deal anymore so yeah. I can't really do that I can't be like oh I'm gonna go play this I mean I could play Sonic but um, if you watch the kind of if you watch the progression from Mega Drive onto Xbox there's a kind of a pattern there because it started Mega Drive obviously then it went on to Sega Saturn, which was my first console, mm-hmm. my first proper console that I owned, then it went on to the Dreamcast, and the Dreamcast, its next evolution was technically the Xbox. The basis of the Microsoft first, first Microsoft Xbox was the Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. So there's that kind of line from that. 
But I mean, I I grew up in a single console house because we couldn't afford the other consoles. Yeah, yeah. And it was that simple of, we have a PlayStation 1. Why do we have a PlayStation 1? It was there when my dad yeah. went to the shop and he went to buy a console for us for yeah. Christmas. That was what we got. And then we played PlayStation 2, which just so happened to be the greatest console yeah. of all time. No arguments to be had. It well, was. Well, that's a slight argument for me. There is a slight you argument. you got a slight argument there. If you say fucking Wii. No, no. <laughs> to me, the Nintendo Wii is a good console. and had some fucking fantastic games on it. But for me, the best console of all time with the single best controller of all time that I still use today is the Nintendo GameCube. The Nintendo GameCube is the fucking best console in all time for me. For the games, yes, there was a lot of fun games. I I'd never really experienced a GameCube until I met you guys. Yeah. And we played a couple uh, GameCube games in high school. And that one time I was at like a grandmother's like 90th birthday and a cousin was like, I got a GameCube in the back. You guys want to just go play GameCube games? And I played Super Monkey Ball. Lost my fucking mind. Yeah, that game was so true. bright and colourful, and it was amazing. And I was, yeah. it was, I was good at it. I was like, this is fun. Like, it's just a good fun. I could never get the fucking hang of Super Monkey Ball. It was all about balance. And in my normal day to day life, I have shit balance. Right. I have the equilibrium of a drunken Mick Jagger. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know what it is about Super Monkey Ball. I was fucking terrible at it. But I just, I, I never played it. But I didn't like the controller. I have a problem with the hands yeah you've got you've got fairly big hands I kind of have like shovel monster things going yeah. on here so I mean I actually I had a Playstation 3 yeah and I gave it back to my brother because uh, his uh, girlfriend is like massively into the spiral games and is like wanting to play through the back catalogue before yeah. the remaster comes out I think in like a week or two yeah a couple of weeks time um so she was like, can, can I borrow the PS3 I mean you can just have it because yeah. I can't hold the controller yeah the controllers were ass it's a child's thing like yeah. the PlayStation 4 I've played with that a little bit my yeah, it's a bit has bigger. them it's a bit bigger it's got a bit more meat to it so I can yeah. hold that but now that I've got the Xbox controller I mean that is the controller yeah I will say GameCube controller is my favourite con- controller of all time but the Xbox is a very very close second for two reasons one it's just a fucking amazing controller Yeah. and two it gives me hefty nostalgia for the old Sega Saturn controllers just the way it looks, it looks like if yeah. the next step after the Sega Saturn, they would have went with this control. Yeah. And, oh, sorry, third for that, it's fucking amazing for fighting games. And I love me a fighting game. It's, it's good, fast, responsive. Yeah. However, I'm going to be a dick. Have you played with an Elite controller? Yes. Yes. Those, like, I, I They're £120, but you get what you pay for. You will not regret a single penny. No. I just, I can't believe how good that fucking controller is. It's fucking ridiculous. It's at the point where, like, I I have my old, like, the, the one I, the controller I got with the console, I took it apart and repainted it with uh, Iron Warriors colors from 40k just because I didn't want to use it anymore. I'm going to use the Elite. If my Elite breaks, I'm buying another Elite. <laughs> there is no if, but, like, I will stop playing, pause the game, whatever. Go down to Argos and be like, another Elite, please. I need my fix. I have been hooked on this crack. You have started something <laughs> horrible. And I will not give it up for love nor money. Yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah, I just, I, I've i been playing on the Xbox. We've got the raw end of the deal for the exclusives. We don't have anything that's yeah, that enticing. The next coming, or the coming year, will change that. Yeah, definitely. But, I mean, even even with, like, the, the non-console exclusive, like, the, the stuff that's shared between yeah. all the platforms, there's still enough good games to keep you going. Yeah. Personally, in my mind, as long as there's good fighting games that come out on the Xbox, because even back in the 360 days, Xbox was always the console for fighting games for me. 
I had Street Fighter on PlayStation 3, like, problems with the controller, just felt shit. I bought yeah. Injustice on the PS3 as well. It just felt like shit. But then I bought Injustice 2 for the Xbox One and I got Street Fighter 4 for the Xbox One, Dragon Ball Fighters for the Xbox One. They mm. just fucking play amazing. And I think that is part of the controller because the controller, it's not too big, it's not too small. It fits perfectly in the hand and all the buttons are really, really responsive. And if you get a new one, unlike I did, got a pre-owned Xbox, got two pre-owned controllers with it. To be fair, they've done me quite a bit of distance. Yeah. But everything's nice and clicky and responsive. The buttons are nice and responsive. They're not spongy. Yeah. As opposed to the, uh, the PS4 controller, which I've had to actually take apart and reassemble a couple of times because it's just, it's not a hard-wearing controller. Drop Jeez. it a couple of times and that's it. Fucked. I will also say, though, when you take apart an Xbox controller, it's confusing inside. <laughs> it is a mess. There's, like, stuff, like, propped up on other stuff. It's just kind of, like... If you don't get it right, though, when you put it back together, if you don't get it right, you're never going to get it. You're fucked. I mean, the, the bumpers alone, they actually, like, they're propped up on each other, so to give faster responses and stuff, so that, like, there's a limit as to how, how far they push out oh, on the bumpers, fun. and it's based on the trigger's position. You're like, you guys are mad. You you made this thing, and it works, but, God, if you were, like, a few millimetres off, you'd be fucked. Yeah. But, yeah, um, gaming this year... Game, it was a really, really good year for gaming this year. Uh, a couple of things that I did want to talk to you about. Obviously, we had Resident Evil 2 remake. Mm-hmm. You're not much a Resident Evil fan, but that was a fucking huge moment for me because Resident Evil 2 is my favourite game of all time. Seeing that game in, in all its PlayStation 4 glory, even though I'm getting on the Xbox. Yeah. But yeah. Seeing it not in potato vision is yeah. a nice change. Seeing it not in PlayStation 2 or up-raised GameCube graphics was fucking outstanding. Second one's the first appearance of the tyrant right uh, no there was a tyrant in all of them right but in Resident Evil 2 it was it was still a tyrant but it was used a different virus was used in the first game it was the T virus that was used it was left to kind of gestate and grow and it created a tyrant okay in the second one they refined the formula and made the G virus which just basically takes them from initial mutation to tyrant almost immediately right. but they can continue to mutate if they consume their own gen- genetic material so William Birkin he then basically fed on his wife got oh, a, ignore got, the fact that that's not his genetic material uh, basically anything that he has some sort of contact with no actually tell that he didn't feed, he didn't feed his wife he was basically pursuing his wife uh-huh. to get an, to get more of the G virus before the other mutation kicked in he was basically waiting for he was trying to find his daughter so he could consume more of his genetic material and sort of further boost his mutation. But the uh-huh. mutation would also continue, it would also further, should I say, in response to damage. So if he's right. getting pelted with bullets by Claire and Leon, his body's going to react to it and try and evolve, out, problem, of, yeah. Yeah, evolve out of that issue of bullets hurt or oh, fire okay. burns, that kind of shit. Right. Yeah. Um, it was the first, Resident Evil 1 was just like an out and out horror game and it oh. done it superbly. Resident Evil 2 was more of a... It was still a survival horror, but it was more action-y in the way the soundtrack presented itself and in the way the characters kind of interacted with the world. You could tell Leon was meant to be that rookie cop action hero. Mm-hmm. Claire Redfield was meant to be the kind of... You know, it's like, I'm the hot one, but I can kick your ass, that kind of shit. Yeah, and that's coming back now, and it doesn't look like shit. It doesn't look like shit. It looks fucking fantastic. I've pre-ordered it already. I uh, I did miss out on my chance to get the £230 special edition that I did not mind paying for. You got so much shit in this thing, but I decided to leave it until I worked out a deal with my brother that we'd basically split it down the middle, cost-wise. And by the time we ironed out the deal, 
it fucking gone. Like almost yeah. immediately within two weeks, you could not pre-order it. I don't do special editions. I can understand why. They uh, they disappear fast. Somebody's interested. Yeah. I mean the the Fallout one. There was one with the Pit Boy for Fallout Four. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's pretty tempting. And oh, it fits a smartphone. I'm like, oh, it won't fit my smartphone. I fucking yeah. guarantee you that. Uh, but at the same time, you're like, it's not worth it. Like, yeah, be glad that you didn't buy the Pit Boy edition. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine that um, he buys any collector's edition, special edition under the sun, as long as it's on a Sony platform, he'll buy it. He bought the Pit Boy and he. He brought it around and showed us it, and obviously it fits just like how you think a pit boy would. It cracks open, there's kind of the big, sort of foam covered bit at the bottom that you snap your forearm in. That bit feels like shit. The hinge joints at the back, you feel that they could just snap if you pulled it too tightly, and the, the sort of the rig that you click your phone into, mm-hmm. the clips that hold your phone, are flimsy as shit. <sighs> so bad. <laughs> yeah, it's it's terrible how how many corners are cut in terms of special editions. As you know, a huge fan of the Marvel vs. Capcom series. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of the story of the special edition for this? No. What happened was, the when the initial pre-orders came out, you were getting six Infinity Stones, or the six Infinity Stones in a cool light-up case, but they were all made of proper sort of coloured glass that you could take out of the box oh, to right. have a look at. It looked like a cool set, and you got a set of four statues made by, I think it was a group called Triforce, who do a lot of really cool um, special edition statues. They also made the replica lancers that you could buy, the full-size lancers. Oh, right, yeah. They made them. And in the four set, you got Iron Man, Mega Man X, Captain Marvel, and Chun-Li. So two Marvel, two Captain characters. Yeah. And they advertised, they showed them off as looking really, really high details. Uh, Chun-Li's, uh, her outfit was actual fabric. There was like die-cast metal on Iron Man and Mega Man's so armors. Yeah. Captain Marvel had the same thing. And it was all like, the hair was all finely sculpted, it all looked fine. Then when it actually came out, everything was so fucking downgraded that it looked awful. And the Infinity Stones that were meant to be this cool dyed glass looked like chewits. Looked like little fondant sweeties and you couldn't take them out of the box. They were bolted in. And then, I see, I know a few people like on Facebook pages that, um, that are sort of fighting game-centric. Yeah. A few people bought it and just went, I'm taking this back to fucking game and getting my money back. I'm just going to buy the special, the normal edition because fuck paying for that. And it was something like £190. No, sorry. 220 quid for this special edition. All the communities to piss off the Marvel fans and the the Capcom fans and then the fighting game community. Like, those are the three worst communities you can, like, the most toxic, like, from zero to 100 levels of toxicity. Yeah. I'd say those three are some of the worst. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, I, when fight when the fighting game community is going good, it's going good. But when yeah, it's going so it's bad, a nice happy place when it yeah. wants to be. And if you change sudden, something, <laughs> it's now like twenty six frames a second instead of twenty four. <laughs> I bought this game, or the worst complaint I ever had. Um, Smash Bros. Four, which is the, which came out in twenty fourteen, uh-huh. came out for Wii U and three DS. The three DS version runs at a solid sixty frames per second most of the time. Mm-hmm few people took to Nintendo's Twitter saying, how dare you, this is such a fucking downgrade. You advertise this game as running 60 frames per second at all times. I calculated it at 58 frames per second. What are you going to do about this, Nintendo? I'm pretty sure the, the guy who ran the Twitter said something on the lines of, nothing, the game still works. <laughs> <laughs> I love sassy corporate Twitter. Yeah, it's Sega a- and Nintendo kind of have it down. The guy who runs the Sega Twitter, and specifically the Sonic Twitter, are just the master. Sonic Twitter is pretty damn good. Yeah, that guy deserves a golden internet sticker because he's winning 
the uh, there's there's Wendy's obviously the fucking tyrannical queen of sass yeah. on the internet where it's like you you can just come at Wendy's and be like I think this you are not ready for what will come back. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other one I've seen actually is Arby's, which is a, a another bar, uh, barbecue place out in the US. All right. Uh, they have a weird anime thing going. They okay. got a lot of love for like they do like random anime meme jokes, and you're like, you shouldn't get that. You're a corporate Twitter profile. Why yeah. do you know what that is? Why You'd be you... surprised. <laughs> places like McDonald's, Burger King, these places are fucking huge in Japan. Mm-hmm. So there's every chance that there's a Burger King anime. I well the, the and thing I know I, Ronald McDonald has been adapted into several animes. I I think somewhere there is a marketing like company that works with these you know mega corporations to say, I have a great idea. We go out, we find a kind of sassy university student, and as long as they're good with memes and know not to just insult people and take it too far, as long as they know where the line is, you give them a job with your Twitter account. You just hand them the Twitter, let them be funny, and then just leave them alone. <laughs> just step the fuck back. You just hand them the thing and say, can you please remember to tweet about this on this day? Hmm. And other than that, you just let them do the thing. And there's marketing departments right now, I think, filled with people who were on, or who just like browse Reddit. And yeah. Go, this is funny. This will do. Take yeah, that. And just post that on the fucking Twitter. And it was, because uh, the one I saw today was... Arby's did a thing for an anime called My Hero Academia, and there was like a there's a running catchphrase in the show of "I am here," and it's uh, it's like the, the the hero, the kind of king of heroes in that show is like, there's nothing to fear because I am here, and they did that with a burger. They're like, we're here to announce a new burger with an anime meme, and you're like, hey, <laughs> stop, no, <laughs> this is a weird geeky thing, stop it. But uh, yeah, gaming that was what yeah, we were gaming. About, like half an hour ago. Um, I'm looking forward to, um, did you play Assassin's Creed uh, Origins, the one in Egypt? I didn't play it, but I did watch a couple of Let's Plays. I, you it looked really should good. have played it, because now there's Odyssey coming out as well. All right. It's coming out, I don't think it's next weekend, it's the week afterwards. Um, I was looking through the calendar for something, it's coming out soon, it's way sooner than I yeah. thought it was, I forgot about it. I remember seeing the trailer at E3 and thinking, this looks really good, but the pronunciation of, the pronunciation of Leonidas caught me out. Oh no! What did they say? They said uh, Leonidas. Leonidas. <laughs> the the Leonidas spear. It, it takes you a couple seconds to say it, but they were saying it like they fucking rehearsed it. Like someone in their office has said, "No, this is how you fucking say it. It's not Leonidas, you mm. fucking Western prick. It's Leonidas." It just sounds stupid. Just... Fucking motorcycle pricks. I'm just read just my balls out. <laughs> <laughs> we are now pausing for ball sorting. Ball sorting and dickheads with overshoot engines. It's some prat on a bike. Fucking cunt. Do better. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the uh, sort of gaming, is there much more coming out this year that you're like, I'm really hyped for this? Yeah, there, there's a couple of things. And there's one sort of point that I'm going to save for the end because it's something that you as a fan of the show that this character comes from might have an opinion on. Uh, obviously, we've got uh, Smash, uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, which is my going to be my game of the year. Every mm. character that you can think of that's been in previous games is coming back. So you've got Solid Snake. Waluigi's not there. Fuck's <laughs> 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 sake! It's just so annoying. I uh, just, I, I find it. I just, I'm not even interested in Waluigi. I'm just there for the memes. And I find it really what annoys funny. me is when you go on Twitch and watch a, a Smash a direct, or you go on YouTube and watch the direct. All the comments are just, "Why is Waluigi not in this game?" Nintendo have purposefully chose to avoid years of history of this character. Just he's in the game. He's just not a playable character. Fuck you. Uh, 
Like everything. I think they should put him in as an extra character, an unlockable character that you have to work for hours to get. A DLC. You have to play and a thousand matches over seven years. You have to win a thousand matches. You have to win a thousand, win a thousand matches, matches online. Online. Not offline. Online. Yeah, because you can't just beat up bots. We don't yeah. want that. We want you to go out and beat oh, a thousand other people, and it's just the same as Luigi, just purple. Yeah. Just the color spot. Different mustache, purple. That's it. Yeah, slightly tall. Fuck it. <laughs> Uh, I was like Smash Bros was uh, a big talking point um, they announced a few characters that I didn't even think were going to be in the game yeah I saw a few that people were like oh wait that's in there yeah people were thinking uh, a character from Donkey Kong who's one of the big villains that no one would ever thought would get put in the game mm-hmm. purely because it's made. this character was made by Rare Rare Studios or Rare Studios as they were known at the time they were working for Nintendo when they made King K. Rool, but then Microsoft bought Rare Studios then made them do a whole bunch of horrible fucking games. Yeah. Rare, uh... They did sort of a Banjo-Kazooie and Nuts and Bolts. They did... Um, I want to say they released a few Rare collections. Yeah. Like Battletoads and shit like that. <laughs> Battletoads. Battletoads are a fucking great game. Never finished one at all. Battletoads just... is getting a game. Yeah, Battletoads is getting a new that game. That was really funny. I think that was... I don't know why, but I, that was another one I lost my shit at. Yeah. Was the idea that someone was like, let's take this meme and take it too far, like way too far. Yeah, let's get Battletoads in there. Let's get an actual AAA release for Battletoads. Yeah. What does 4chan do now? I, I don't know. I don't know. know. I think, because they're getting all the characters that they wanted for Smash Bros, because they've got fucking Simon Belmont in there, they've got Richter Belmont, they've got uh, Krom from Fire Emblem Awakening, they've got Dark Samus. Yeah, Dark Samus was looking pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, they've got Kinky Roll, they've got fucking The Inkling from Splatoon, they've got Ridley from Metroid the giant space dragon they've got yeah. fucking Daisy they've got all the characters that they could physically want and there's another two announcement trailers coming between now and December and so they're going to get more characters it's literally just because that was the one character and everyone's like I can think of this one character while Luigi I'll complain that he's not there because it's the only character I can possibly think yeah. of is not being involved in Nintendo yeah but I think Nintendo over the next because I've got a direct that's happening tomorrow at 11 o'clock at night which I probably will watch because I've nothing better to do uh, and they're probably going to announce another couple of characters for that. And the guy who makes or heads up the sort of team for Smash Bros, Masahiro Sakurai, said that the next couple of characters are going to be fairly deep cut characters. All right. Because all the popular characters that they they, they announced through the vote that they done at, during the last game, they done the Smash Bros ballot. Yeah. And they kind of said, "Who? How many people want this character?" Votes. Yeah. How many people want Bayonetta? Everybody in the fucking country voted for Bayonetta. And how many yeah. people want Cloud? Everybody fucking voted for Cloud, that kind of thing. Yeah. So they're taking all the data that they from the characters that didn't get brought into that game, they'll probably get put in with the initial release. Then other characters will probably get put in as DLC. With, uh, there's several Pokemon in there, aren't there? Yeah there's, yeah, there's a lot of Pokemon. I wonder if Ash would come up. He technically does. Because yeah. there's a character in there called Pokemon Trainer. Alright. And... Basically, he'll have he'll have a he has a Squirtle, he has a Charizard, and an Ivysaur, and he kind of swaps through those characters. I could have, have Brock shot and throw jelly donuts at people. <laughs> it's a frying pan. <laughs> no, there was a thing of like a long running thing of um, like because that's supposed to be like a rice ball. Yeah. And in the Japanese, the original anime, it was like, oh, it's, it's a rice ball. Oh, I got these delicious rice balls. Yeah. But it changed to jelly donuts Cause, for the US because uh, the Americans didn't know what rice balls were. Yeah, so these filthy Westerners don't know what the fuck these are. And the best thing is, he goes, mm, jelly donuts bites into it, it's all white. Yeah. But there's no jelly in it. There's no jelly in the jelly donuts in the anime. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck are you people doing? I'm, I'm going to piss off a lot of people that like that show. Yeah. And say, even when I was a kid, I fucking hated that show. 
You hated Pokemon. I did not like Pokemon. I just thought this this TV show is terrible. Ash is so incompetent as a trainer. This is even when back in the day when I was watching this as a young bambino. Yeah. I just think why would I watch this and do this slowly where I can just beast through the game, catch all the Pokemon that this fuckhead's not catching, yeah. and be better. I tried to rewatch because it was Indigo League, which is like the first couple seasons or something. Yeah, there's like the or yeah, there's uh, there's the initial run when he fights the Elite Four and fucking loses. Yeah. Then it goes Indigo, Orange, fucking Hancho, Habano, Habanero. I got like five episodes in. It's so bad. I couldn't watch it. It's so fucking bad. Really bad. I was like, this is. I've watched some bad anime over the last couple of years. This might be up there with the worst, and then people are like, "No, it's really good. You just gotta go with it." I'm like, "That's not getting good. That's you getting Stockholm syndrome." Yeah, that's you getting dumb. <laughs> that's you catching some severe fucking dumb. Yeah, you being irradiated by the television screen into yeah. believing this might actually be good. Yeah, but the uh, yeah you see, I get nostalgia quite bad for things. I like to like consume content from when I was younger, like older video games and stuff. The Pokemon TV show and the Pokemon movies have been so far fucking removed from that pool. Yeah. It's not even fucking funny. I don't think they were in the pool to begin with, though. No, no, they were not. I got I got a one little anime thing I'll throw at you later on because you're talking about nostalgia. Just remind yeah. me about nostalgic yeah. anime. Cause Again, I have, a, I have a point to talk about nostalgia. Yeah. I, for gaming, though, the one thing I'm, I'm debating right now is Destiny's Forsaken DLC. Now, I love the Destiny franchise. Yeah. I've played hundreds of hours of Destiny 1. I've put a good amount into Destiny 2 and it's been a disappointment. I yeah. am so annoyed that I bought the uh, season pass with the DLC for Destiny 2 because the mm. initial game launch was okay. It was better than the original launch of the first one. Yeah. It was an improvement in storytelling. Much better story than the actual, like just going through it was like, oh, it's a real narrative here. Yeah. And there's like the whole kind of, there's a fall, there's a rise, there's the reclaiming the throne kind of thing and it's great. And then the DLC came out and was like the wettest squib I've ever heard. It was on. I was like, we paid thirty quid for the season pass. Isn't that so? I remember when the the DLC came out. It's called the Forsaken or something. Well, this is the new one. Forsaken is the new one that's coming out. What was that, the first one that came out? Uh, there was the. I know there was one that came out, and it was something to do with Cade Six, Nathan Fillion's character dying. That is Forsaken. That's the new but one then that's coming it, out. In the same trailer, it shows you him with the other guardians or whatever the hell they're called fighting back and he still has the same wound that he suffered that potentially killed him uh, no that's the new one that's coming out the The one that's here now or the, the first set of DLC was on Mercury which was interesting because basically Mercury is way too close to the sun so it's constantly burning it made for some interesting campaign points but the actual like there's always a free play or there's a free zone map oh, right. which is always it's just kind of like you jump in and you can run around the world and you can do some various little objectives it's, it's fine it's like yeah. it's like for your um, your grinding remember that Destiny is supposed to be a, an MMORPG yeah, yeah. Um, so you just have these little areas you can run around and then you'll also go through these areas for the missions The there was an even better idea that they had where um, Mercury is an access point to another dimension which is constantly reshifting and it's uh, built by the Vex, which are a robot race, as a simulation. So they are trying to run simulations of every possible battle that could come between the different forces that are in the game. Hmm. So it's a great, like, infinite kind of content machine that would be amazing if it was set up to work right. It doesn't work right at all. It's of course it doesn't fucked. work right. <laughs> Nothing ever works right. And the idea would be perfect in that it's just basically, like, it is literally floating blocks in space representing different terrain. And then different enemies are spawned on it. 
So you could have like an all hive setup where you're like you're just facing hordes of enemies that are trying to rip you apart with the claws, or you can have the cabal come in and they're all bigger enemies trying to shoot you with uh, grenade launchers, and you could keep like running different combinations of this infinitely. And the Vex are trying to do this to create a simulation that leads to the end point where all human and organic life is dead, oh. and the Vex can take over and then fix the universe. That's what they're trying to simulate, so that when they figure out what the simulation was that made it right, they can just do that. So they'll win, because they've already pre-programmed it. So it's like, okay, that's a great idea, it's a great mechanic, it mm. should lead to a lot of content, but it's boring. Yeah, I've heard that is the one big complaint for Destiny. A lot of people, they got Destiny 1 when its initial release came out, yeah. and they just kind of played it, it was it was not too bad, not too fantastic, then the DLC came out, fixed a whole load of shit, and it got yeah. fucking great. People like yourself, a lot of people that I know, they played it for hours and hours and then. Yeah. getting groups together to play it then Destiny 2 came out people expecting to put in the same kind of energy because they realised from Destiny 1 mm-hmm. this is what people expect from the gate yeah then Destiny 2 came out and people just kind of thought this is more of the same of Destiny 1 vanilla this is not good yeah the this thing is that, boring the thing that bugged me though with Destiny 1 is that if you, I didn't play from the get go yeah I waited until the Taken King DLC and I got the uh, Game of the Year version yeah so I had all the goodies and all the good bits left in so I could just go in and just play the whole thing. I had a great time with it. Mm-hmm. But you would have players, because the game changed so much in the mechanics, behind like the uh, the gun system, the armor system, like how you leveled up your gear, all of that changed. So all you would hear is people who'd play from the ago being like, you guys have no idea how good you've got it. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry you bought the game first. I, I can yeah. do fuck all about this situation. I'm not going to time travel back and buy a game that you say is more shit. Yeah. I can't do that. Yeah, I'm not going to buy a shit version of a game that I'm quite enjoying right now. Yeah, but the um the the campaigns or the new stuff for Destiny two, the first two DLCs that came out, really disappointing. I don't know why I thought it'd be really great, but it wasn't. Um, there was an interesting. Uh, the first one was Mercury. The second part was you were fighting against uh, AI. Oh, um, you're fighting against an AI there's the, the war mine system which is the idea that there's um, supercomputers that control satellites hmm. and the idea that one of those is going schizo see that could which be interesting in, but inevitably it's a... leads to the AI conclusion of well I just have to wipe it all out of life on earth yeah see that could be interesting but people always take it to the same conclusion you're just thinking you had this really interesting premise you could have took it to a cool conclusion but no you just went for the stereotypical cliche shit yeah and you just ended it on a real whimper because the main campaign dealt with my favourite enemy in the entire franchise, the Cabal. Hmm. Giant space whales. They're fucking awesome. They just show up, they're in heavy armour, they've got grenade launchers for their regular guns, and that's about it. They have like a bunch of little people in gimp suits that do the, the bitch work for them, and they just run around bullying everyone. It's great. They're a phenomenal race. They're really weird and interesting. And the main enemy was a like tyrant overlord who was ready to overthrow all of the empire of the Cabal, to gain his own personal glory. And then we're now also dealing with the Emperor of the Cabal as part of like the the, the bigger game beyond that. Okay, so let me just make a note here. By Destiny 2 can fight giant space whales. Yep. That's gen- that's genuinely just sold me a copy of Destiny 2. This is all you need to worry about. I say whales, I mean like they look like they have whale faces. It's kind of closer to ogres. It's like the ogre kingdoms from Warhammer Fantasy. Not uh-huh. dissimilar. Actually, with the dentition that they have, yeah, actually pretty much just ogres from Fantasy. Bit of a bit of a gap tooth thing going on. Ah, right. Pretty weird. Um, but the the weird kind of like weird shake. I'm a big fan of like bad Shakespeare. So I love the Thor movies. 
is that it's just bad Shakespeare. Yeah, I'll give you that, yeah. yeah Thor Ragnarok just kind of took that. Oh, Thor Ragnarok just fucking flipped everything. Yeah, it's not um, a good film. I, the the whole kind of melt over dramatic thing going on with the uh, the emperor in space and the uh, the the young upstart is phenomenal like level of like it's almost kind of kind of like Macbeth like there's the whole thing going on with the commander and his uh, old mentor who yeah. is like you are the chosen one he's like that means I don't need you I'm gonna kill you now <laughs> and snaps <Fine>. his neck <laughs> and it's great it's like really bad Shakespeare. But it made the, the DLC, or it made the main campaign really interesting that you would cut backwards and forwards between the humans and the cabal. Mm. And now we have this Forsaken DLC, and I was not willing to pay £40 for it. 40 quid? Yep. How much was the base game? 60 quid. And then I pay, or about 60 quid. I can't remember what the retail price mm. was. Um, thanks to Xbox Game Pass, I haven't paid for a game in a while. Oh, yeah. um, so it was about 50 quid, and then I spent 30 quid in the season pass. So going, I'm now at 120 quid, but everyone says it's really good. So I'm like, uh, I'm almost paying double the price for a fixed yeah. game, and I'm really racking my brain over the decision. I've I've got an idea though. Um, I don't have the money for it now anyway, so I can't buy it if I wanted to. Yeah, I will wait two weeks because I'm assuming there'll be a drop off point. Yeah, there'll be a cooling off point right now. Everybody's balls deep in it. It's amazing. They're playing with all their friends. I'll let everyone go for two weeks, and then I'll come back and see what people think. So uh, in two weeks' time, you'll know whether or not I'm actually playing Destiny: The Forsaken, whatever. So yeah, we'll we'll see. Yeah, that sounds like the best thing to do, because I'm probably the world's worst for getting a new game, getting it in fairly cheap, and paying almost double the price of the game for DLC. Because mm. as I as I probably said about six or seven times at this fucking podcast. I like my fighting games and they do character passes and Dragon Ball Fighters has done this really really well again it's Dragon Ball probably I wouldn't even say probably my favourite anime of all time it is my favourite anime of all time yeah uh, the character passes came out and this the first season of characters was £30 again didn't mind paying for it because I'm going to be playing Dragon Ball Fighters quite a lot it's one of the games that's actually made me buy an Xbox Live subscription because you were saying it's a damn good fighting game. It's fucking ridiculous. It's, it's the a one damn game. good fighting game called in Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, it's a fucking ridiculously good fighting game. It plays like Marvel vs. Capcom 3, which, with the advent of Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, the market is so now sadly lacking in a 3v3 fighter, mm-hmm. which Dragon Ball Fighters quite neatly fits. And like Colin said, it's just really good mechanics. It's the game, it's the kind of game where I can get my ass kicked six or seven times in a row and I'm still excited to go in for another match because it's just so fucking good. The controls are tight. And again, if I can do a 3v3 Marvel vs. Capcom 3 style fighter and play with... And play, and my team is Bardock and Super Saiyan Blue Vegeta and Adult Gohan. Yeah. That's just fucking amazing. And the fact that I'm winning with these three, it's just it's fucking great. Yeah. It's, it must be a hell of a balancing act to take the entire Dragon Ball roster. Yeah. Which as a show and as a franchise suffers horribly from escalation problems yeah the initial villains of Dragon Ball are like just guys who are bigger than Goku yeah and then by the time we finish Dragon Ball Z we've fought an alien warlord we've fought a biological weapon designed to eat other bioweapons and use their power to get stronger slash imperfect clone of Goku uh, and then you fight a demon from hell yeah a literal demon that has been that is so powerful other demons from hell 
have been enslaved by its creator. Yes. The demon king himself has been enslaved by this demon's creator. Yeah. Um, and the fact that it, like, a, a like, top-tier god to achieve it, or almost a, a top-tier god and had to be killed with the sacrifice of that top-tier god is, like, that's a serious power escalation. Yeah. That when you're trying to create a fighting game that is fun and actually works as a fighting yeah. game must be a fucking nightmare. Which is, is, it probably was a nightmare for the developers initially, but they've tackled it really, really well. The balancing is just great across the board. Mm-hmm. If you're playing as, say, Krillin, it's probably power level in the show, even in Super. He got a power boost, or as the Dragon Ball Super fan community calls it, a Toriyama handjob. Yeah. It boosts the power level. Everyone got one except TN, because apparently Akira Toriyama doesn't like TN. I saw a lot of that when I saw a lot of that. Personally, I don't give a fuck. It's it's probably just Toriyama thinking these characters are not going to be about for much longer. Yeah, it's really going to be the Saiyans that are going to be kicking a lot of the ass in upcoming series and movies. But anyway, you're just you're playing as Krillin and you're fighting one of the DLC characters, Broly. That would never be a matchup that could feasibly happen in the show. But in the game, because of the balances, you can kick the shit out of Broly with Krillin, and it's fucking amazing to see. The main issue that they do have, however, is picking which fucking Goku they're going to put in the game. Initially, they came out with the statement that they were going to have one version of each character, but then they they started off with Super Saiyan, just Super Saiyan 1, Goku and Vegeta. And then they said, this is going to be the only version of Goku that's going to be in the game. Then they put in Goku Black. People were saying, oh, that's another version of Goku. It's, like, it's not, it's an alternate timeline Goku. Technically, it's another character altogether. And it is, because playstyle, yeah. they play completely differently. Yeah. And it's, it's still technically a Goku. Then Bardock gets put in, and people go, that's another fucking Goku. He doesn't play like Goku, he just looks like Goku. Then Super Saiyan Blue Goku gets put in. People go, right, he just plays like a powered up Goku. Then base level Goku gets put in. Yeah, was and a people are just getting like, fucking annoyed about that. Guys, you won't believe it. Basic Goku is coming to Dragon Ball Fighters. And you're like, that's an announcement? Yeah. Why? But the, the good thing about it is... My favourite character of all time in Dragon Ball is Vegeta. I can now have three Vegetas on my team. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> the level of smug on his face, ladies and gentlemen. It's fucking... You, have, you, no I- it. you have no idea <laughs> the pride, the saying pride I take in going online and swamping people. Just absolutely sweeping them off the fucking map with a team of base Vegeta, Super Saiyan 1 Vegeta and Super Saiyan Blue Vegeta. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> And then they added, this was another one that made people just go fucking off the nut. They included Vegito, but Vegito Blue. And people go, that's just another fucking Goku. Then the devs just said, there's another Vegeta as well. Why aren't you complaining about that? And I said, well, it's still only four Vegetas and technically five Gokus. You can't fucking win. But No, you just can't appease the Vegeta fan base. I'm sorry. Yeah, you can't. Those people are. He's the... still the best father in the entire Dragon Ball series. It's a really low bar. It's that's a, low a bar. really low bar. <laughs> Short of maybe, I was going to say, Grandpa Gohan, you know, the yeah. only person who's actually but, been a dad. Yeah, what gives Vegeta the award, though, is his son never got kidnapped by an by a former alien warlord. Yeah, true. Yeah, Nam, uh, King, not King Piccolo, Piccolo kidnapped a five-year-old Gohan and mm. left him in the wilderness for a year. And nah, he still he, was a whiny he, little bitch. He showed up to help. It was fine. Yeah, he Pickle did. Pickle was the best, though. Incidentally, that's actually one of my favourite moments. Because I got... A friend of mine was moving house. Um, found a cheaper place. But he was getting rid of a whole lot of shit. And he sold me the first three seasons of Dragon Ball Z. No, first four seasons of Dragon Ball Z. For a tenner. Mm-hmm. And that's probably one of my favourite parts of the other season. Just watching Pickle. He's, you think he's a bit harsh, but you think, no, he's actually a good guy. Yeah. 
He's making sure that he's not going to die. He gives him a sword. Yeah. It's, he throws it's, food to him every now and again. He's a good guy. He's a it's a, it's a fun good. arc. Like yeah. it's a, it's a great idea of like we take the villain from the past like couple seasons of the show, and then we make him sit with the the childish version of Goku that we know he hates. Yeah. Like he hates childish Goku more than regular Goku, yeah. which is saying something. But that development changes all of Dragon Ball. Yeah. Although one thing I will say about the early seasons of Dragon Ball Z is it's so fucking slow. Yeah. It takes him about three episodes to charge up the small spirit ball. Yeah. <laughs> and at that point it doesn't even fucking work because he, he miss, miss throws it or something like that. Uh, anyway, Dragon Ball Fighters. We'll, highly recommend. Yeah. <laughs> we'll try and avoid anime because there was some stuff I wanted yeah, to mention. And... Uh, just to kind of bring the whole gaming section to a close because we have been talking about it for a while. Uh, the last couple of points I had on it was uh, in terms of Capcom making a comeback we have DMC5 coming in, which again, you probably have no real opinion on. Have you played Devil May Cry before? I uh, played the third one um, on the PlayStation 2. Found out how to unlock Heaven in Hell mode. And just thought it was funny to shoot everything with one bullet. Yeah, it's a, it's a great game. But we've got DMC5 coming back and we have the Mega Man X Collection 1 and 2. Which, right. to be honest, seeing Capcom rise out of the dirt like this, it's just fucking epic for me. I don't often use the word epic. But it's the best way to describe it because Capcom's probably one of my favourite developers. Uh, they make really good uh, RPGs, make good uh, sort of action games, they make really good fighting games. Yeah. From that poorly shoveled in segue, I'm going to trans- transfer on to the final point, the gaming section. Mm-hmm. With season two, or we're talking about fighting game seasons, how they bring through new characters in the season, Tekken 7 announced its new uh, se- uh, season two update. They announced a couple of fan favourite characters. I think they had. Uh, Anna Williams' sister Nina, she's getting announced. They're getting, I think the guy's called Law, Marshall Law. Or it may be, whatever the fuck it is. Nah, it's Marshall Law, I think they announced. Probably going to get shouted Based out. on the pun, you've got to call it Marshall Law. Yeah, he's, he's a cop. He's, that's Marshall Law. Yeah, that's Marshall, how that's pronounced. I think it's Marshall Law. If but it's not, also, I won't have questions. They had a guest character in this in this season. Because in the first season, they had three guest characters. Yeah. Uh, they had Akuma from Street Fighter. Which is the reason why I didn't buy Tekken 7. I thought, I'm only going to play Zakuma. If I want to play Zakuma, I'll just play Street Fighter 5. I don't need to buy Tekken 7. Yeah. Uh, the other character was Geese Howard from King of Fighters. Okay. He fit in really well. He was kind of a Hihachi-style character. He didn't use any... He didn't. He wasn't beam-heavy. The other character was Noctis Lucius Kylum from Final Fantasy 15. In my mind, he probably would have been better going into Soul Calibur. Because he uses swords and shit, but... He fits in well, and he fit in well in Tekken Seven. People play them; it's cool. But in Tekken Seven Season Two, the guest character is Negan from The Walking Dead. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I did remember seeing like people were like, "Oh yeah, oh because they did a Jason Voorhees." Is that was that, that was a uh, Mortal Kombat? Mortal Kombat, the Jason Voorhees, okay. and then we had the, with the Yoda and Darth Vader cameo was in a previous generation. So Calibur Four. Yeah, uh, and then all of a sudden it was like. Oh, we're doing another set of these games, and oh, Negan's going to be from The Walking Dead. And yeah. I'm like, like, yeah. I, I mean, I assume there's going to be a lot of money in that deal, and that's probably. why it happened. I think what it might be is uh, Harada was probably on. Like, you're probably watching interviews or something, and Jeffrey Dean Morgan, the guy that plays Negan, yeah. was probably saying something like, "Oh, I'm a downtown. I love just playing a couple of matches of Tekken Seven, something like that." Because I physically cannot believe that. Harada and his team were just sitting thinking, going, right, guys, we need to get people interested in Tekken 7. Who do we bring in? Do we bring in, you know, Siegfried from 
so caliber? Do we bring in, you know, somebody from one of our other properties? Do we get fucking trunks from Dragon Ball? Because yeah. Bandai Namco. Wait, who's that guy in uh, The Walking Dead? The guy with the baseball bat? The one, it, from, the one from like four seasons ago. Yeah, that guy. The guy that, that killed guy. the Asian boy. Yeah, him. Fuck it, let's bring him in. Yeah, the one Dave Chappelle can parody. Let, let, yeah. Let's bring in that guy. Like, yeah. Who, where... Yeah, that guy that Dave Chappelle took the piss off. Let's get him in the game. Is he even still in the main show? I Megan. don't watch The Walking Dead anymore. I, I stopped watching The Walking Dead at season four or something. Yeah, I, 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 I don't season fucking five, know. I think, uh, for me. The people that I used to talk to about The Walking Dead, they've stopped watching it now, and they couldn't give less of a fuck about Negan. I don't know anyone who watches what, because I don't know who he asked this to. No, I don't even think he's that much of a play, that much of a big character now, because I know, I think in the comic books, it was meant to be Rick and Negan team up to take down King Ezekiel. Right. But I think in the show, it's Rick and Ezekiel teaming up to take out Negan but in the current state of the show what the hell's his name Andrew Lincoln who plays Rick Grimes yeah. is leaving and what's his name what's the boy Norman Reedus he's going to be the new face of the show he's going to be the new frontman. well to be fair he's been the face of the show for a while now yeah but I just don't think there's enough of his character to carry the show Rick you've kind of seen him his development yeah. you've not really seen much development from Norman reduces character. Maybe they've got time to kind of shoehorn in a little bit of leadership yeah, training. Maybe. maybe. I think um, they're probably in the last couple of seasons they're going to see. I can't even remember his fucking name, so it's going to just be Norman Reedus. Yeah. They'll probably just show him leading the fight uh, while Darryl. Rick. Daryl. While Darryl. Rick diverts and has a one on one with Negan and Lucille. But yeah, that was a weird fucking thing for me to see in Tekken 7, particularly at Evo, because I was watching it. Uh, but the way Evo works is you'll have. Mm-hmm. I think it's three or four days of tournaments and once the tournaments are done you'll get the announcement trailers and you'll get maybe some exhibition matches with top like maybe the winner of the Street Fighter 4 or Street Fighter 5 tournament will play the winner of the Tekken 7 tournament at a game of whatever yeah. their choice they'll do that kind of shit just to kind of tie up Wii the event sports yeah some, something <laughs> fucking dumb like that and then they said oh you're getting all these characters you're getting uh, you're getting Sagat for Street Fighter 5 everyone fucking loses their shit you're getting this character for this game everyone loses their shit then at the end of it, the screen goes black. Then uh, you hear the you hear the Negan line, little pigs, little pigs, and everyone in the audience just went, the fuck? And then one guy in the background, yeah. Pretty much, yeah, there's one guy at the back going, you fucking did it, you fucking madman. And everyone in the, everyone else in the audience is just going, why? <laughs> why did f- this need to be a fucking thing? Who signed off on this? This yeah. is not a good idea. Oh, just a waste of money, really. Yeah, it's like Jeffrey Dean Morgan just sitting there going, baby's going to get paid. <laughs> <laughs> All I did was show up and do like five lines in the booth and it's just going to keep looping it through. All turns I did, out, <laughs> turns out being... Uh, 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 yeah, it's just occasional Lucille or some other bullshit noise. Turns out being both Batman's dad and the dad of the Winchesters doesn't pay the bill. Yeah, which is weird. Although yeah. it'd be fair, like if uh, if he doesn't have at least one line that's like swing bada bada. Yeah, I'm gonna be really fucking annoyed. Oh, just take me out to the ball game or something. Just crack someone over the head. Swing bada bada. <laughs> speaking speaking of uh, DC, did you hear that Henry Cavill has officially stepped away from the role of Superman? I did not. No, he has officially stepped away from the role of Superman, and his I don't replacement think had a problem with him as no, Superman. No, he was great. He was good. He just had some shitty direction in some yeah. of his movies. Really good Superman. Are the you telling me Zack Snyder is not the voice of a generation in movie directing? The man made three hundred. <laughs> I, I don't know how to tell you this, Colin. Three hundred is not that good a movie. <laughs> I, I, 
right there. You're starting to catch me off here. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you're going to tell me that uh, the one with the baby doll. Um, the one with the baby doll? Yeah. I, I think Watch it, me? No. Um, the one that's all Sin about... City. Like, no, it's about... The, that was Quentin Tarantino. Oh, was it? Yeah. No, it's, yeah but, Since, no, Sin City was produced by Zack Snyder. Directed yeah. by Robert Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Um, but no, like the it's the one where it's the girl who's like it's like a ballet school. Oh, fucking Sucker been, Punch! Sucker Punch! That's a great movie. It's a great movie. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. <laughs> I love that movie more than anyone should. It's really fucking good. It's I love fucking it. retarded how much. That's so good. <laughs> so great. But yeah, like I I don't know who was there one day and was just like, you know who we need to fire. You know what will fix DC's problems right now is if we get rid of this fucking Superman guy. No, it's not, he didn't get fired. He just said, "You know what." I'm I'm stepping away. There's too much shit going on at DC. I'm stepping away, and he just I think it's got something to do with the fact that he has now been given the role of Geralt of Rivia in the Witcher series. All oh, right, yeah, I did hear he was interested in that one. Yeah, he was interested, and they just went, "You want to do it?" And he, Fucking yeah, <laughs> yeah, I I'd, I'd go for it. I mean, to if, be honest, anyone who's completed The Witcher three more than once deserves mm. the role. And he says he's finished it three times. I want to see the save data because I've got that game. That's like 300 hours. That's about 300 hours, yeah. And the guy looks like that. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the uh, the gif of him uh, cocking yeah. the biceps and it looks like he changed his shirt? Yeah. I feel really bad for That's that. It's horrible it's just, lighting. It's just, it's, I think it's such a harsh change. It looks like, it just happens at the exact moment he punches a fist out. And you're like, wait, what? And it was, if you don't notice the sweat patch on his back and the fact that the pocket's always there, if you don't see it, you're like, that dude changed his shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they did it, but that dude changed his shirt. Uh, yeah, but I, I actually, part of my notes for this was that, like... Um, oh, sorry, my... I wasn't even finished that part. And guess who's uh, sort of touted as his replacement? Oh, no. Do you rem- Have you seen Black Panther? Yes. Killmonger. Hmm. Michael B. Jordan. Yep. The guy's got the acting chops to do it, but it's yeah. not going to work. People, oh, hate people change. are just shit themselves. Around. Superman can't be. We couldn't get James Bond to be black. Yeah, and no, I'd, James. Right, this is. Sorry, I'd, you've you've caught me in a moment here. Right. Idris Elba needs to be the next James Bond. Oh yeah, it fucking needs to happen. The man has more swagger than everyone you know combined. Yeah, <laughs> the um, dude played a tiger, in fucking Jungle Book, and still played the part well. And people are like, he can't be Bond. He's black. He fucking can be Bond. Even and now we, in the we're never say, gonna have black Superman though. No, that's the thing. It can never work. If they reboot the series... <gasps> he does it in white face. <laughs> <laughs> white face man. White face man swoops in on a cape and is like, hi, I'm white Superman. <laughs> I oh, mean, uh, they'll never let it happen. Just no, it could never. People are too cunty. Like, like, the, reason, the reason why I'm saying it could never happen, it could easily happen, but not in this continuity, not in this timeline. They would need to reboot the series and just go, we're trying something. This isn't going to be the main series comic book Superman. This is going to be our movie's interpretation of Superman. Yeah. Have the... I mean, there is the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, yeah. that is not canon with the D, or the uh, Marvel comic the book comics, universe. Yeah. It's two different things. Yeah. And you can just have that be a thing, and that's fine. But, I yeah. mean, I actually i am looking forward to... Michael B. Jordan's going to be in uh, Genlock, which is a Rooster production. They're doing a mecha anime. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. He's, and he's, he's going to be a voice in it. Yeah. I'm fucking really looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, there's a bunch of other people in there as well. There's a bunch of like really like cool actors in there. And you're like, but also there's still the main Rooster Teeth cast that will mm. be in there as well. I'm like that'll be fun. Yeah, I want. I'm really there's hoping actually, it works. Speaking of guys for Rooster Teeth, there's a guy from Rooster Teeth that's in Parks and Recreation. 
I don't. He's he, he was in Laser Team. Like he's one of the dudes that's on the front cover. Colton Dunn. Yeah, that dude. Colton Dunn is not part of Rooster. He was brought in for Laser Team. Yeah, he's the, he just auditioned yeah. for the role, and he had a he had a he had a role on a, an NBC sitcom about like a supermarket thing. And it was just like supermarket stuff. It was like literally just here's what your local supermarket's like. It's basically Parks and Rec, yeah, or uh, The Office, but in a supermarket. Yeah, and uh, he was doing a wheelchair. Oh, right. So it was just him rolling about the place, and I was like, "This is weird," but it's really funny. <laughs> he did, he's actually pretty good at improv as well. Yeah. Um, or not improv. Sorry. Uh, I suppose technically it is improv. Yeah. You watched the on the spot episode with him, and he was just like, "I'm the only black guy in here. Everyone else is white." let's push the race button a little bit and then just let everyone else push it for me as well. It's really fucking good. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I mean, let's just, let's just have Michael B. Jordan be Superman. I'm okay yeah. with that. I'm all for, I'm all for people mix, mixing it up, changing it up. I'm all for that. But if you've got an established canon, if yeah. you started a story where Superman happens to be white, you're going to piss off a lot of people by just saying, eyes oh, black in you need to put it into the story and explain it. I'm really worried, though. I mean, the, the thing about the Batman movies is that every fucking Batman movie has to show his parents getting shot. Yeah. I'm so really worried we're not going to have to do it every time we want to recast Superman because as much as like Michael B. Jordan, I don't know how long he would do that role for. Hmm. And I don't know if with DC Universe being in a complete shit show death spiral for the last five years... Yeah if it will remain a constant role or they'll keep trying to reboot it and redo stuff and rework and retweak if we're going to have to sit and watch fucking Krypton explode every five fucking yeah. weeks actually that is a, that's actually a good point I don't actually think Michael B. Jordan can be Superman he's still technically in contract with Marvel because Killmonger's not dead right he's, he's basically said something that he shouldn't have basically saying that Killmonger didn't die Oh, right. He basically came out and said, yeah, Killmonger's not dead. I, well, I mean, the thing for that one is that... Even yeah. though he got stabbed pretty convincingly in the heart. Yeah. Uh, like, he he is being pretty badly wounded, but he's also in a futuristic society with yeah. technology where... Did they not just, like, reconnect somebody's spine? And they're like, mm, it'll take a while. How long? Yeah. About a half an hour. And you're like, yeah, wait, the, you're going to uh, reconnect somebody's spine in a half an hour? Martin Freeman's character. Yeah. Everett Ross. Yeah, he gets shot in the spine or something. And uh, Shuri, T'Challa's little sister, just goes, I'm the smartest being in the Marvel fucking universe right now. I'll do it. I'll stitch them back together. Yeah. Fuck it. They, there's something wrong with Vision's uh, time stone. Fuck it. I'll suck. Time stone? Yeah. No, whatever fucking stone it is. The yellow one. It's just, I'll take that out, no problem. It's going to take me a couple hours. You just hold off all those hordes of assholes. I'll do some fucking... I'll figure this out. Sur- I'll do some surgery. Buy me half an hour with like yeah. a couple hundred dead bodies and I'll be fine. Yes, do it. But yeah, my, part of my notes for this whole thing was I can't believe that DC are still fucking up. Because we oh, left the I, podcast yeah. and when we left the podcast, DC were fucking up. Yeah. And then we got stuff like Suicide Squad, we got like Batman stuff, we got a bunch of the, I think, have we had the fucking, what do you call it? What's their Avengers? Justice League. Justice League. Has that come out yet? Justice League was not bad, but at the same time, you can tell that there's been two directors coming in to change this thing. Because yeah. the first cut, Batman and everyone, it's, it's fine, it works well, but Aquaman, Flash and Cyborg get no character development whatsoever. It's all Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Yeah. But then in the second half of the movie, where you can visibly tell that Joss Whedon stepped in, it makes Batman look like a fucking cunt. 
makes me look like an absolute twat. And I'm just thinking, did you even read a book before you came to filming this part? Because Batman would never say... Because there's a bit when Superman, who's just been resurrected by Bruce Wayne through the Kryptonian ship, mm-hmm. says, I remember you. Do you bleed? And he fucking launches him. And Batman hits off a police cart and falls. And instead he's just going... Saying something Batman like we're saying, oh, he's pissed off, or <laughs> I deserve that. <laughs> or, instead, he just goes, "Yep, I bleed, I bleed," and I just think Batman would never fucking say that. Genuinely, the MVP of the entire fucking movie is once again Wonder Woman. Yeah. She does not fuck about. She fights Steppenwolf. She breaks Steppenwolf's main weapon, which allows uh, Clark to come in and deal with the rocket blow. Flash is Flash just fucks up and says, "Oh, I've never fought anybody before." Jason Momoa, he takes care of the jobbers, the jabronis that are just pissing everybody off. Mm-hmm. All the parademons. Cyborg, he just does some tech shit. But yeah, the whole woman, the whole film could have easily just been Wonder Woman and five motherfuckers that get in the way. Yeah, Wonder Woman was the only good DC movie that I can remember. Yeah. I like Batman vs Superman, but not for the other bullshit story that was packed in. Martha! <laughs> yeah. Even Deadpool took the piss out of that. There's a bit when he says, oh sorry I'm late. I was fighting a caped badass and I found out his name, his mother's name was Martha too. I was just thinking, <laughs> Deadpool's taking the piss out of you. You know, you had something fucking wrong. Have you, uh, you seen that, both Deadpool movies? Yeah, I've seen both. I have, I think I've got Deadpool 2 on order, on pre-order. So I'll be I, getting that soon. I was surprised that it was as good as Deadpool 1, but you got to remember Deadpool 1 was not as great as you remember it was in your head. Yeah. Because I went back and watched Deadpool 1 just for going to see Deadpool 2. And yeah. I was like, I forgot how like Mimi this sh- game yeah. was. It's very sticky. Like yeah. it's, they had to do that. They had to do it because that's Deadpool. That's it's, Deadpool. It's the new pop culture reference, and that means that movie might be a bit out of touch by the time it comes back to our watching it again in five yeah. ten years. But I reckon if you did it as part of a superhero kind of rerun, yeah. If you went back and watched all the stuff that came out and in order almost, and then you threw Deadpool in the mix as well, which you probably should. Yeah. It would still work, but you would need to be aware of the kind of pop culture at the time. Or yeah. I, I don't know how this will play if we, you know, sit the kids down and watch it in fifteen years. Yeah, I, well, personally, I think any child of mine is going to be completely confused by my taste in movies because it's going to be, you know, good movies like you say. You've got the Avengers, maybe you've got Godfather. Then I'll show them my favorite movie of all time, Akira. And just why do you like all these weird films, Daddy? Shut up! It's art. <laughs> <laughs> it's art. His arm is exploding into goo for reasons. Yeah, uh, have you noticed? That, just notice on the Blu-ray, child. It's signed by Johnny Young Bosch. Get it fucking round you. <laughs> Get it round you, you wee dick. <laughs> I got it signed by Canada himself. Did you do that? No, you're five. <laughs> <laughs> what are you done? Shit yourself. Thought so. I, I cleaned your underwear. You fucking woke. Who wants to argue with daddy now? Hmm? Stop big time. Your dad's a fucking lawyer too. It Anyone gets, else want to big time me? It gets personal when you disagree with me, okay? Um, but yeah, like, the, just looking at the, the DC stuff that came out the last couple of years, and I just look at it, you think, oh, you know what? If it was all like one big gritty universe, it'd be fine. Oh, and did then you get... see the Titans trailer? No. I, I don't. I, I just, I've lost. DC has been yeah. so bad, I've just given up. Do you know what the worst thing about it is? In every other respect, apart from the cinematic universe, DC is kicking Marvel's ass. The yeah. animated movies are better. The TV shows are the TV shows are better, like Arrow, Flash, that kind of shit. Miles better than say Agency Shield or what was the other one? Jessica Jones, Jessica, Iron Fist. Oh, uh, Jessica Jones season one was fucking phenomenal. Jessica yeah. Jones season two was shit. Iron Fist yeah. season one was watchable. Iron Fist season two, I turned it off after one episode. Wow, I was so fucking bored. 
uh, Luke Cage season 2 it's ending fucking pissed me off yeah. he spent so much time cleaning up crime and trying to make it perfect for Hell, uh, not Hell's Kitchen Harlem uh, he just realises that the only way I can do this is if I take control of all the crime in Harlem just thinking you've spent so much time cleaning up crime in Harlem you're just going to head it off you're still doing all the illicit illegal crime deals yeah but now you're doing them so that somehow makes it okay that fucking pissed me off but it's I, just weird logic it is weird logic but TV shows all that shit animated movies comic books particularly in comic books mm-hmm. they're kicking the shit out of them it's just the cinematic universe they can't get right because they haven't spent the time to establish each character in a solo movie then bring it together in a big sort of budget Justice League movie yeah. and they're getting the wrong directors in because if they're trying to get one director who did he did Watchmen really well but that's because Watchmen was deemed unfilmable and he put his own spin on it and it worked mm-hmm. 300 fair enough I might not like it but it worked he's done other movies where that has worked Man of Steel worked because it realised that Superman isn't really just your random run of the mill superhero he is almost a god and mm-hmm. that's the spin that he took on it but when they bring all these characters together no one making those movies understood what each individual character meant Yeah, which is why Infinity War is just leagues above it because the Russos understand that when Iron Man's fighting on Titan when you've got Doctor Strange Mantis Iron Man is not looking for any of them to kind of attack with him he's looking to take the brunt of the attack so that these people don't get hurt that's why at one point you just see Iron Man he fucking reaches in and he's that scene where he's just he's emptying all the cartridges emptying all the clips and where he's just punching them with all the different suit abilities he's shooting them he's trying to stab them this is him realising that no one else is going to get hurt because of me because he understands what Iron Man is mm. DC don't have that and nothing makes that more fucking obvious than the Titans trailer uh, do you remember the cartoon Teen Titans when you were when we were, I think when we were in I high school I didn't watch that much of it but I do know it's quite fondly remembered yeah, you, me- you remember the premise though it's it's, Robin, Robin's yeah. the leader you've got Beast Boy Starfire it's the Raven. minions and apprentices it's the sidekicks the main heroes, yeah. Yeah. they're all kind of in one show then they're doing a live action version of that show but they're trying to do this whole gritty reboot thing so Dick Grayson it's just after he becomes disillusioned with the whole Robin thing yeah. and he hangs up he hangs up his domino mask and his, his cape and you've got Starfire who looks to be honest she looks probably the best out of all of them mm-hmm. but she does look a bit stripperish and people are saying that she's so people are so annoyed because she's black and all I'm thinking was she's a fucking alien from the planet Tamaran she, she's she not can black. be what any she's color she's an alien she can be whatever fucking color she wants I personally think Starfire looks okay uh, Raven just looks like a little emo when she's meant to be a demon right she's meant to be a half human half demon from the planet it's like Azeroth or something or from mm. the, the pla- a plane of existence called Azeroth where she gets all these demon powers her father is a demon Trigon who's essentially two steps away from Satan yeah and she gets all these fucking cool powers because of that and they made her look fucking useless and like she's a child uh, and then they've got Beast Boy who just looks like it just looks like they've painted some Asian child green because that's what they've fucking done they've had no they've spent no time and you know tried to make him look like Beast Boy it just looks like someone painted green I'll be honest it just kind of sounds like they had no budget it looks like they've got no budget and then you get the fucking horrible line again they've completely misunderstood the whole premise of Dick Grayson Dick Grayson is meant to be a fucking rainbow or fucking light of a human being Mm. he's always been kind of guys I know it seems shit now but let's just keep going at this point he beats up a couple of thugs shoots one of them snaps one's neck and then one of them says where's Batman he just goes fuck Batman and walks away <laughs> oh, no. 
And at that point, I just I watched it on. I think they were doing Comic Con coverage, and I was watching it, just thinking, no, Dick Grayson would never say that. He is Dick Grayson is such a kind of chirpy character. He's a boy scout. Yeah, he's a boy. I think it, that is. I think that was one he's of the things. If he wasn't in the circus, he'd be a boy scout. Yeah. He was played in the fucking Adam West TV Batman series. That's yeah. how campy and chirpy he is. Yeah. He's so campy, he fits with the Adam West Batman. Yeah. Which, by the way, I watched the movie for. That's great. <laughs> Phenomenal. That's fucking great. If we are going to do, like, special podcasts where we just sit down and watch a movie, I yeah. have that idea. I think it's quite a good idea. Yeah. That's one that's going on the list. Yeah, definitely. I'd be 100% in for that. But it is going to involve drinking. <laughs> that's fine. That will involve at least several bourbons and probably a few bottles of beer as well at the same time. Because we need to do some fucking yeah, we'll hard need drinking. To, we'll to need to get some Jack or some some Jack Daniels or some bourbon in because something that I recently started doing this year, uh, stop drinking beer. Good. I, I'm now I'm now whiskey and whiskey and cola. Dude. It works so much more. It, it just it's easier. I just jumped on my phone there because I was trying to. There's a dumb piece of movie trivia that somebody pointed out, hmm. and I was watching. It was a 40 minute breakdown on why the first. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean movie is great and there's nothing wrong said in that video the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie is a good movie yeah it's the subsequent sequel somebody pointed out though Zoe Saldana aka Gamora is in that movie is she Calypso? no this is the original Pirates of the Caribbean she is a sailor on the ship she is the one who is like you stole like I am taking this ship once you Jack Sparrow are dominant she's like Wonder Woman that slaps him Oh, right. She's the woman who slaps him on the pier. She joins his crew, slaps him in the face. That's uh, Zoe Saldana. I was like, holy shit, Jesus. you're right. <laughs> it's like when you go back and watch Back to the Future 2 and realise one of the kids at the arcade machines, Elijah Wood, changes your whole perspective on shit. That's just going to mess with me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but the... What else is there in movies? I'm trying to remember. Uh, because for you know the last couple of years, it has been just weird changes. Like the Marvel formula got tiring. Yeah. We all got fed up. Uh, like, I think by the time we get to Ant Man, it was like, yeah, I think I it was just, get it. <laughs> it was I think it was I run about Ant Man where I just kind of thought, I know what's going to happen. He's going to kill the bad guy. He's going to have some resolution. Something's going to happen after that. Very people noticed the Marvel formulaic. formula, and then we hit the point of Captain America: Civil War, where yes. we get the established characters now coming to kind of loggerheads and meet the introduction of uh, T'Challa for Black Panther. Yeah. Probably one that, like, amazing that they fit his introduction into an entire other movie, then gave him his own movie so that his movie wasn't the same as everyone else's. Yeah, which I thought was fucking great. Fucking phenomenal, like, next level, like, 3D chess level yeah. gameplay by Marvel on that one. Um, And then you got, I mean, it got to the point where Marvel started changing it up a bit and released so many, like, fucking bangers yeah. that Fox made a banger with a Marvel product in Logan. yeah. I don't think we talked about Logan. No, we haven't talked about Logan. And it was actually something that I was going to mention when you're talking about sort of movies that you want to revisit. Yeah. Yeah, I've got Logan on Blu-ray and I think I watched it more than I've watched Civil War or anything. Yeah. Because it's just, it's fucking ridiculous how good that movie is. Does your Blu-ray have the black and white version? Yes. I, I, made, see that. I made sure of that. Yeah, because I heard about it. And I actually like, bought two copies. <laughs> I was like, there's maybe two scenes that I, because I heard about it immediately after going to see it and I was like, that would be phenomenal. There's a lot of really good high contrast lighting in there. Mm. There's maybe two scenes that I'd say nah on, but even then I'm like, they could probably just edit it a little bit. It's not, 
the way they've done it, it's not that they've just put a sort of black and white filter on it. Mm-hmm. The way they've they've, they've kind of recut the movie so it fits better in black and white. All oh, right. Incidentally, one of the best scenes is when you remember when Xavier has the psychic attack and he basically just freezes the whole casino. Yeah. That bit of Wolverine's just stabbing people in the throat yeah. and stuff like that. That bit is fucking phenomenal in black and white. I can't wait to see that, man. I'm genuinely, I bought two copies of the film because I bought the Blu-ray when it first came out thinking, I need to see this movie again. It was yeah. fucking outstanding. It was a fitting end for the character. Yeah. And then I seen the black and white came out and it was, I think it was £12. I thought, I need to get this as well. And I watched it and I was not fucking disappointed. It yeah. was great. You get your money's worth out of it and you paid for it twice. Yeah. That's a damn good movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the um, Thor Ragnarok just like shifting the entire tone of the universe yeah. away from like the Captain America Civil War, which is not quite as over the top gritty as a DC product. Yeah. But just bringing it back down into like kind of I want to yeah. say like um, Jason Bourne movies. Yeah. Into that kind of like the government's a bit corrupted and everything's kind of fucked and yeah. you know it nothing's did. as polite as you think it yeah. is. And then having Thor just go, and now we flip the table again. Yeah. <laughs> it just turned into this weird, wacky comedy yeah. with fucking Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, that was, oh, the, the what the fuck's they call him? The Grandmaster. Genuinely yeah. the best part of that movie. Uh, and they threw in a little bit of the World War Hulk, uh, not World War Hulk, uh, Planet Hulk. Planet Hulk, yeah. Just, just enough to keep me interested, because I'm like, they're never going to do that in a live that action. should have been a live action movie. We're never going to get so, it. There's so many characters that you could, you could introduce. You could have Beta Ray Bill. Because I genuinely thought that's what they were going to do. When, yeah. when Thor Ragnarok came uh, came about, I thought, right, that's how they're going to give Thor Stormbreaker. Because yeah. Stormbreaker is the... Well, I'll, I'll just tell you the story. What happens is uh, Thor, I think he's investigating a crashed ship, and on the ship is a being called a Carbonite. Uh-huh. Or maybe something. I think it's called Carbonite, but fuck it, whatever. And what happens is Thor starts fighting with him, and he throws the hammer at him. And he realises that the hammer's not quite coming back. Then Beta Ray Bill picks up the hammer and says, oh, you think you can fight me with this? So he just picks up the owner and just starts wailing on Thor with it. Right. And then he says, wait, 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 I'm not your enemy. I'm your ally. You can wield me on here. You're clearly worthy. Come with me. We're going to talk to my father, Odin. We're going to sort this shit out. Thor gets Mjolnir back, but then Odin realises that, dude, you're worthy of Mjolnir. I'm going to give you your own hammer. You're clearly a good tra- uh, judge of character. You're clearly a good guy. So he puts him through his own trial and gives him Stormbreaker. Right. But it gives him all the same powers as, as Thor, but it's not as strong as Mjolnir. But it's like 0.5 of a difference between the two of them. Yeah, but you don't want to give the edge to the guy yeah. who isn't your biological son. Yeah, but Thor has the Thor Force, which is his own basically supernatural energy that he can draw from anything. Beta Ray Bill's just a dude. All right. <laughs> but I thought that's what they were going to do with Thor Ragnarok, but then it's just, nope, Mjolnir breaks, it doesn't get Stormbreaker. Thought that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Nah, but still, fucking great movie. Planet yes. Hulk should have been its own movie, though. Yeah, it's pretty good. They give us Korg. Yeah, Korg was fucking great. Fucking, Taika Waititi, I love that man. Fucking love Korg. Taika Waititi, the best man I've ever... Like, I'm really looking forward to what he does. Do you <laughs> know, like, because they get... Favourite bit of- in the movie is when Korg... He's talking to Loki. Yeah. And fuck off, Ghost. <laughs> he goes up and kicks the wall. <laughs> Peace off, Ghost. <laughs> I've actually... I love that moment so much. We have a group chat for me and my brothers, and I've changed the name of the group chat to We Hate Ghosts, and it's a picture of Korg <laughs> as, the, as the group icon. But um, I've actually been watching more of his stuff, because I, I think... With James Gunn getting the boot, yeah. there's been chat about Tiger uh, the Waitiki taking over Guardians. Yeah, which would work. Yeah, I think if they were going to do that, I think he's got it's like a, it's a vague rumor of like it's a hint of a rumor. Yeah, that might be in the pipeline, and I'm fucking up for that. Yeah, I think because I think they're finished Thor. I don't think they're going to do another Thor movie. Mm. 
if they do another Thor movie, I think it's going to be him trying to rebuild Asgard. Yeah. I don't really because they've done Thor Ragnarok and Thor Ragnarok is meant to be Thor dying. The problem is, as in the Jormungandr serpent, meant, yeah, Midgard serpent is basically meant to kill Thor, and they're not going to kill Thor. Yeah, the problem. I think the next film is yeah. going to be called the Mighty Thor. The problem you've got though is that Asgard isn't the place. Asgard's the people. Yeah, those people are dead. <laughs> yeah, they're all <laughs> really and not like snap fingers dead. And then more along the lines of power stone beaten dead. to a pulp dead. Yeah. So, dead. yeah, whatever is going to happen, I don't think will affect the people of Asgard. Yeah. Um. So I don't know how you rebuild Asgard. I don't know. I, just, I'm, I know after Thor Ragnarok, I'm quite looking forward to another Thor movie because yeah. the first Thor movie was great. Good introduction to the character. Then the Thor Dark World, a lot of people say it was shit. I quite liked it. No, it was all right. It was yeah. a good film. Then Thor Ragnarok came out and they just thought, oh, Thor doesn't need the hammer. He's actually... A god, he has other abilities. Yeah, he kicked the shit out of Kate Blanchett, then had to get Clancy Brown to burn the planet. Kate Blanchett was amazing though. Yeah, fucking right. like every time she's on screen, you're like everybody's gonna die, <laughs> <laughs> except for that one guy who's played by Carl Urban. Oh, uh, Scourge. Yeah, he's hilarious. I just it's it, Scourge or Scourge, I can't remember. What is it? He names these fucking guns again. Des and Troy. <laughs> Des and Troy. Meet Des and Troy. Uh, because when you put them together. It says destroy. <laughs> Fucking Carl Orban. Just underrated. Yeah. From between... Uh, I actually I sat down recently and rewatched all Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah, that's got to be a task. All three of them, extended cuts. Fuck. 12 hours. Jesus Christ. Frodo... The problem is, though, Frodo goes to... Like, wakes up in the bed after Mount Doom. 45 minutes from the end. Jesus Christ. There is 15 minutes of credits... Fucking on hell. the end of the Return of the King, but there's the still half an cut. hour of. That means there's shit. there's half an hour of goodbye. Between him waking up in the bed, there's a whole scene of everybody coming into the room. Hmm. It's all like 120 frames a second, all slow motion. And it is literally just like the hobbits dicking around in the bed while he goes, What a bunch of silly little children, people. And that's. Don't they also show you the. Was it the, the scorching of the Shire or whatever nope. it is? Uh, that doesn't happen. That's uh, Christopher Lee was really pissed off at that. Apparently, he wanted to do the scouring of the Shire, and it never got put into Jackson's cut of the film. And it never even happened because he uh, dies at the start of Return of the King. Oh yeah. Uh, at the start of it, they go to Isengard, which the Ents have flooded. Wormtongue stabs him in the back, and that's how they get the Palantir, which is part of what sets off Gandalf going to Minas Tirith. Oh, right. Um, but they have like that. They then have the hobbits going home to the shire. Mm. There's like twenty. There's like five ten minutes of shire shit, and then everyone goes to the grey havens, and then it cuts. You know, roll credits. Oh, great! Which take fifteen minutes. Fucking hell. fifteen fucking minutes. I think everyone had that reaction when they went to see Return of the King in the cinema. Just mm. oh, it's ended. Not wait. Sit down. Here's another ten minutes of six endings. Yeah. It's unreal. It's, it's I remember I went to see they're that They're really good movies though. Yeah, really good movies, but I remember going to see the third one with one of the youth groups that I used to go to, uh, St. Andrew's Church. Yeah. And I thought, oh good, I'm bursting, because they got us all extra large drinks and right. popcorn, so I thought, I really, really need a piss. So that oh wait, nope, movie's still going, don't want to miss anything. Check watch. Check watch again. Oh, half an hour's passed. Oh, movie's I still forgot going. that. It's the Minister of uh, the Crowning of Aragon scene. Yeah. that's in there as well and it's like this could be shorter yeah oh like you don't need to pan out of Minas Tirith for 30 seconds <laughs> I get it 
if the entire city is humbled by four midgets. Like, that's it. I don't need to see the whole fucking thing. It was still a really good movie, though. But the fact that it takes half an hour to end is really kind of a detriment to the whole thing. But you can actually play it on a PlayStation 4 120 times speed. Great. Fun fact, the PlayStation 4 has that facility. Great. And you can watch it, like... One in every 120 frames. It's brilliant. It makes movies a lot more interesting when you try and figure out what's going on. Although, before we knew what was going on anyway. Yeah. But I think we're going to sit down for the Hobbit films as well. They're not good movies. Yeah, got, I get people like They that. got more dwarves, I guess. Yeah. I, there, there was the fun action scenes. There's the uh, one of the best musical scenes for the introduction to the dwarves. Yeah, that was um, I, just, I love the barrel rider scene. I thought it was. I thought it was really, really badly done. Really, really badly. It's a shot. total change. Like you can tell, it's a different camera. Yeah, the whole uh, it's shot through GoPros or some shit. Yeah, but at the same time, like it, like it's fun. Like yeah. I just enjoy that dumb idea of like everyone falls into a barrel and they have to fight their way down a river. Go. Yeah. It seems like a. It seems like a dumb idea. You'd pull it of like a hat. Like if you had a hat with like an idea, like everyone fights and you've got like where on a river. And then the weird twist of or oh, all in barrels. Like it just seems like that's what you would do. That's how you write that scene, and then you just let shit happen. I guess yeah, you just let you open the tin of worms and just let them all, yeah, go out into society. Um, other than that, for movies, all I've got is, um, Get Out. The uh, oh, the Jordan Peterson film, the one he wrote. Um, is uh, not Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele. John Peterson's that yeah he's the Canadian uh, philosopher so yeah John Peel <laughs> not so John, John Peterson he's the he's the guy that basically shuts down feminists and uh, I, just, I wouldn't say shut down he explains I, I just put him down as a philosopher because he gets horribly misrepresented by fucking idiots yeah. no it's John Peel <laughs> of Keen Peel yeah and uh, that was fucking I can't believe it I let that wait for a year didn't see it in cinemas waited for it to come out in Blu-ray, bought the Blu-rays, waited about four months after buying it to watch it, hmm. just sat down one night, I was like, I'm just going to watch it, just going to hang out, watch the, watch this movie I should have seen about two years ago, loved it, and yeah. I was like, parts of it are just so, like, they're fucking with you, you yeah. can just tell, even just like, even knowing it's like a film that, because I was told, this film fucks with your head, yeah. and I'm like, I'll, I'll be able to see where it's coming from. Nope, <laughs> and then that the you know the ending of it is phenomenal, and then as soon as I walked out of like I just kind of went up to see my brother who was one of the ones who was like, you gotta see it, you gotta see it now, um, and I was like that film was amazing. I can't believe I like I left it for so long. He goes, well that's great because now you get to go see a quiet place. Quiet places. That's that's the John Krasinski Emily Blunt movie. Yes, uh, with the first like forty minutes are silent. Really, and I was like, no way, and he goes, yes. And it's terrifying. It is so immersive. That first forty minutes of you can't, you won't talk. You, the audience, won't talk. The characters can't talk for the reasons uh, explained in the movie. Cool. And yet they explain so much of the world with silence for half an hour, forty minutes. See, I think I'd love it if more movies did that because so many movies nowadays they throw shit in your face instead of just establishing. Kind of like the old video games used to do. They would establish it through your playing of the game. Yeah. They would show you what's going on in the world instead of fucking throwing it in your face or having some character shout, Sonic collects rings because they make him go faster. Or some I'm bullshit. Like. In Medias Res? Explaining the story as you go along? Uh, in Media Res. Yeah, in Media Res. Uh, but the, the, those films, like, the list of great films is getting really fucking long. Yeah. And there's only so much time in the day. And yet we still get Transformers movies. Did you see The Last Night? No. I did. Stop watching after I fell asleep during 3. 
I walked out of no sorry I didn't walk out of tour you should have I no <laughs> I watched I should have Megan Fox was still in this I watched it still was not enough to make me watch that movie it's not great yeah <laughs> but uh, I, I think I watched all of two I fell asleep during three because I watched it at my house didn't watch four because it looked fucking awful and I don't know why but I think I went to the cinema to see five I think it was one of those it was a it's case a weird of, gamble I think it was a case of me and my brothers it was one of those rare occasions where all three of us were off at the same time Grant didn't have work Gordon didn't have work and I thought you know what fuck it it'll be a laugh we'll go we'll get a couple of drinks and we'll go and see the film and at the end of it you know when you're so annoyed and angry about something that you don't want to have a have a beer or have a whiskey because you'll think that'll make it worse yeah that's exactly what happened yeah, I just gotta go home fuck I, this I just thought I need to go home and punch something and I'm not <laughs> talking about in a game I just need to punch something <laughs> you're just like I, I just gotta leave I gotta what's wrong I just gotta leave I don't wanna talk about it I just need to fucking leave here this is shit we were all sitting in my brother's car on the on the drive home just no one said a goddamn word every time someone spoke it was just why why did you bring we, that up why did we go and see that but my, one of my biggest complaints about that but that movie is they took characters from a sort of Transformers cartoon that mm-hmm. I watched when I was younger and they just gave them random unassigned or random nationalities like the character Hot Rod who basically takes over from Optimus Prime after yeah. Optimus Prime fucking dies he's in the movie but he's French and then there's other characters you think oh there's a character Cliff Jumper he's a huge part of the oh wait he's dead now I mean, maybe it was the whole Knights Templar thing that you yeah. have a Frenchman in there. I don't fucking know. It's fucking Lord awful. Goes. Anthony Hopkins is probably going to look back at that and think, why? Well, oh, yeah, now I remember. $10 million, bitch. Who was the um, a very famous actor? And I keep forgetting who it is. Well, like his last role was as a Unicron. Uh, Orson Welles Orson Welles his very very last film role was Unicron in Transformers 19 I think it was 1965 yeah but that movie's amazing I'll have nothing fucking bad said about it. I know but just the idea of like that's his last role yeah. and you're like do you like apparently he may have been on enough pain medication to not know what was going yeah. on at the time you think he I think that was a case of he owed someone a favour yeah and he just thought fuck it I'm I doing just, it. we just need Anthony Hopkins to make one more movie so that won't be his last movie yeah What else have we got? I, I have... I do have a couple more talking points. One of which I will save. Do you, do you want to talk about Chris Hardwick now? Should we get that, that moth out of the bag? Should uh, we talk about that? I, I need an update on that, actually. Uh, it's, well, the whole thing about... The, the, it's the, been the, dropped like a lit turd, apparently. Right, because the, the whole Me Too thing, I'm very on board with the idea yeah. that we come out and we fucking yeah. nail... Sexual predators. Yeah, dirty fucks like are. Harvey Weinstein. We nail them at the fucking wall. And we we should be supporting these people. And I have a slightly nuanced. I don't think it's nuanced. I think it should be the very basic approach to the whole uh, believe women yeah. thing because it's been touted as a. There's people who are like, this is a problem. You can't just believe women. And I'm like, well, well, you can. They're the ones being abused. So. You should listen to the victim of a crime if you want to talk about the crime. Yeah. Um, but I think that needs to go in service of taking these from the kind of Twitter justice things that we're seeing yeah. with a lot of this Me Too movement and pushing it to an actual prosecution. Yeah. And I think the Chris Hardwick case is a very good 
is a good case study in why because yeah. he was accused of being in an abusive relationship or he was it was vaguely suggested through an ex-girlfriend yeah. that he had been abusive in a relationship although she wouldn't name him directly it was basically very exclusively hinted that he would be the person responsible for yeah. all the things that she had suffered yeah. and yet when it was investigated by ABC was it uh, was AMC it? AMC uh, there, there is the Walking Dead AMC. Yeah, it's Fox over here for us, but I think it's, ah, it's AMC. Yeah, they're, they're, the, they're the production company that were behind it. Yeah, and then they say we couldn't find anything. Yeah, they're not a police. They are not a. They're not the police. Yeah, I'm sure with the full tools of the law, they could find more. Whether or not they would find anything to be evidence. Yeah, we don't know because it's not been taken to the criminal level yet. Yeah, what bugs me so much about this story? Um, of course, if Chris Hardwick is guilty. By all means, <laughs> stick that fucker to the wall. Throw every kind of legal punishment you can at him. Because yeah. he deserves it. This whole... I, to be honest, I, always, I think everyone kind of... They hear rumours saying, oh, that guy, you know, he, he fucked all the females on his set. Mm-hmm. You hear rumours thinking, oh, that, that's the shit that is rumoured to happen. But when you actually hit... When it hits you thinking, no, he, he forced his position on those people. Or on these women. That's definitely the time you should stand up and say something about it. Yeah. But based on hearsay... The amount of vitriol and just venom that's been thrown at Chris Hardwick is unbelievable. I get if he was, if he if he did it again. I, if he did it, if he did it, a hundred percent, I will yeah. take these words back. But unless he's been proven guilty, why are, you can't really demonise a man for it? Yeah. He was completely forthcoming with the investigation, which is what gets me. Mm-hmm. He admitted, "Look, I wasn't a great boyfriend. I chose work over her. I was busy constantly. I may have made a couple of crass jokes." I may have, you know, said some wrong things. Everybody does. I'm not it's saying I'm not perfect. a squeaky clean relationship. Yeah. I'm not even said I'm not perfect. I will admit that here and now. But everyone just said, "No, you're a dirty fucking scum. You should be fired from your job at AMC. Anyone that supports you is an absolute dick." And which, these companies will do that now. Yeah, and which leads me to uh, that post that I tagged you on, on Twitter. On on Twitter. I took a tap on that. Yeah, I just felt like talking tongues out on Twitter. Uh, uh, Maurice Lamarche, voice actor for uh, the Brain from Pinky and the Brain, and fucking a whole host of other things Morbo from Futurama oh, like, uh, he posted up saying I'm so glad this thing is done uh, a good friend of mine Chris Hardwick finally glad that he's away from all this vitriol all this anger that's getting thrown his way he's a sweet man you know all the usual platitudes of thank god my friend's okay mm-hmm. and then everyone was just saying you need to delete this tweet this man is a fucking sexual abuser a sexual abuser he's a potential rapist you cannot promote this guy and every second or third comment was just you know neutral people just going he wasn't convicted there yeah. was no evidence there's no evidence and there's no evidence AMC's he didn't internal do it. thing has cleared up yeah. they're okay with working with him they're, they don't mind yeah. they don't think he'll tarnish the brand and I'm sure if he's investigating with it or he's we're working with the police and stuff to yeah. get the thing cleared up I'm sure he would do the same for his you know employer yeah he would. He even said look if, it, if they do investigate it further I'll be completely forthcoming but right now just let it be let it go on record that I'm being completely compliant I'm letting them have it any no correspondence between me and what's the woman's name Chloe Dykstra I don't know that yeah, I, think, I was, think it was uh, Chloe Dykstra because I did read it quite a bit because it does set a very very dangerous precedent yeah. of this person is accused of being doing, uh, accused of a certain crime very hefty crime but accused of being uh, uh, perpetrating a certain crime and people are demonising him based off that yeah in my mind you have to do the crime before you get tarred with that brush 
I think it's people have forgotten, and it's the thing with Twitter justice is that it is not justice. Yeah, where you are. Uh, it's just, it's a mob mentality. Until proven guilty. Yeah, it's more you're guilty until someone steps up and says this guy didn't do it. Yeah, and there are going to be bad cases of people getting that wrong. Yeah, and the, I mean, there's there's the horrible people who are like, yeah, you know what? If a few normal guys who didn't do anything get fucked up in all this, and but we get the bad guys. It's okay. You're like, yeah. would That's you dangerous. take that same mentality? I mean, these people probably don't take the same mentality if we drone strike somebody. Yeah. We say, well, we got four terrorists, but two kids died. Yeah. We got. We the, should be upset about yeah. those two children. Yeah, we should. Or if it's a case of we bombed a bombed a small town, we got ten terrorists, but a hundred civilians died. Should we be excited that the ten terrorists have been taken off the map, or should we be depressed that a hundred women yeah. and children and men have died? Well, I went four and two because I'm more worried that, yes, I think we will get hundreds of scumbags yeah. in positions of power and they can be replaced with better yeah. people. Good people, yeah. You can... But then I think we should be... I mean, if you say we killed 100 people, we'll get 10 terrorists automatically, the math doesn't check out. Yeah, but most but people... I think, I like, think that yeah. leads into that mob mentality where people think the end justifies the means. Yeah, people but I want to take it down to yeah. like, further than that. Like, yeah, we got four bad guys... But two good people died. Yeah. Those two good people should not have died. Yeah. And also yeah. just Yeah. I just I don't like the idea of saying well, we've taken it to the extreme of ten to one hundred. I want to be able to say that you know, even if we lose a small people small number of people who shouldn't have been lost yeah. through this whole thing, it's not it's not good. It should be conducted better. It's yeah. worth it in a way. Like I wanna get rid of this whole thing of just yeah. horrific uh like circumstance for women to work in like you yeah. wouldn't accept this if it was happening to you yeah no one should no one should yeah. go to the workplace and feel that feel threatened by anything not and or not be secure at their workplace yeah no one should go to work and think all right a uh, shit creepy harvey's coming in today i'm going to need to, you know wear completely unflattering clothes i'm gonna to have to look hideous so he doesn't come near me no one should have to do it no one should have to go through that yeah but i uh, just i don't want us losing sight of like there's you know in order to hold the moral high ground, you need to hold yourself to a pretty high standard. You yeah. know, you can't just let it slip because, well, it's worth it in the end. That's yeah. That starts a downward spiral. Yeah. So yeah. Um, other than that, I'm just trying to think of anything that we've missed. I mean, I want to talk a bit about music. Yeah, no, why then? Because the the other talk, the other things I wanted to talk about, which is general uni shit. Because over the past couple of years, I have started. A university mm-hmm. finished college got all that shit done and dusted started university going into my second year next week nice cannot fucking wait have fun with that oh genuinely like, people are saying oh uni's so hard uni's so tough and I mean, your first year is going to be one of the toughest years of your life and it's not tough to me it's just a thing of... I think it's just more of a maturity thing because every yeah. other person in my class is between the ages of 18 and 21 yeah me at 26 I'm kind of on the older spectrum but there's still a couple of people in their 30s 40s yeah, you, I think it's just you learn I'm, discipline through time. Yeah, I think I'm just used to that extra workload because I've done it before and I've worked for a bit. But yeah, it was it was always fun listening to some of the younger guys in my class going, "Oh, I'm not fucking prepared for this. I can't do that." Particularly when it came to exam time, because when it came to exam time, I broke uh, my ring finger on my on my right hand and I fractured my pinky, and I also got some damage on my wrist. So yeah. my right hand, which I write with, was completely out of commission. Right. And they said that the best way to let that heal is if we basically just get your sling and strap it. Sorry. So your right hand's on your it left takes shoulder. all the stress off the injury. Yeah, so it heals quicker. 
So I had to do all of my exams one handed, with a with a laptop. Yeah. And everyone's saying, "Oh, that was so hard. It was so hard. I don't know how I got through it." And I went, "I had one fucking hand." <laughs> and I'm right handed, and they went, "Oh, you fucking know what you're doing." I said, "You know what you're doing as well. We're in the same class. We got the same tuition." Yeah, we got the same lectures. We got the same tutorials. Yeah. Like, don't complain because I paid more attention than you. And again, one hand. <laughs> yeah, the actual typing, like, stressing about going through an exam. Yeah. Having to write up all your stuff with one hand probably threw you off your game. Um, yeah, it did a bit. It's got to be, like, a conscious thought of, like, okay, how do I use my left hand? Because I can only cover so far with the laptop yeah. and I have to, like, switch between different shift keys and I've got to be smart about how I type. And, you know, actually... Fucking horrible. It, fun exercise for you at home. Try typing with one hand. <laughs> yeah, it's not fun. I guarantee you, it does not work as well as you think it does. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, I've had to do it at work as well, just for like five minutes. I'm like, I'm holding the phone and I've got to type with one hand. And I'm like, I, I can go through the secretary and just pin it against my shoulder. Yeah. And go, yep, sure, I'll do this. But like actually typing with one hand, you got to be really good. Yeah, you've got to be dexterous as fuck. And doing that for like, I don't know, like, I don't know how long your exam was. I'm uh, guessing at least an hour and a half exams because I got extra time because again I only had the one hand oh, right. uh, it was two and a half hours two and a half hours of but just one handed typing yeah one hand typing they said at the end of it they did say the, the exam should have ended but if you need to do more we'll give you five minutes just because yeah. we do understand you're a cripple that's fine yeah. <laughs> we'll give you your five hands minutes. fucked for the next six weeks yeah, yeah. what's five minutes going to cost us yeah. I yeah. did get into a bit of bother at uni sort of over the past couple of weeks as, as you do when you get a new job or you start university or college, you get group chats on the go, on, on sort of Messenger or Facebook or something. Yeah. And uh, I got added onto the onto the uni group chat and it's just, there's nothing fun about it. It's just people talking about, oh, where are we going to go and drink tonight? And, oh, we'll go to Why Not. It's 25% off all drinks if you've got your student card. Party! Yeah. And I'm just sitting thinking, I'm 26. I don't want to go drinking with people whose dad I look like. <laughs> and it just got really it, always towards the end of the end of the first year of any sort of college or uni people start dropping off yeah and there's been three people that dropped off my course one because he lives in Dundee and he thought right it's going to be too expensive for me to come back and forth he got a place to in Aberty right people are all saying oh it's so sad to see you go I said the same thing it's like look mate you were good at the course you were fairly brand new sad to see you go mate but good luck in Aberty didn't mind doing that Second person to leave was a guy who I can only describe as a complete and utter fuck-up who got into the course probably by collecting crisp packets or something because <laughs> the guy, he, he's one of those people who just think, how did you get into this course? There must have been some loophole that you exploited. But everyone was saying, oh, it's so sad that he's leaving. So sad. He clearly struggled with the course. And all I could think of, I don't know if it's just my dead dinosaur brain just thinking, right, I'm done with that year. I can't be bored with any of this drama. Just thinking... If you couldn't do the course in the first place, why put yourself through the first year unnecessarily? So he was quitting in second year? He was quitting. He only quit like a month ago. And so he else. almost got to the end of his first year. Yeah, he and got to the like, end of his Now first... that I'm at like 95%, the end is in sight. Yeah. He, he I'm left. done. Yeah. Purely because he was always saying, oh, I've not got any time to study. And I was like, that's because you go out drinking and smoking weed all the time. That's why you have no time to do it. What did you think uni was going to be? And everyone's doing the same thing. It's like, oh, it's so sad that he's leaving. I'm just thinking, no, it's not. The guy's I, a waster. I got good news. We'll be able to get shit done today. Yeah. Because he's not here. And it was one of those people, again, I do not mind helping anybody. We're all in the same class. If I can help out, some, yeah. if I can help out one of the people that's in my class, that's fine. We're both better. We're both the better for it. This guy, he didn't do any of the work himself. 
I genuinely think his entire first semester coursework was written by me because I would write out the stuff on my laptop and he would do kind of look over my shoulder and go right I've got that uh, Dom what's the, uh, what's the year of that act I'm like I literally just told you 10 seconds ago how can you forget this quickly oh sorry mate are you, you kidding me I just want somebody to do the work for me and I went well that's not fucking me <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're the part like, we're not making jokes about this I am literally doing the work for you right yeah. now yeah. when he handed it in it was in front of the lecturer a guy named I can't remember his last name but a really really good guy former rugby player as well so rugby players just you put them in a set and they always get on well together yeah and uh, he just said I said to him when he, uh, the guy handed in his coursework and I said uh, did I get double credit for this and he, what do you mean I went oh he basically copied my entire work and he went he turned to the guy the guy who left him went really he went, no he copied me and he went ah okay and as soon as the other guy walked away he went so did he really just look over your shoulder for the entire time I went aye pretty much he went leave it with me <laughs> Leave it, we'll, I'll, I'll take it to uh, take it to somebody management and we'll see how much this guy feels yeah yeah. and then there was another guy that left again same thing people said oh I can't take the stress I'm like, why are you feeling sorry for this I get it, if people can't deal with the stress it's fine but these people it wasn't the fact that they couldn't deal with the stress they just couldn't do the work mm-hmm. again mental health issues all that shit aside, I've had, I have mental health issues I completely sympathise but people that just don't put in the work and expect people to sympathise for them when they're leaving because they can't keep up with the work it's just not something I'm prepared to do yeah, it doesn't make sense that you all sign up for this course and yet it can get progressively yeah. harder and there could be outside factors but I wouldn't I wouldn't if I was leaving I wouldn't look for sympathy in that one but that's just me like you wouldn't yeah, I would just say right guys um, this isn't working out for me I'll see you later fine fair enough but if people are out and out looking for sympathy because they can't handle it yeah and yet every night the week before you've been out getting yeah, uh, drunk out and getting wasting and your student loan or you've been out not doing the work that it was meant to be in for next week I get this whole part of the the uni experience I mean I've done the same thing yeah I've went out nights somewhere I probably should have stayed in but at the same time I've always got the work done I'm willing to put in that extra work I'm not going to give somebody sympathy because they're thinking I'll just I put was, off the coursework. I was too hungover to work on my thing, and that's not my problem. That's your problem. Yeah. And you got to deal with it fast. You got to be, you know, you got to learn how to work. And I think uni yeah. is a good place for that. In yeah. some cases. That's the thing. I've got nothing against these people. Uh, these two guys and the best of things. The other, the first guy that I was talking about, he could be an annoying prick at times. He just wanted the work done for him. But the other guy, he did genuinely put in the hours when he wanted to, and. Oh. semester one but as soon as it came to semester two it was just a complete drop off I think he knew he was going to leave and just wanted you know people to do more work for him yeah. it, it just annoyed me then there's other whiny man children that moved from Russia have never spent any time away from their dad or their parents and then constantly bombard you with questions during the holiday which pissed me off to no end you say move from Russia and I just yeah. assume Siberia no but- uh, the the guy that I'm talking about, obviously I'm not going to say his name, but um, his passport must read like a a very weird road journey. Yeah. Because he was born in Russia, moved to South Africa, moved to France. Jesus. Educated in Scotland. Still has residency in Russia. So he's Russian, South African, French. And with his accent residency. sounds like... <laughs> his accent is a fucking hodgepodge. Oh, it's just a weird stramash of 
random words. Especially with that Scottish education. I think that might be the, you know, the, the nail in the hatchet of weird yeah. accents is that you have all those weird accents and then you go, but educated in Scotland because the education is so key yes. to like how your accent yeah. develops. It's, oh, yeah. I can't believe that. No, nah, definitely weird. But I, it, I, all in all, uni's going great. Just certain people I wish would... Cause it, you, you, know, <laughs> you know yourself when you get to the point where you're the older guy in the workplace or the older guy in mm-hmm. the uni course, people look to you as if you've done this before. You can help us and all the other people in the class because you've done this shit before. I'm going to come to you with all these questions. And while I don't mind, in moderation, when your phone is almost unusable for 10 minutes a day because you're getting bombarded with that many questions on Messenger, there needs to be a limit placed. Yeah. But on the plus side, I mean, it guess means you now know the literature better than most. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like family law, I knew almost like the back of my hand because people asked me so many questions about it. I guess it has an advantage. Yeah, it's, it's getting to the point where the shit is now in my brain. Which is good. Yeah, which is, it, it sets me Until good. something changes. Yeah, which often it does. Because I found out that all the law books that I bought this year for exams are now obsolete. Shit. Yeah, but the good thing is I'll, I won't study those again until third year, at which point I'll probably have to buy the books again. But the same, in the same vein, they are £20 a book, so they're not too bad. It's still pretty yeah. expensive, but they're not that bad. And I wouldn't like to know that, you know, 20 quid that I just spent on an education yeah. is now worthless for, like, and, and like, that means that obviously all the, most of the stuff you'll have learned will still be fine. Yeah, but most it'll, be, it'll just be minor tweaks, but if yeah. you want to completely update the full thing, you're probably just better buying a new book, in. Yeah, I mean, I, it's a bit shit, but I suppose that's just, it's, it's the same if you're working with computers, anything that you put in a new computer is going to be obsolete within a month. Yeah, which is, um, which there's, is shit. There's laws of pain in the ass. Yeah, Murphy's law is a pain in the balls. Yeah, um, was it the? I I already with the system I've got over there. I'm like, I got started with eight gigs of RAM. I'm already looking at being like, can I go to sixteen? And how soon can I do it? Because I need that RAM. <laughs> I don't know how I need that RAM, but I just need that RAM now. You need your computer to run on some ultra instinct shit, so it does it before you've even clicked. <laughs> Who there was something about the um really back like way far back in the day there were actually computers that were working on the idea that we just guess what you were going to open and it worked for a while until stuff got a bit more advanced it was like way back and then yeah. they just tried to use it with newer computers and it just got too complicated and the processors worked less efficiently because we were trying to predict your moves based on where you yeah. recently went to that seems like some bad chess program technology that's just yeah it's on the verge of becoming HAL 9000 levels of sentient and just killing everyone it kind of worked. It, it worked for a while. And so then, did Skynet. Yeah. Remember that? So did Skynet. It worked for... How long did Skynet work for again? Was it... Did they not say it's like... There was something like... Was it, there's one place well, where it's like it was half an hour. And it was like, you know... Or like there's a logic where it's like it can take half an hour for a computer to just go, you know, let's just kill people. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't think, remember if it was the Skynet or if there was another horrific science fiction universe. I think Skynet went live in 2005 or something like that. Yeah. And at that point, it took them all of three hours or something to decide that humanity was a plague, get a hold of super weapons, build more super weapons, and wipe out most of humanity. Yeah. Three hours. Three hours, yeah. In 2005. <laughs> Wait, when did Terminator 3 come out? That was about 2005, right? Because uh, that's, that's unfortunately still can. Nah, what was it? There was another one coming out. There's another fucking Terminator thing coming out. Oh, Genesis. Cause I know Genesis came out and that movie was fucking god awful. Yeah, I can't remember. No, there's something else though. There was another. There's another Terminator thing coming out and it is 
given the green light by James Cameron and it should finish things off it is going to be the like we're done yeah this is we're fucking done here because they've had so many you know because they're doing that to Halloween as well I'm looking forward to that it's looking good Jamie is it Jamie Lee Curtis yeah she's she's coming back back and she's going to say right forget Season of the Witch forget H2O Uh, we're finishing this shit Season of the Witch though is actually still canon because it's got nothing to do with Michael Myers it's not a fucking horrible movie. It's a bad movie, but like it's all what, the androids and the weird bug masks. What James Cameron wanted to do though, he wanted yeah. to take Halloween from being Michael Myers to like a series of spooky stories. I that it which was weird though. Would he, be fine he if to it make just it, wasn't badly made. Yeah. See, I remember I recently started following a channel called Dead Meat. Mm-hmm. It's a horror channel. What they do is they take just say Halloween. They'll go through all the kills in the movie. Yeah. They sort of tally up the kills and they'll say, oh, they've got a. Gen-. It's a weird thing that he does. That, Basically reviews the movie almost, saying it was a bad movie, it came out in this time, it was followed by this, he'll tally up all the kills. So yeah. It's a weird thing where he says six men were killed, six women were killed, and he talks about the gender balance ratio. Right. He'll give He just uh, looks at weird analytics behind yeah, the kills. Yeah, weird analytics. It's fucking great uh, channel yeah. to watch. He's done all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Mm-hmm. He's working his way through Halloween. He's done all the Purge movies up till the most recent one that's yet to come out in Blu-ray. Yeah. Uh, he's working through Halloween. He's done a couple of Stephen King movies he's done the two or the it remake and that miniseries with uh, Tim Curry right done that he's done Cujo and stuff he's done a whole bunch of other so he just goes horror. to old horror and just goes to the, or, or horror movies and she goes oh, so like compare this to this yeah just weird yeah. analytics stuff. yeah it's pretty good I'm quite into that because things I missed off in the uh, um, the YouTube section was I got into Tearzoo which Tears. is T-I-E-R-Z-O-O which is uh, literally just looking at um, different animals and different animal groups mm. as if uh, the world is an MMORPG. Oh, right. And it's, like, it's just a series of dumb jokes about like how you know turtles have high defence because they get shells, yeah. but they have very uh, low, mobili- low mobility outside of water, but then you put them in water and they get a speed boost and stuff. It's a lot of like, gaming puns and stuff oh. about Animal Kingdom. It's actually pretty good. I just enjoy the, the weird comparisons that you can make. Yeah. Um, the other thing to mention is, do you remember Machinima? Yes, is that still going? Well, they have been losing bodies for years after uh, Inside Gaming left to become Funhouse with Rooster Teeth. Yeah. The last good guys are off the ship. Um, the guys who did um, ETC, Entertainment Tech and Culture. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Those guys are now doing a different thing called Internet Today. And it's the same thing. It's literally just the same yeah. idea, but it's no longer under Machinima. By the sense they're on their own Patreon. So it's like, hey, the last good guys got off the ship, now we can just watch it burn. Yeah. Um, which is a shame for like just the guys doing a desk job, but at the same time, like all the talent that we enjoyed watching on that has now moved past and is doing its own thing. What was the name of the they, they did that weird animated show? What's it? it was like Dexter and something? It was on Machinima. Uh I can't remember. They did that weird Assassin's Creed song. It's like Stabby Stabby or something it was called. Mm, that might be beyond my time. I only was there for Inside Gaming after realising <laughs> that the rest of it was just like Call of Duty headshot compilations. Yeah, that was pretty weird. It was a bad time for the internet. It was a bad time for Machinima. It's coming back. Modern Warfare 2. It's getting a remaster. Yeah. yeah. It got re-released on... It's now, sorry, not re-released. It's now on the backwards compatible list for Xbox One. Oh boy. The game's rough. Yeah, it doesn't look good. <laughs> You forget how you you have a good version of how it looked in your head, yeah, and it's influenced it's by the games like now, and it never turns out like that. 
But um, uh, my brother uh, reinstalled it on the Xbox One. I just kind of thought, I'm so glad I never got into these games. Yeah. I'm so glad I stuck with my RPGs. And the my... campaigns were good. They were good. It was good. It was mostly to do with problem solving via bullets in a uh, shootout. Yeah. And that was the only thing that got me interested was like, okay, I have to deal with on like, I only played it on like the veteran difficulties, like the harder difficulties. So it's like, I have like lines of fire coming in from that door, that door, that window, and then there's a guy who runs in from the top. So I have to kill those three guys in three seconds. And I have to get to that top guy before he gets to me because he will kill me in one shot. So it was, became yeah. like problem solving and like working at the angles and dealing with stuff like that. Yeah. The only thing that bugged me about the campaigns, because like you said, they, are, they were pretty good. They were worth a, at least a playthrough. Yeah. Uh, sort of Modern Warfare and Titanfall. I'd say they were always in the same kind of group. Yeah. It was just the shocking lack of couch co-op mode. I think that just disappeared when the internet became a thing. Yeah, which which bugs me because obviously being able to play games online is a huge thing. It's it's kind of closed, like made the world a little bit smaller. You can play just at any point with anybody from all around the world. It's a fucking fantastic innovation. But at the same time, again, as someone who loves sort of the old, old school Nintendo Party games like Mario Party, mm. I love a game of Smash Bros, Mario Kart, I kind of miss the couch co-op. And it's only really Nintendo that are keeping that shit going. Yeah. Some Sony games are maybe limping on a bit, but Xbox have kind of shifted away from, yeah, you can play this game with your friends in your house to you can play this game with your friends and they're at their house mm. via internet. Which I think is just a little sad nugget of video gaming history that we're losing. My uh, my brothers uh, do a thing I used to be involved with. I've just kind of stepped back from because I, the idea is that you play video games for twenty four hours. Oh, it's extra life. Yeah, extra life stream for charity. They actually call it. They yeah. just do their extra life get together, yeah. and they play for twenty four hours, and that sounds great on paper, but I just I can't sit down for that long. I just can't. I just gotta yeah. do something else. Like the twelve hours watching Lord of the Rings was fucking agony. Um, so twenty four hours just like playing video games. This is entertaining. But like I just lose it. Yeah. I just I start going absolutely nuts. Like I, I hate sitting down for that long. No, so, I'm, I'm the same. I got asked if I wanted to do an extra live stream with a friend of ours. Um, I think he goes by Demonata One One Nine. Yep. On YouTube, fucking phenomenal Dark Souls player. Like somehow manages to manipulate the code in the game to yeah. make it do what he wants. He does extra life every year, but he genuinely does not need sleep. Yeah. I've watched him. I've watched his streams as he was doing it. I just kind of think I could not. Sit, like you I could not sit in a place and play one game for 24 hours straight I just could not do it you'd need teamwork I just I, yeah the only thing that keeps you sane in that room when you're there is the fact that there's like four or five of you yeah and, and you just off each other we have like four or five people with big TVs yeah big TVs aren't a lot of heat and the room's that just that room got some stank in it yeah by like 12 hours yeah when you get to 24 it is un, like unusable yeah. you just got to seal off that room leave it and come back a couple of days later yeah. it's the only chance you have I've done something uh, similar when I was doing youth work we did a sort of all nighter yeah. sort of lock in for thing. what we did is we watched we started at 7 o'clock at night we were going to op- reopen the doors again 7 o'clock the following morning so it was like 12 hours we were just going to sit and watch every single Marvel movie that had been made sort of from Iron Man 1 Incredible Hulk all the way through to I think it was Avengers Age of Ultron yeah. we were just going to fucking do it all in a warner and at the end of the, I think it was hour six, so it was about one in the morning, there, it just stank. There was stale perfume, there was vape yeah. stank, cigarette stank from people going out to smoke. You, the, you know when you have, when somebody cracks open an energy juice and you mm-hmm. get that initial kick hitting? Yeah. That initial sort of sugary smell, that was you know, just stale 
oh. energy drink permeating through there and there was just Dorito smell everywhere and at the end of it oh. it was like it was a Friday night on a Saturday when we were doing the clean up in the morning on Saturday morning we literally just had to open all the windows in the church yeah, in the church hall open all the windows out full just to aerate the room because it was disgusting and that was for 12 hours so I can only imagine what 24 hours is like yeah, there's there's certain rules now in place based on the uh, the first event because they just went and the first time they did it they were just like I, I wasn't involved but they were just like oh we'll order like uh, Domino's for lunch or something like that or we'll order like the, the chippy or something like that we'll yeah. get stuff uh, brought down we'll get uh, smelly greasy food that's going to make us gassy as fuck <laughs> uh, and then they had uh, kebabs for dinner Jesus which Christ. is a mistake uh, especially when everyone them loves chilli sauce and onions so, yeah. yeah, there was rules put in place for the second one. Everyone brought home cooked food, funnily enough. Uh, yeah, I would do the same. <laughs> Only problem is you, as the spice fanatic that I am, I just can't help but bring, like, ridiculous peppers. Habanero uh, <laughs> spiced pulled pork or some shit like that. I've been getting into ghost peppers recently. Oh, Jesus. They're good. They're really good. Scotch bonnets too. Oh. I, I don't... I'm fully aware that they probably taste amazing. You probably yeah. get that the heat. If you get over the heat, you probably get that level of taste. Yeah. But as someone who's had a stomach condition since I was about thirteen, I cannot do chili. Yeah. Recently added on to the list of shit that I can't eat is chicken pakora. Can't have that anymore. Oh no. Kebab. Can't eat doner kebab meat anymore. Uh, can't eat uh, Subway. Don't know what it is about fucking Subway. Can't eat that shit anymore. Used to love a bowl of nachos, can't eat that shit no more. I'm basically limited to skinless chicken, rice, and porridge. There's only three things I can eat safely. Jesus. I have the stomach of a frightened 90-year-old man. It's fucking horrendous. I used to love getting adventurous with food. Now it's just boring, plain, bland shit. The thing for me was during that Lord of the Rings marathon, I originally stayed away from ghost peppers and scotch bonnets because I'd heard about the the level that they were at. Um, And I was just like, I, I, I probably can't be able to handle it. Then my brother whipped out a bottle of like just like pouring like just like you add it on top of stuff sauce. Yeah. It wasn't like you cook it into the meat. It was like you just like drizzle it on top. Yeah. Um, and it had Scotch bonnets in it. And I was like, this is the tangiest sauce I've ever had. It's fucking delicious. And I just threw it all over like a, it was a meat lover's pizza or whatever yeah. it is. It was just like four different types of meat and then a ton of pepper sauce on it. <laughs> it was a mistake. I was visibly sweating by the end of it. <laughs> like I wish I could like if you could do this, eat some of this and go work out. You drop weight. Instantly, yeah. you'd be sweating so much. It's hilarious, but it was well worth it. Yeah. The, the flavor, if you if you can do it, the yeah. flavor. If you can oh. the flavor. Reminds me of the time. Um, it was a big family event. I think it was something like my auntie and uncle's like, Ruby wedding anniversary or something. I can't fucking remember. It was a while ago. Yeah. But what we did is instead of you know hiring caterers or something, we just all chipped in and we got a fuck ton of you know four in one uh, munchie boxes and shit. Yeah. But then my big cousin. I my big cousin, he got a, the, one of the biggest munchie boxes to himself from a known cut from a local curry house, that was known for making really spicy food. Yeah. And he went, guess what I'm going to do here, Dom? I went, I don't care. You're going to kill yourself when you eat that full thing. So I'm going to eat the full thing myself: chips, salad, kebab, meat, pakora, the lot. Then he pulled out one of the stupid hot sauce bottles and he just covered the whole thing. And he just thought, check back with me in an hour or something. You'll see the face of victory. And I thought, okay, I'm going to do exactly that. Check back with him in an hour. And obviously for the listeners, you can't see the colour of shirt that Colin's wearing, but that is the, it's a red Five Finger Death Punch shirt. That is the colour my older cousin's face went. It's crimson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he was sweating bullets. You've probably heard, you've probably heard the term meat sweats. Yeah. He was getting the meat bullet sweats. 
Jeez. He was just sitting there going, I made a mistake. Literally, he had a white shirt on because it was. We oh, always like no. to. We always like to dress up for the fancy party. So I'm sitting there in sort of shirt waistcoat thing. Yeah. Obviously, try to aerate the room because there was about forty of us all in my auntie's old mansion. She had a, a big mansion thing in Pullman. Right. So I'm dressed up because mom was like, you know, I'm not having my fucking sister thinking you're dressing like a, like a scab. Yeah. Okay. So dressed in dressed in fancy clothes and he's sitting there white shirt, belt on and just fanning himself with his wallet, just going, fuck. Fuck, I need, I need ice cream. I need ice cream. Somebody put the toilet paper in the fridge. I'm going to fucking need it. And he's sitting there sweating. I just thought, you fucking regretted that, didn't you? And he went, you try some. And I tried the tiniest corner of kebab meat. And that was enough to floor me. I was in the same state that he was. Because he put that much fucking sauce on it. It's a, it's a, it's a trick to it. It's learning the ratios of like the your hot sauce to the rest of your sauce. Because I yeah. cook a lot of it into bigger sauces. I have a, like a hickory sauce that I use for like barbecue pork. Yeah. or chicken you add hot sauce to that you don't just fucking throw that shit in with the rest of it if you want it to taste good but still have the kind of effervescent heat of like a hot sauce that's what you do you, yeah. you cook proper learn to cook learn to cook so fucking it's so basic Yeah. but the people who don't know how to cook baffle me like yeah. does your mum and dad not grab you and say you are going to cook dinner tonight we're yeah. going to show you how and then you'll just deal with dinner it's a, it's a good skill to have Obviously, I was a chef for three years, so it's yeah. a skill that I, it's a skill that most people have. But if even if you live on your own, even if you live with your parents, it's still good to think. You know what? I'm going to cook tonight. Yeah. And one of my favorite dishes to make, one of the most easiest dishes to make in the world, is sweet chili chicken and noodles. All you do is uh, get a wok, flash fry the noodles, add in some sweet chili sauce, fry off the chicken because you usually get sort of fr- uh, straight to the pan chicken. Yeah. It's easy to do. It take you twenty minutes to make a giant batch for you and your family. It tastes good. It's simple to do. But there's, it's like swimming there are people out there who just don't know yeah. how to swim it yeah. baffles me but it's just that's what we were raised to do I guess yeah. question I want to ask you who taught you how to swim when you were younger uh, granny uh, it was my it was my, grand, it was my papa we called him my ah. dad's dad yeah and he, he taught us how to swim the way his dad taught him how to swim deep end um, put to the back I <laughs> we th- all we, me and my two older brothers we can swim fucking great I think that was part of me as well is just regarding going we're going to go swimming I'm like awesome get in the freaking wee t- tiny wee speedos because you're like a five year old and you don't yeah. give a shit um, if I actually I might have been in the pool before I could walk apparently it's, yeah. it's a thing of like my grand's like well can't take him out on a walk I gotta go exercise I'm gonna take my grand to the pool <laughs> and we'd just be in the pool just like dicking around swimming about and we would just know how to swim but the annoying thing is that um, there's certain places like certain pools are like if you're not if you're like a kid you gotta like go through like swimming training. Yeah, like, you we need did to do the swimming lessons. We did swimming lessons at high school. Yeah, which is or primary school was it? Oh, it was no, primary school. Th- so we had to get bussed across town. Yeah, to go to the rec center. But to that, do the that was training. I think we done four or something. There was just like right, fuck it, you can swim now. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, we know. We learned swimming we were like before we could yeah. come to school. I was four when I was kicked in a pool. Yeah, <laughs> I you, think I think it was about three when I got kicked in a pool. Yeah. Oh, you just got to learn as it's not scary, and you, yeah. as long as you stay at the top, you're fine. Yeah, That's you just need to learn need that to your learn. natural instincts will kick in, and you will float back to the top because you're eventually going to think. Alright, oh, the key is don't panic. Ah, don't breathe in the water. There yeah. it is. There it Keep is. Keep your mouth closed. <laughs> yeah. Because that's how uh, that's how we taught my niece how to swim. Same thing. Yeah. But the thing is, she wasn't terrified like me and my two older brothers were. Yeah. She was laughing her head off. <laughs> we kicked her and she just went, <laughs> oh, splash. <laughs> Babies are so, like psychopaths. They're yeah. hilarious. I did ever, t- uh, I don't think I've ever told you this before, but my uh, older cousin, 
she had triplets. It was the first triplets born in the Fokker area in fucking decades or some shit like that. Right. So it was all over the newspaper. But these triplets genuinely worked out some shtick so that um, they could fuck with everyone else around them. So what happened was, uh, it was two boys and a girl. The girl would bang her elbow, not say anything. And one of the boys would go, ow, and start rubbing the same elbow just to <laughs> fuck with everybody. <laughs> That's amazing. Little kids are fucking psychopaths. When I caught on it, the little girl, she was sitting talking to... She was sitting talking to me and she was saying, oh, how, I've not seen you in a while, how are you, all this shit. Then I said, I, uh, where's, where's, your, where's your brother? I've not seen him since he threw that, uh, that toy truck at my head. Quite frankly, he's a, wee, he's a wee menace, I don't want to talk to him. Then they were out the back. The little boy comes in and goes, I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> Evil little shits. I love Demon it. child. Went up to my big cousin and said, you need to get them into a sport or something. <laughs> they, need, they need to. They need Jesus. Energy. <laughs> they need Jesus. <laughs> Y'all motherfuckers need Jesus. When you say you need Jesus. They do. You're like, oh, damn it, that's a fucking bad kid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the last thing I want to talk about, because we're now, we're, we're steamrolling past the hours. There's some Joe Rogan shit. Let's just keep going. Let's, let's hit the three hours. I, I got work tomorrow. I don't. Let's keep going. <laughs> God damn it. The last thing I went to play catch up on was uh, music. Hey, go for it. Uh, the, the the thing that got me thinking about all this was uh, somebody for I'm going to just double check my facts here Washington Post uh, wrote a, a piece called Sorry Rock Fans Hip Hop is the only genre that matters right now oh. initially my fangs went up I was like no wrong idiot there's so much great stuff being done in rock fucking mm. um, but I actually went and read the article afterwards after you get over the initial kind of like no yeah. um, he the way he's looking at it is more to do with the societal impact hmm. and saying that the way that hip hop embraces social media much better than rock and heavy metal um, like it fits naturally into yeah. hip hop um, and R&B and stuff like that and it works a lot better for them than it does heavy metal so that's where our fan base is like we're, we're always heavy metal heads yeah. and I was like heavy metal for years like nothing but it um, everything else is garbage but then I read it and I was like eh, you know what he's not wrong Yeah, it's it's more of like what he means is it's the only one that matters in terms of socially I was like okay yeah yeah I can do. see that because no matter how how much uh, I'm trying to think of the right word no matter how much screen time heavy metal gets we're still heavy metal heads and heavy metal fans and heavy metal sort of musicians are still going to be underground bands they're yeah. never going to be mainstream we're such a minority I think we forget because yeah. like, we, we we only really see each other every now and again we're in like the same shirt or we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll recognise a band t-shirt yeah, on the street we're like nice yeah, but we, still gonna we have forget that, that that's because yeah. it's rare yeah it is very rare and I I still talk to people to this day that I've met at concerts because you build that uh, camaraderie that brotherhood because you don't see many other metalheads out in the wild yeah but if you go out you take a walk down Falkirk High Street, the barren wasteland that it now fucking is. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty fucking horrendous. You could be listening to, I don't know, what do the young kids listen to nowadays? The, the hip-hop music. Oh, the SoundCloud rappers. Yeah, they listen to all the, all the YouTube rappers and shit and just go, oh, dude, I know that song. I fucking love it. Or, I mean, I like them as well, but people hear you listening to This Is America by Childish Gambino and go, oh, dude, you like that too? I like that. Yeah. And then there's about six or seven other people around them that are going to, flood to that one person you're going to bullshit off that yeah. you're going to get maybe one person out in the wild just oh dude is that the new Gojira album oh great that was fucking fantastic yeah I, I just it was I read it and I was like 
I think he's got a point. Like it's got the yeah. bigger social impact because it's a bigger fan base. Yeah. Much more easy to get into it than I'd say like because yeah. if you were to say to somebody right now, how do you get into heavy metal? You'd be like, well, sit down, young one. I shall tell you a tale. And it's yeah. like you need like a thesis on how yeah. to get into heavy metal these days. Yeah, you need to say to them if you want it. Here's a kind of basic level. Here's the kind of neutral level. But if you want to go heavier, there's so many kind of subdivisions of yeah. heavy metal. It's kind of hard to get into unless you've had. Yeah. A, a tour like I did with my older brothers or you had with your dad or something yeah. it's just, you need to have someone there to help you through it but hip hop there's just it's kind of just one go find the thing you like it's it, just yeah. one genre or just turn on the radio you'll find some hip hop yeah. you can never do that with heavy metal you can never yeah. say turn on the radio you have to say right uh, go on to the play store on your phone download uh, real rock radio or rock radio Yeah. listen to that you'll probably find some rock tunes that you like on that and it's just a weird thing of like the level into heavy metal seems like way more intense like you can just say you like R&B or something like that but if you go and say I like heavy metal like you need to know like a bit of a history of it all and it's like yeah. this is like a really bad barrier to entry if we want to make it a bigger community but um, yeah I, just, I was listening to that and I was thinking about like how you know oh, no no way like rock's so big it's so big and important I'm like wait even I've started listening to rap and R&B yeah. stuff and I'm like he may be onto something I was just yeah. not aware of on some level. One thing uh, I've also noticed, particularly about heavy metal fans, and we're, we're some of the best in fans in terms of sort of fanaticism. Yeah. We stick with known bands. I mean, my favourite band of all time is still In Flames, even though they've had a few shite albums yeah. by most people's standards. I still fucking love them. Yeah. We are the worst for gatekeeping as well off the back of that. Yeah. We'll be like, well, you, you listen to RB now, you won't listen to me. Oh, get the fuck out of here, you poser. Yeah. You fucking pretender. I, I, I don't get our, it's something yeah. I just, I've been geeky all my life. Yeah. I've never understood why, and metalheads do this work, metal has got a weird kind of geeky vibe to it sometimes. Yeah. There's a lot of intertwined. There's a lot of geeky type um, gatekeeping. Yeah. And I don't get it. I don't. I don't yeah. agree with that as an idea. Yeah, I do agree. With you. There's a kind of there's a sort of intertwining between geek and metal culture because you get bands like Bolt Thrower, which are Warhammer Forty K. Yeah. Then you get a, there's another band called Eclipse, which is to do with Berserk. All their songs are. Oh, they're all Berserk themed. They'll have a song called Guts, which is all to do with the character Guts. They'll have a yeah. character called Casca, female character Casca. They'll have a car- a song called um, The Eclipse. There's no way they don't have one. Yeah, Griffith. they have a song called Griffith slash Femto. Alright. And the first song is kind of a, a lighter operatic yeah. to symbolise Griffith being the sort of angelic figure of war, yeah. yeah. His gen his his redemption arc or his comeback arc and the second sort of part of the Berserk is generally called the Millennium Falcon arc. Well, okay. basically he comes back it's it, I think it was as an homage to Star Wars, but it's because of the fact his armour is like sort of feathered. Yeah. It's and I don't know, they just stuck with the Millennium Falcon. And then the second part of it is just heavy as fuck industrial like not industrial but really heavy sounding gritty metal mm. to do with the fact that he's just fallen from this grace and he's becoming this demon essentially he becomes Femto he's become Femto and Femto is the dirtiest bastard that you'll ever meet yeah. raping bitches left right and set stealing babies stealing babies <laughs> lobbing them into walls and just being like yo <laughs> no it if I could I could I could not recommend Berserk enough because it's a fucking fantastic series the, the Blu-ray movies which I have all three of uh, the I'm, Golden Age arc yeah. yeah more than happy to loan them to you if you want to watch them, or I've, watch them I've got the original 98 animation 96 animation I've watched all the way through that oh the series the series is fucking fantastic yeah and but, I actually followed the internet's advice on the watch order which is you start in episode 2 you go all the way through mm-hmm. and then you watch episode 1 hmm. just because if you watch episode 1 
it starts off like completely out of context. Yeah, you, and then it literally goes back to how did you get those scars or how did you get that sword or something like yeah. that. And it's like then he tells the story of the the band of the White Hawk. Yeah, and then the eclipse. Yeah, because it starts. The first episode starts off with him. He's got the. He's already got the dragon slayer. He's missing an eye. He's got the robot. He's got the mecha arm. The metal arm. And he's got and the he's, crossbow built into it. As yeah, well, and he's which fighting, they don't explain in the main series. Yeah, and he's fighting the snake baron. Mm-hmm. Watch, yeah. And it's a total jump. It's like it's, they jump too far into it. Yeah. It makes much more sense to watch what episode one. I, I did not know that. I might actually watch it again. It, it changes it. It makes it a lot more understandable. Yeah. Because if you, I am, I tried to, because I, I did it with never having seen the first episode, I mm. deliberately skipped episode two, and uh, then was just like, this makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And it, when I finished it, I was like, I'm so glad I paid attention to that one. Yeah. Although, funny fact, uh, Sean Schemmel's in there, the voice yeah, of Goku, and he sticks out like a sore thumb. Yeah, because everyone so else. so painfully obvious. Yeah, everyone else has these kind of non. Nothing wrong with his performance. Yeah. It's everyone just else, that you're Sean Gemma and you're like, that's fucking Goku. That. <laughs> everyone else has these kind of non-recognisable anime voices and it's just, it's Goku. Yeah. And they even parodied that. Now, have you ever watched the blooper of the outtakes? No. At one point is, because they're all crowding guts after a battle, mm. it's like a big battle where he basically led the charge and started murdering everybody. There's a bit where he forgets his line and he just goes, which one he uses? Goku. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was fucking great. Uh, but the... Also, fun fact, the uh, guy who voices... Uh, Guts in Brazil voiced Bardock an episode of Bardock which I think is fucking fantastic that's awesome I like pretty that pretty cool because yeah. uh, it fits really well and yeah now that I'm hearing it it does make a yeah. lot of sense in my head cool. um, but yeah I but the whole thing for um, as you mentioned uh, Childish Gambino if yeah. I was looking for recommendations right now on hip hop R&B and stuff you really can't go further wrong or you can't go better than Childish Gambino yeah He's phenomenal. Like Donald Glover's been yeah. hilariously talented. He's done stand up. He's a great actor. He's yeah. in Community. He's fucking brilliant. He's in Atlanta as well. Yeah, I've not seen, seen that, but people are like it's fucking yeah. mind blowing. He was the only good part of uh, Solo, from what I've been told. I had no urge to go and watch Solo. Yeah. At all, because the Last Jedi kind of left a bad taste in my brain. Mm-hmm. But yeah, apparently he was the best part of Solo. He's a phenomenally talented guy. Like yeah. we're we're just I feel like we're just seeing him getting started, and I'm like. What is he going to do next? Yeah, I can't um, wait. And uh, I genuinely want to see him in some kind of superhero costume at some point. I think he'd be. I think he'd have a good twist to a superhero. He was gonna write and produce an, a a Deadpool animated series. Yeah, but that got canned. And they because, canned it because someone's a coward. Because someone thought, oh, he's going. It's going to be too good, or it's going to be too outside the box. <sighs> you can't go wrong with that. I don't know what you think you were doing. Yeah. Can you imagine Ryan Reynolds? Because Ryan Reynolds would probably voice it, and. Donald Glover combine it and make a show that'd be fucking outstanding there would be just jizz from wall to wall like, yeah. you wouldn't be able to move um, other than that Run the Jewels amazing bad it's a, it's a two piece rap group yeah oh they did the I started watching the show on YouTube or just clips of the show on YouTube it's uh, it's Comedy Central it's Comedy Central Presents and they'll do yeah it's like a comedy a comedy thing based off that Comedy Central presents One Crazy Night Comedy Central presents Filth or there'll be different topics for the season mm-hmm. and the intro for that is Run the Jewels with the song Run the Jewels and I thought, yeah. off that I thought it's pretty fucking good the phenomenally talented band yeah. and really like good lyricists which I think is missing from a lot of rapping now that's the problem with yeah. SoundCloud rappers right now for me is none of them know how to write yeah. none of them are telling a story none of them are yeah. te- giving a message none of them are doing anything with the mic that they've been given yeah. in a huge audience. If you're looking for... You get a guy like... Yeah. Or you get the guys like Run the Jewels and they're like, we have shit to say. Yeah. You need to listen. 
if you're looking for a, a rap a rap artist that basically puts something forward with songs, look up a guy called Judena. Right. Uh, found I was watching Luke Cage season one, and he had a song called "Long Live the Chief." Yeah. So it's basically him just saying, "Yeah, I may have started as scum, or I may be." So upper class compared to some people, but I've still got shit to say, and there's reasons why you should listen to me. Yeah, don't just well ed- because of who I, you know, who yeah. I am. I'm well educated, mum. My parents made sure that I got what they wanted. I mm. got what I needed, and they wanted me to have it. So there's no reason why you shouldn't discount me. So yeah, I'd recommend you dinner. He's pretty, pretty yeah. good. That and uh, <clears throat> guy called Hobson. Hobson. Uh, it's, there's a couple of albums or a couple of tracks there called Ill Mind Hobson. And uh, Ill Mind of Hobson 5 might be the most, like, I'm so fed up and frustrated with the current, like, hip-hop scene thing yeah. I've heard in ages, with the exception of Eminem's Kamikaze album, yeah. which was hilarious to listen to. Um, but the um, Ill Mind of Hobson 5 was, like, really quite funny, like, kind of, like, look, everyone's being just shit, and nobody's actually doing anything that matters. We need to just get our shit together, do something that matters, and move forward as, yeah. as a group. And a lot of it's targeted against uh, black people. Because it's like, I'm so sick and tired of seeing black people acting a certain way. I'm so sick and tired of the in-the-club mentality. And he's like, I just, I hate what it's done oh, to black people. Shit, uh, you, just, you just reminded me of a song. It's a, I can't remember the name of the artist, but the song's called I'm Not Racist. Right. And it's basically a guy just saying, like, it's basically him saying he, he loves you, he's got his uh, love of black people, he's got nothing against black people, but at the same time, instead of, it, the whole me- message of the song is, yeah, sure, we need to combine as a people, but at the same time, you can't sit here and wait for everything to be fucking given to you because you've watched someone yeah. on TV who's done the same thing. You go out there and fucking work so that your kid, your son, your daughter sees you out there working, then your son or daughter's not going to go and do this, the, ter- the stereotypical black thing. Yeah. There's, it's just a... He usually get that uh, for the Ill-Mind <clears throat> Hobson 5, and then Ill-Mind Hobson 7 was about his relationship with God. Hmm. And I was like, this is dark. This yeah. is really like, this is where I was like, Hobson 5 was great. And then I was like, okay, that's like, it's it's funny, it's witty, it's got its kind of charm about it. Hmm. And I like that. And then for them to be that vulnerable in 7, and I was like, whoa, that's deep, dark yeah. stuff. Uh, for you to just be so public about it as well, make it into a track that's great and it's really well produced. Hmm. Um, what else did I have? Oh, I did want to say for metal, best thing that's come out for the last couple of years for me. Wolfheart. Wolfheart. By a guy called uh, Thomas... I'm going to mispronounce the shit out of this because it's like Finnish. Uh, Thomas Sorokin, uh, who was a he was the lead on a band called Before the Dawn. I was a huge Before the Dawn fan. Oh, yeah, I fucking remember Before the Dawn. They were a great... They were, uh, it was like Rising Sun or something. Like. Yeah, there was, they were all, there was a lot of things about the, the sun and the light and it was all metaphorical yeah. stuff. And they were great. I absolutely yeah. loved them. And then after an album called like, Rise of the Phoenix, they disbanded. After oh, an Asian tour, and I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> like, I wanted like I wanted to see that band live. I think they'd be phenomenal. It's just like a, a pretty standard metal outfit, um, but I think they would be great to see live. And then they like he went forward and did his own thing because he basically just said the band was crumbling. And I'm like, I'm just he said, I'm just not going to do it anymore. I'm going to do my own thing. Took some time off. Came back with Wolfheart. He did the first album by himself. Hmm. Literally just him playing all the instruments and. Uh, working with producers to like get it all together yeah, stitch it all together phenomenal album um, and then they've done about two more albums the third one's coming out or the the, the third extra album after the original is coming out like this week uh, so I'm really fucking hyped for that but the, cool. the the video is 
for them are really well done as well. Like there's the one I recommend, the one I've got noted here is uh, one for zero gravity. I love it so much. It's really like desaturated, almost black and white. There's a bit of color in there, but it is just like we had a drone. We had a weekend in the fucking Finnish mountains. We figured we'd just film shit and just make it into an awesome music video. And it's just like it's proper like hundred and ten percent effort. Cool. Lifting metal, it's great. Love it. I've actually been looking for a new metal band to listen to because I find myself going back and listening to old records and old albums because stuff stuff that's coming out now is sort of newer records from bands that I've fucking loved for years. It's just it's not been the same because the, the latest Five Finger Death Punch album it's not as good as the older stuff. It's not as good as uh, there's the a, American Capitalist. There's two bangers I'd say on there. Yeah. Uh, Bad Seed. Fucking yeah, like that. Like I, I was seed. deadlifting that the other day and I was unbelievably close to breaking the bar just at a sheer rage and just like at yeah. the level of like hype and pumped up. Um, but you need to be like you've got to pick your tracks at this point. Yeah. But that one I just think with the way the band has been over the last couple of years Yeah. Ivan's been basically fucking losing his mind for like three years straight at this point yeah. and it's not fair on him because it's to do with like behind the scenes shit and stuff yeah. that's not his fault so I'm like ah, just let him see I remember when they were touring that yeah. I, I thought Ivan Moody had stepped away he permanently had, no he had a mental breakdown in Germany uh, about uh, a year ago fuck. and um, he just he was on stage screaming about the fact that his uh, mother needed help and they get to the point where people were so concerned like uh, a metal TMZ or whatever I don't know who it was contact, or contacted his sister and his sister was like no she's fine she's you know she's a, she had the flu or something but you know nothing was wrong he was like we gotta go here I need to go save my mum like she was gonna die in the next hour on stage and he was just he was done um, and he's been on and off he's been in a rehab and stuff like that he's just had a bad couple of years um, but he's what was he was an alcoholic or something yeah Oh, right. uh, I think it's alcohol so far. Yeah. Um, I just waiting on it being opiates, because fent- fentanyl kills everyone at this point. Yeah. Because it's so much safer than just regular morphine. Yeah. Um, but I'm really hoping that they get that shit sorted. But this was an album, uh, that they had to fight their own record company to get out. Really. For some reason, the company behind it didn't want to release, and were just like holding ransom until they signed a new contract, and they had to go through the courts, as they were touring to make money to make a new album I think they've switched labels now they better have yeah, they um, were on Roadrunner I think for a while uh, they were with I think I can't remember they are with or going or were going to be with Century Park um, who I think we're just going to let them have more creative freedom uh-huh. but actually from them uh, when I mean, we had him in a break then he went back to rehab they flew him from Germany to the States yeah. and uh, Tommy Vext took over Yeah. Tommy Vext is a singer for a band called Bad Wolves are phenomenal hmm. unreal I've just been listening to them for the last couple of months and I got my brother into it my brother is obsessed with music he actually he finished his HND in music production and is maybe considering doing more um, he can produce music and is really good at it like I've listened to the stuff he's made and he, it's like you gotta release this like, yeah. <laughs> this is this is better than shit that's out here today by professional companies and you did it in your bedroom um, with like <clears throat> with like a synth drum and like just his guitar and just his knowledge and love of music and I um, I played I played some of it for him and it was like what is it he doesn't like heavy stuff huh? but it was like what is this like he's just been obsessed with it and he's just played it non-stop it was like I showed him it on like a Sunday night he texted me on the Friday being like I think I've listened to Bad Wolves 10 times 
the entire Disobey album at least 10 times and some of the singles probably about 20 times. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> How much have I, like, have I unleashed something here that I wasn't ready for? But uh, yeah, it's, it's weird because he's like, it might be technically a super group because the drummer is a former Devil Driver drummer. Um, and the only guitarist is from a band called God Forbid. Oh, who right. I think I might have shown you at some point. Uh, I, remember, I remember God Forbid from way, way back in the day. Constitution Down, I think. Yeah, I think that was yeah. the album. Um, but those guys, like, it's it's formed from a couple former members of that, so it's like, nah, it's, it's, it's good stuff. Um, so I just, I was like, holy shit, I gotta get, like, more people listening to it. Yeah. Bad Wolves, I'm just like, Go 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 yeah, do that then. If there's yeah. one band that I'm sitting thinking it, you, I'm actually going to give that. Is it Bad Wolves or Bad Wolf? Bad Wolves. Bad Wolves. I'm going to definitely give them a listen. But if there's one band that I've kind of been steering people away from, as you can probably see on my phone, is Skindred with a new album, Big Things. Big Things. Fuck, I love it. It's not a good album. <laughs> I was running into it earlier. It's 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 fun. It's, it's not their old stuff. They have transitioned from being like Benji Webb has definitely had a message with some of his older music. And he's now just transitioned to almost like pure party metal. Yeah. It's just kind of, music doesn't have a message and it's not horrendous, but at the same time, if you're used to other skin dread, like other skin dread with a bit of a message to it, it's not as great. Yeah, uh, it's a definite change. There's a total change in the tone. Yeah. Um, I think that can also be kind of healthy for bands as well because yeah. music is better when it has a message, but if you're just putting yourself constantly out on every, every, track that you put out every fucking record yeah it does kind of get a bit weird the thing for me is with does, metal it probably leaves the singer maybe feeling a bit vulnerable or some shit with metal a lot of the, the message is anger yeah can you still be the angry guy you were at the age of 20 when you had no money you are just running around doing shitty little gigs that made you write that first great album yeah I suppose when you are now you've, you've played solo at rock arena it's like you just can't you're not yeah, you connected just, with that anymore you're not the same person you used to be yeah, you can't really get that same level of anger and justification that you could when you're, you know, trying to mortgage a new mansion as opposed to when you're yeah. trying to just make it by, twenty yeah. quid together so you could buy food for you and your flatmates. Yeah, I, I just I think you, it would be insincere, and I think a lot of people look at it and say, "I just got to write the thing I know." Yeah, which, I'll, which I'll be honest, is a giant fucking party. My life yeah. is now maybe not great, but I can have I could throw a party and fill a mansion. Yeah. with drunk people and it, it wouldn't fucking cost me like, you should maybe write that music at some point but I think yeah. it does become a little weird when you got that when you started from being angry at the fact that you yeah. couldn't get a fucking job yeah I, just, I don't know what it was it, it wasn't it wasn't there was nothing you know wrong with how it was produced or anything. I just didn't think it was as good as say volume or anything like that. even that volume was kind of on the decline as well it was still a good album but it wasn't well, if you want to go back to the realist stuff, like the, the Babylon and then maybe up to like Shark Bites and Dog Fights. Yeah. Those are two completely... Like if you put those on next to Big Things, you'd be like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, this is completely <laughs> different, yeah. Why is he so angry? <laughs> yeah. Uh, why is he so angry about the police? Um, but yeah, it's it's totally... It's, it's just you got to watch your bands grow old. And yeah. the, the thing that taught me that was Slipknot. Yeah, definitely. You they... can't keep making Iowa every year. yeah. You need to do something different. And to be fair, Corey Taylor has done that expertly. He yeah. knows he can't scream like that anymore or he will, or he will blow his vocal cords out. Yeah. He will do a, a Matt Heafy and not be able to scream anymore. You, well, need, to, you the... need to take it down and do 
do more music with more of a message because that's kind of what Slipknot did. Yeah. They were just anger, anger, anger for the first couple of records. Then they just thought, you know what, let's let's still be aggressive, but let's let's tone it down a bit. Let's uh, do shit with more of a poignant message to it. Yeah, let's have a more to show that there's been more meaning to our lives than just absolute rage. Yeah, um, and that's it, it's interesting. It's fun to watch that development for people who yeah. are like I, I like those people as artists and I, I like their art because then you change with it. There's been parts where like. Um, there's been songs where it's been like my younger brothers won't get it hmm. and I'm like maybe, and I just want to be like just wait a couple of years yeah, give, and you'll come it back like, come back to it in a couple of years and you'll be fine trust me you'll get it yeah. um, but I was going to say like, you're talking about old bands that we used to listen to uh, have you heard Devil Driver's country album no I've been it's on my Spotify it's great is it good? Yeah, I was really hesitant about it the first time, mm. and I was like, "It's, it's not going to work." They just like, it just I can't figure out how the pieces fit together. Yeah. And then the first playthrough was like, I was kind of hesitant to it, but then once you get into it, you're like, "Okay, this isn't just like Devil Driver with twenty guitars. This is like, this sounds as good as, if not better, than some of the originals that are on there." And I'm like, mm, "I like it. I like me because I like a little bit of country every now and again, but it's not my bread and butter." So I just I was listening again. This this needs to, I need this to be great and yeah it fits the bill. Give it a go. Don't don't I'll, miss out on it because it's one of the things I'm like I'll get round to the Devil Driver Country album. I promised yeah. myself I would. Because <laughs> I'm hoping it won't be like the second. The name genuinely escapes me, but um, Howard Jones's band after Killswitch. Oh, um, because it was originally, uh, one name, and then they had to change it for legal reasons, and it's now Light the Torch. Yeah, what was it before? Or Carry the Torch. I, I think it's Light the Torch. Oh, what was uh, it? It's before? Down as Light the Torch. Um, Devil You Know. Devil You Know. Uh, which was good. Uh, the Beauty it. of Destruction was a fucking great album. But they changed it. We actually talked about the uh, the cover of The Eye of the Tiger on the original podcast. I still podcast. stand by it as a fucking amazing track. <laughs> I fucking love that song. We, and I was just like, I don't like it. It's weird, but like, I get it. Like I, I fucking love that track. I think it's great. It was, it was again. It was another like I'm gonna deadlift this song and break the fucking bar. <laughs> but I don't know if they're still going anymore. I just I lost no, I track think, of them. Howard Jones, I think he's in this kind of weird space where I don't think he wants to continue doing the sort of live stage shows. But I think he still wants to make music. Because last I heard, he was doing, he was touring with Killswitch doing a couple of. I know they were trying to patch that up, and there was going to be a guest slot from an album. Yeah. For that they were going to do, but I didn't like that Killswitch album that came yeah, back because they hardcore as fuck I was like e- but you're you're 40 <laughs> Jesse Leach has not got the same voice he did on the earlier Killswitch albums yeah and you just when you say you kicked out Howard Jones I'm instantly against you I'm yeah. sorry it's just not well, going to work yeah when they made the switch from Howard Jones's deepest fuck voice to Jesse Leach's squealing scratchy squealing noises yeah, hardcore noises yeah. no no next Leave me out of it. I'll stick to Killer Be Killed. Yeah, I will. I've not listened to them in a while. The, they, they put out a second record that I don't ever think I picked up. I picked up the first one and oh. played it to death. Yeah, Killer Be Killed, that first album was hard, delicious. Yeah, it was fucking great. Yeah. For some reason, if you played it through speakers, at the lowest setting, the sort of title track was loud as fuck. Right. I don't know, what it was. I don't know if it was just the copy that I had, but again, lowest setting put it into your CD player or whatever it was, turn the volume right down and it appeared that the volume was up sort of midway. It was just fucking loud as hell. Hmm. It was an absolute, like that first song is just like an all out assault on the ears. Yeah. I do remember that. 
but the fact that like you can turn it down as far as you can and still hear it yeah. and it still sounds like you're like, still, yeah. that's terrifying that is like motorhead levels of <laughs> louder than everything else um, but I think have you got anything else for music? Yeah, no not really I just, I'm quite I do have one more thing to talk about music and it is the is the state of independent artists right it's not, it's not going to be anything too like, yeah they, they all want to buy flat whites but they can't no it is uh, one of my favourite bands of all time uh, the Devin Townsend project yeah been following Devin Townsend for fucking years is originally with a record company decided to go um, independent totally respectably wanted to do his own thing but yeah. he was making around about $60,000 a year and for a musician on an independent label that is that is nothing he's basically financing tours and shit himself right uh, if it, he had to actually sort of discontinue one of his bands because he physically couldn't afford to do it anymore uh, the Devin Townsend project who was originally meant to be a three album deal but then they just thought fuck it people like this I'm going to keep it going mm-hmm. eventually got to the point where I had to call a, call a day on it because he couldn't afford to do it anymore that's going to thought he's been rewarded with a massive fan base for trying to go independent but financially he can't make ends meet and it's going to make me sort of ponder the, the music industry for a bit so you want to do your own thing that doesn't really fit into any category right you've been demonised for it or you've been it's, it's a strange product of art and industry. Yeah, it is. It can grind out people and it, can, it just doesn't seem to make sense sometimes. Yeah, I suppose without getting to the podium about it, because I do realise that we are getting to what, the three and a half hour mark on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it, it's our first, first time back in two years. We're going to make sure you get your money's worth yeah. out of it. If you stuck with us this long, how you doing? You all right? Yeah, you good? Yeah, you hungry? You want me to rustle you up a quiche? Is it just yeah, so me, or is 1.5 speed the best way to listen to podcasts? Because in that case, he's only like two hours in. Yeah, in that case, you've not been here that long. That's smart. That's I smart. like it. Good. Good well done you. you. Well done you. You I'm get special shout-outs on Twitter. <laughs> but if you listen to this at regular speed, what is wrong with you? Exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, music. Yeah. I don't think you got anything. I've got nothing else. Other than if... every now and again, I just throw on like, one of those lo-fi hip-hop streams. Just a yeah. lot of shit to do in the background, cleaning yeah. the house. Actually, I found the best lo-fi hip hop stream to listen to. Yeah, it's it's a it's on channel four, channel four's YouTube, and it's a lo-fi chill hop stream to listen to when studying, relaxing, or sleeping. That's the name of all of them. But it's it has Moss in the background sitting with his hands behind his head with a burning computer in front of him. It's the only difference in it, and it's fucking fantastic. That's hilarious. I would totally down for that. It's four and a half hours. hours. Four and a half hours of genuinely good chill hop with just a picture mm. of Maurice Moss from the IT crowd played by Richard Iowadi watching a burning computer yeah it's fucking great I, uh, the only other one I've got into is Monster Cat who is just it's just an EDM company yeah. and the the best one I've got so far was uh, Jay Cosmic hmm. it's just one of the track Ocean Eyes I was like I'm now into everything this guy produces after this and it's at the point where like I've waited for, like he announced something on Twitter and I was like <gasps> like I actually got giddy about it and it was a follow up um, one way dream and I was like this is fun. like he's just really good and he's, he's singing as well it's hmm. like I felt a bit nervous about it but uh, I kind of want to come out with Michelle and do a bit more singing I'm like go for it because you've got a fucking gorgeous voice especially for this it's just not that involved in part of the track it's more about the, the electronic end of things but still like phenomenal I was like that's fucking amazing <laughs> I just can't believe that somebody can you know, just be like, I'm going to try singing. You're like, you're going to try singing. You sound like a fucking angel, you dick. <laughs> um, I was going to just uh, quickly talk about anime. Sure, yeah, go I remember. Nostalgia. Yeah. Did you know someone fixed our childhood? 
How so? Do you remember Gundam Wing? Yes, I liked that show. <laughs> it was shit. It was great. How dare you, sir? I dare. I am aware of how I dare bad the show is. I rewatched it two years ago. Now I rewatched it as well. Remember about the time you bought the DVDs? Uh, I found a YouTube channel called Gundam Info. Right. Which had it all on there. It's bad. 1080p HD. It's bad. I think it's still good. I like no. the fights. The storyline is complete horseshit. Uh, I get you... that completely. But at the same time, anime is not meant to be taken seriously. Did you watch the scene where I think it's... Relina stands on the pier shouting, I'm here, hero, fucking kill me, or whatever it is. Yes. No, that's not bad. That is I'm horrendous. Talking... No, it gets worse. <laughs> Uh, it's when uh, the main character hero is fighting against the tall geese. I can't remember who's the pilot, the tall geese. Um, oh, yeah, it's the commander. Yeah, yeah. Zex Marquis. Yeah, Zex Marquis with a weird mask. Yeah. Um, he, they're fighting to the death in their giant mecha pilot suits, and she stands on a plane that is somehow hovering next to them. Yeah, the weird helicopter plane thing. Yeah. Shouting, "Hero, hero, no! You can't do this, hero! Don't hurt him!" She then finds out that Marquis is trying to kill her, looks for a second, and obviously it's animation, so they're trying to save money, and it's just like a freeze frame of her face for like three seconds, leans back out the window of the plane and yells, kill him, hero, kill him, hero. It is the weirdest, like, it is just a weird, like, she literally, the pilot says, ma'am, you got to come back in here, he's trying to kill you, and she goes, hero, kill him, and it's just the worst, like, it's just bad voice acting yeah. it's like the pinnacle of what was the problem of voice acting in like the 90s and stuff it is bad all I, all I can say is I still like it I probably still have the nostalgia glasses on for it but it, it's probably just a, an example of bad 90s anime yeah. how it was all the voice acting Gundam Wing at the best point was, was pretty good they had some hokey moments yeah. but no one watched no one watches Gundam for the story no well, one watches Iron Blood, no one watches Iron Blooded Orphans for the story Iron Blooded Orphans is amazing People watch it for the I, Gundam fights. I watched it for the whole first season and was like quite surprised by some of the, uh, quite like affected by some of the, uh, not quite end of the season, but like the three quarters of the end of the season, like yeah. the twists, like the, what they used to motivate some people. That was a phenomenal way to end the series. And I'm starting the second season. I've like, I, I binged it in like a couple of days. So I'm taking a couple of days off and I'm going to go back and start rewatching season two. Iron Blooded Orphans fixes everything that was bad about Gundam from our childhood and makes it good and then goes on top of it goes he was more consistently better animated mecha fights mecha fights yeah I mean I'm not, I have no reservations that Gundam Wing would, would probably <laughs> still be a good show I still like it I think the, the mobile suit designs are cool the combat's cool revolutionary the, like start of yeah, gr- a great thing the movie is fucking great because again there's none of this obviously there's still some philosophy some shoehorn emo philosophy in there but again it's just did a you real, know that war is bad did you know that children shouldn't be used as weapons war is bad war is, <laughs> it's it's pretty bad but at the same time you take we needed to get through Gundam Wing which was subpar to get to the likes of um, sorry 08th MS team that movie was fucking great then you go on from that and you get sort of Gundam UC 0087 oh I haven't kept up the series because then somebody yeah. explained what happened to like the the fractioning of like just it's different timelines yeah I was like insult me fuck it mate yeah, it's there's the like main the... timeline where they go the Universal Century, then there's yeah. After Earth, and it's fucking confusing. It's the same as uh, the Fate series, which is a fun, it's a great concept. Yeah, it is seven wizards con- each controlling a servant who is like basically just a, a magic demon based on a historical yeah. figure, 
um, who has the traits really associated with that. So you have Hercules, who's obviously phenomenally strong and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, he's just an absolute grey hulk of a demon. Um, you also have, I mean, the original uh, Sabre class is based on King Arthur, but it's a chick. Yeah. And they keep gender swapping random characters and stuff. Um, which leads to really bad Rule 34 art. It's just weird. Um, and then you have, like, that has the same problem of, like, there's the original Fate Zero, which was the original battle that we hear about as a kind of whispered legend in the original Fate series, and then it just splits. Yeah. And someone showed me a graph of this. It doesn't make sense. It's like a no. flowchart of, like, this happens, then this happens, and then there's, like, a spin-off, and then this spin-off becomes a cooking show. That's not a joke. That's a thing that happens. Yeah. There's now a fake cooking show in Japan. And I was like, what the fuck is any of this? And then somebody totaled out the total number of um, shows, comics, books, light novels being produced about the series. Yeah. 19 running right now. Fucking hell. Could be 21 depending on how you view certain other series. I think you just get to a point where... Fuck that. Yeah, I think you just get to a certain point where you as a viewer or a reader just think, there's too much shit to go on. It's obviously it's not a direct comparison, but uh, you know the Five Nights at Freddy's games, those blights upon the video gaming. Ah, uh, yeah. It's at that point the. I remember them as if they were a very bad memory of the past. Yeah, they should be, but it's I was getting to the point where the director of those games is even admitted, "Look, I started something. It fucking went in a weird direction. I'm making one more game, and it's going to tie up everything. You're not going to like the ending, but fuck it, I can't do it anymore." <laughs> this game was... he, I remember seeing an interview with him, and he was like, "I just want to do something else. I just, I just yeah. want to do." Yeah, let me go back to making my weird little Christian flash games. I, th- I think he wants to do, like a, a f- like Stardew Valley. I think he had something like yeah. that in the works. He was like, "I really want to try making this, but I need to finish this. It just get it done. I don't fucking care anymore. I just want to yeah. and get it done." That's the thing. The entire. I think it's six or seven Five Nights at Freddy's games were made within the space of three years. Yeah. They're not difficult to make. The guy's clearly got this shit down to an art. It's a simple formula. It worked. It yeah. worked really well. For a bit of month. It made a lot of YouTubers very famous. Yeah, it made them shit, them, shit themselves for about a month. Yeah. yeah. Um, but with anime in general, I mean, we're still keeping track of Dragon Ball. Obviously, yeah. we know the super yeah, stuff. The Broly movie. And the Broly movie. Can we talk about out. the Broly movie? Uh, Can we, we talk about the Broly movie? Saving the Broly movie for later. Oh, I talk about the Broly movie. We're going to save it. Okay. It's a four hour long podcast, and we, we're not starting Broly at hour four. All right. talk about the Broly movie. Um, what we will talk about the Dragon Ball, though, is Team Four Star. Yes. Champions of Humanity. Yep. Fuck me, they're doing the Cell Saga and it's coming out. It came out so fast. I was terrified. When Did you, you watch episode oh, 60 part 1 and 60 part 2? Yes. Fucking Jesus. Did you know that 60 part 3 comes out on Friday? Yes. Holy fuck, that was fast. I, I was... start at 5 on Friday night. I'm basically taking the, that entire day to watch the Nintendo Direct at 11 mm. o'clock uh, on Thursday night basically trying to get as much sleep as possible so when I wake up I can just fully immerse myself in 60 part 3 it is 7 o'clock for YouTube 7 o'clock yeah. on the their time which is east coast yeah. so it'll be midnight for us Yeah. so well, that's I have worked yeah. the next day I'm going to bed sleeping through waking up and that will be my Saturday morning cartoons like a big boy <laughs> I, <laughs> I've gotten into it so because there's been shows that I've watched I've gotten into like uh, seasonal anime mm-hmm. and there's a couple of really good shows there's one that I really need you to see I think you'll fucking love it um, was it that Dead Cells thing that we were talking about uh, during the initial production meetings of Jibber Crush season 2 yeah um, no um, not, <laughs> that was, not Cells at Work 
Sales at work. Sales at work, which is fun. Um, it's something I'm watching, but it's not worth watching unless you're into like really dumb, cute comedy fun stuff, which is a surprising genre you will find yourself sucked yeah. into immediately. Like, you'll be like, I don't get it. What's the big fucking deal? And you'll be in. It mm. doesn't matter. You, you think, yeah, it's not for me. It's for you. That's for you, you just don't know it You just don't want to admit it. But, uh, yeah, there's there's the Attack on Titan, which is the the juggernaut of anime. Yeah, like, the first going. season is... Well, not really. Like The first season was mind-blowing, and people have never seen it before. It's good. Yeah. It's really good. Um, and then all of a sudden you have uh, a four-year gap between season one and season two. <laughs> yeah. And then season two was 12 episodes, and it was different. And people don't like different. Yeah, nobody likes different. No one likes different. Season three is coming out now, and apparently it's getting really good. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I've not watched any of it mm. yet. There's four episodes of it. I watch mostly dubbed anime. I know, just just fucking roast me on Twitter. Just go for it. Um, I will. No, I'm going to stand up for you. I prefer watching yeah. anime and just content in general in my native language. Yeah. I don't mind subtitles. I can do it, but I'd much prefer you know hearing it in my native language. I, I like understanding the intonations rather than trying to guess it from a. Yeah. reading the bottom text because and I can do it I've actually been watching Cells at Work it only appears in sub and some shows are worth watching in sub just yeah. to keep up with the story um, I mean I've done that with all of Dragon Ball Super because I could be bored yeah. waiting for them to dub it um, fair enough we're going to get when we get the dub we're going to get better animation because Funimation that's what they do they re-release it in sort of Blu-ray yeah. DVD quality touch up some of the little animation errors yeah. the DVD final cuts are better yeah. than the simulcast stuff that uh, Funimation's doing um, but the thing I'm watching like week to week for the simulcast is My Hero Academia, hmm. which is a show you will enjoy. I've heard a lot about it. Uh, quite a few people, uh, quite a few people have been recommended to Argic, uh, streaming uh, Sonic streaming friend, speedrunner friend. He recommends it to me wholeheartedly. He thinks I'll I'll get into it quite a lot. Yeah. Uh, has a surprising Dragon Ball connection. Because in the dub, Chris Sabat voices All Might. Yep, that's the thing I wanted to mention to you yeah. is that it's it's the voice of Vegeta and Piccolo yeah. is the voice of basically Superman crossed with Captain America. Great. And it's phenomenal because there's a lot of comedy about his character that lets him do a lot with his voice. Hmm. And it is the Chris Sabat voice. Um, yeah. I play, I'll explain this in another episode called The Funimation Game where you guess different, you recognise different characters and try and chart different relationships between different shows. Yeah. Makes it quite entertaining. But um, you can, like, Chris Sabat's character uh, is obviously a mentor and a hero. Hmm. And you're like, huh, it's you know, the peak of Piccolo. Yeah. Uh, basically. And, uh, it's he, Ultimate Piccolo. It's Ultimate Piccolo, but he's not green. <laughs> so it's a bit weird. Can that, be the, can that be the episode title? Ultimate Piccolo, but he's not green. Ultimate Piccolo, but he's not green. Um, but they have that character, and then you have a bunch of, like, younger student characters. Yeah. And it's basically the idea is it's, it's kind of like the X-Men, where it's the like, people learning to be heroes. All oh, right. Um, and it does have a lot of stuff in there that's like really um, taking all of those like superheroes and like anime hero characters to like the extreme yeah and then saying okay let's just run with it and let's just play with the tropes let's do bits and pieces um, and you can get to hate on Mineta with the rest of us who is a f- like he's that creepy anime character you know there's always that one yeah yeah one. I just imagine you love to kick him across the roads like constantly and then like once a season he redeems himself and you're like fuck they did it again <laughs> they made me give a shit about a character who's basically a literal slime ball yeah again motherfuckers the writers of the show are great and the, the animation for it's phenomenal the um there was there was a big fight there was a, a tournament arc and they had a big showdown because it's an anime 
there's a showdown between uh, Deku and a character called Todoroki, who is um, you see the weird uh, half half fire half ice. Yeah, he's got the birthmark thing. Fin- that's not a birthmark. Not a birthmark. No. Oh, she so got some it's daddy m- issues. Mm, Did dad punch him in the face and burn him? No. Uh, mummy hated him because uh, basically his dad has been trying to breed a perfect hero and believes that half fire, half ice. There are an unknown number of children that he's created with a wife who has ice heat powers and the balance has never been right. Todoroki is the correct balance of fire and ice. Left hand, I think, is fire. Right hand is ice. And he is incredibly gifted because he's been overtrained. Oh. He is basically already at the level of a full hero. He just has to go through the like certification process. Ah, he just has to go through the exams. Um, the only thing is that his mum was so upset at seeing his uh, the father's rage in the right eye with the fire. Um, she boiled a kettle and threw the boiling kettle water on him. Fucking hell. It gets darker than that. Jesus. It gets a lot darker than that. Apparently, I've not read it yet, but the manga has been uh, released where they go back into that household and it gets worse. And people were not happy with just how dark it got. So I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> but it's there's a lot of... This might be the best example of... like There's a whole joke of um, when you're, like, you're, the prota- you're the antagonist and then you hear the main theme music playing, you realise that shit's about to go down. Like, you're about to get your ass beaten. Yeah. The amount of times that... Uh, it's a show that's playing with tropes and dumb ideas in anime that get, like, used too much. The amount of times that this show uses those exact same, like, kind of beats of, like, rousing music as the hero, like, gets ready to fight. And the amount of times it's so effective, it's unreal. It's probably the most effective piece of music in a show I've heard in ages. Like, the, the swelling music is written for the big moments. And then it's used as like the main theme, and you hear it every week, and you don't think about it too much, and then it comes to the big moment, yeah. And then it kicks off, and you're like this is like I'm, I'm like hairs on you know the, the arms are standing up, and it's like electrifying moments. It's amazing. I think you love it. I'll, I'll add it onto the the ever growing list of shit that I need to start watching. You should join Mal, my anime list. Yeah. You just log everything you watch, everything you plan to watch. And you watch as your life drips away in front of you. Jesus. And it says, you've watched X amount of days anime. And you're like, God damn it. This is not helping. <laughs> I remember I signed up to a similar website, but it was for games. It's called mm-hmm. mybacklog.com. Ooh, and yeah. I had, I think I had, done, I had The Witcher 3, which I don't think I'm ever going to get around to fully completing because there's so much shit to do in that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to finish... What else I get? I, I bought Resident Evil Revelations 2, I need to finish that. I need to finish. Uh, I bought Kingdom Hearts 1.5 and 2.5 for the PS4, I need to finish that. There's just, I think there's about, I think they totaled it in to a potential of 1200 hours worth of games. Shit. And it's, it, I didn't even think it was that long, I think it was about 8 games or something I put on there, and I was just like, how the fuck am I totaling out at 1200 hours worth RPGs. of potential? JRPGs. fucking RPGs, yeah. Yeah. Because one of them was um, Xenoblade Chronicles, and these games are known for being at least two hundred hour RPGs. Jesus. And I finished the first one when it first came out in the Wii, and I topped out at one hundred and ninety hours. And I thought, does that technically count as a speedrun? Beating a two hundred hour RPG in one hundred ninety <laughs> hours? I shaved ten hours off this gameplay time. Like, what the fuck did you just do? <laughs> did you fucking believe this? Some of the speedrun 
personal best that you get for RPGs. There's an RPG out there called a uh, Baiting, Baiting Kytos, right? And the person, the speed run for that game is something like two weeks, <laughs> because you need to wait exactly two weeks in game for a certain item. But once you get that item, you can manipulate the game or some shit and basically finish it almost immediately. That's just wrong. Yeah, it's not a speed run. It's more of a, a not even a speed crawl. It's more of a just a crawl. Two actual two nah. yeah weeks yeah. And there's no that's the no I just no no it's not worth it. Well, I think that story may have broken me. Yeah. And with that, and I think four hours. I think we're ready to put a pin in the podcast. So yeah, um, if you want to get in contact with us and you you know want to talk about the show, you want to get feedback to us, uh, leave reviews wherever you find this podcast. We are uploading through Podbean. Yep. Phenomenal service. Libsyn is shit. Um, I'll we'll talk about this more later on, but the podcast is going up through Podbean. Will be available pretty much everywhere you can find it with yeah. minimal stress. Uh, I personally recommend the Podbean app if you're on yeah. Android. I'd recommend using anything other than the podcast app if you're using iOS, but I don't use iOS anymore, so I don't know what to recommend you. Try and find Podbean if you can. Yeah, the podcast app actually works fairly well on Android because I use that on my, my Android phone. Hmm. Um, I think it just sucks dick on iOS. It's the iOS podcast app. It's there is Apple's or, one. I, just, I have something called the podcast app, so I assume that's just the Android version. Hmm. Um, but I used I've used Stitcher for a while. I've used uh, a couple of other podcast apps like the the older ones that have now disappeared. Yeah. Um, Podbean might be the easiest one to find. Not everything is on there, but Joe Rogan's is on there. Uh, History on Fire, which is one of my favorite podcasts, is on there. Um, all the Rusty stuff is on there as well. If you're a big fan of those guys, and then we will be on there now. Yeah. For fucking sure, we will be yeah. on there. Um, because we're uploading through their service, so yeah, yeah, that's where you can find us. If you want to talk to us, you can uh, reach out to us through Twitter with just at gibberfish. Yep, we kept it simple, and funnily yep. enough, we're not fighting for that name. Yep, no one fighting for that name. <sighs> nobody wants to be pish. No, I don't nobody know. wants to be pish. We're happy being pish. You're happy being pish. We're happy talking pish and gibbering and gibbering for just four hours. Gibbering for four hours talking pish. I mean, that's it pretty much. Um, we also do have a. Uh, an email address which I can't remember off the top of my head I think it might be gibberfishpodcast at gmail.com I took it I took a note of it in my other notebook ah very good so um, in about three seconds you hear me editing myself into the podcast yep. to explain that the uh, email address is in fact congratulations earlier me you were correct it was gibberfishpodcast at gmail.com and then yeah if you want to reach out to us just let us know uh, recommend this podcast to anyone you know we will be uh, trying to post as that till we can on social media the best place to follow me as I say I'm not on Facebook anymore yes um, is Mad on Twitter Dom st- you go under I'm still under I think it's Dom Anderson 25 on Twitter yep uh, just or if you follow at Gibberpish on Twitter you will find uh, us as maybe one of the few people that we follow yeah I think there's only a couple people there there's only a couple that we're going to follow and then we'll try and keep it minimized so that yeah. it's mostly just us updating you when the show comes out yeah. and if there's any uploads on YouTube as well. Yeah. Maybe some personal rants from me because I still go to college or go to university in Edinburgh and Edinburgh can still get it right fucking around you. That as well as some other things will be recurring segments but this has been our big dump of information just this yeah. kind of stream of consciousness uh, for the, just to get you back into the swing of yeah. us talking jibberfish.
just to, uh, bring you bring you up to date bring us up to date because we haven't seen each other in a, in a while it's yeah. good to it's, good, it's really mostly just text my brother you see this thing yeah shit yeah. can't believe just it just Twitter messages back and yeah. forth but no <laughs> uh, like like an old comfy pair of shoes this feels good hoping uh, we'll get this up then we'll work at a release schedule because we're both stupidly fucking busy but we're happy to get this episode out now yeah I'm going to try and crunch my way through the editing of this and try and get it out as soon as possible an actual upload schedule will be evident soon I yeah. don't know we will show you somewhere They'll, we'll show you on the doll where we touched you yeah so with that out of the way I think we're ready to talk gibberish yep cue the music <laughs> Welcome to the Jibberfish Podcast.